0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk
2: Recorded live. So, uh, this is a special day. We're gonna have a little uh, afternoon, I guess, sort of lunch time, and
0: then dinner time or supper time, depending so what part of the country you're from. Action on the show. Uh, I'm being joined by Donovan James, who, of course, is our our Pac-12 specialist, as well as uh, the guy who has all the high school insight on the show. Always good to have him on. And uh, we're going to start breaking down a few things about, obviously, you know, Pac-12 after dark action. We're going to talk about top 50. Uh, I guess you've sort of reached the point in the season when people have a
2: pretty good idea, I believe,
0: of you know sort of what you think of uh, the best players in the uh in the country,
1: you know who who
2: they are and and uh you know what we can expect. And uh a little bit about some of the the matchups that are gonna be featured later in the day. So that's what we'll be doing. And we'll just sort of work our way through. In the SEC, um,
0: things for the moment have sort of settled in. I think everybody has figured out, well, the West, which is clearly Alabama, and then, you know, the battle for second. And then the East is a little more tumultuous, Uh, Tennessee, for better or worse, is still in contention. Uh, We've got, you know, Kentucky, shockingly enough, is still, to some extent, in play. I don't think they will be after this week, but, well, remains to be seen. Uh, We have, I mean, Florida was the team I thought was the best team in the East. They were my preseason pick to win the East. I thought Georgia would be the second best team in the East, which is perhaps not going to be the case, but once again, I guess that's not even fully beyond the real possibility if they should get on a roll and win out. Kentucky has been a surprise, pleasant, I suppose, a pleasant surprise, one might say. And Vanderbilt is a threat uh, whenever they are facing whoever, uh, in, in, at least in the East. And let's see, what else is going on? Uh, Notre Dame is going to be not bowl eligible, apparently, for the first time since towards the end of the uh, the Weiss era when things began to sort of fall apart there. Uh, a few other
2: sort of traditional powerhouses Oregon. A few others, it looks like they're going to miss bowl games which hopefully will open it
0: up for some of the teams in the power, other teams in the power five, and hopefully some teams from outside the power five will get a shot to actually uh, receive bowl bids that sometimes don't. A few other things, points to ponder. Uh, This is also a time of year when the quote-unquote risers, you know, you start thinking about the risers, the the Karis McKinley's of the world. Uh, uh, There'll be, you know, one or two long corners that will begin to creep up or shoot up or whatever up people's rankings. You'll start to see that more and more. You'll see, I don't know how much movement we'll see at the quarterback class, I think. The only thing that might be surprising, there might be a couple of surprise declarations and maybe even more likely a couple of surprise non-declarations. The one that I'm getting close to saying sort of a vault me on is is Mr. Kaiser. Uh, We'll see, obviously. But I think some of the guys that people are assuming will declare, I think one or two of them won't. And then there'll probably be still, you know, one or two surprise declarations. And I have been joined
3: by
1: the man himself, Mr.
3: Donovan James. How are you doing, Donovan? I'm doing great, man. Great. Got some good sleep last night and good day at college football. (laughs) Yeah. No parties. Really? Uh, wow. No uh, late-night shenanigans at the house. Oh, wow. You know, just high school football, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and congratulations and
0: on some fun stuff happening in, in your world of high school football.
3: Yeah, man, the playoffs are, uh, the, you know, playoffs are looking good. There were some really good games last night. Uh, actually, Shane Alexander sent me a bunch of um, Snapchats last night um, from McGill <laughs> uh, out in Mobile. So shout-out to Shane out to everybody around the country that's sending me all the Snapchats. So I really appreciate it. And, and videos. And we're at Wine Forest in Vegas. And all around the country, man. It's fun. It's cool to do that. And I appreciate you coming on the show Tuesdays as well. Um, Of course, shameless plug, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, a plug it's a plug for all of us. Well, um, and it's, I appreciate it's it. great I to mean, find you come him. on. You come on, you stay late uh, when you can, and you come on early. You get there before me sometimes. So I <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I well, it's great
0: it. to 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 be able to finally spend a little time on this this show with you because I know you have so many other things going on. So much appreciated that you were able to carve out a little time. Some people oh, yeah. are, are sort of some people are sort of down on this part of the season. Oh, you know everything sort of settled in and you know, playing out the string until the championship games and blah, blah, blah. I I think that's crazy talk. For one thing, injuries have shuffled the deck. Some teams and development have shuffled the deck. Some teams that we sort of left for dead have gotten better. Some teams we thought were going to be world beaters have gotten worse. So this is where you get to find out who these teams are for real, right? Which teams have depth, staying power, uh, which coaches know how to adjust when they've taken away the thing that used to work for the first three or four games of the season. This, this is, is my best, favorite time.
1: This, yeah. this is my
3: favorite part. <laughs> Anybody that likes the X's and O's, and I always talk about death in the game this season. That's my favorite thing to talk about because it gets overlooked. I feel like and, and, you know, college football team, there's so much that happens. Like we always talk about, bills. I mean, you know, your girlfriend breaking out with you or, or finals and, and NFL draft, you have know, agents at the game or whatever, or NFL draft guys. And, all, all types of stuff for 18, you know, 19, 20-year-old men uh, or kids, you know what I mean? So uh, nice. there's a lot of stuff going on. A right? family coming in for traveling, you going home. Um, I mean, I talked to a player um, from Oregon a few years ago that I was like, I got distracted when, you know, Thanksgiving was around just because I hadn't been with my family all year and I was eating, you know, not the same foods I was eating back, <laughs> you know. It wasn't smoothie <laughs> bar food, you know, it was hot fries. No. You know what I mean? I <laughs> Turducken. Mama, Mama's practice. not making you that that stuff. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So, like, yeah, all that stuff uh, combined. Uh, and then, like you said, on the field, um, adjustments, uh, injuries, uh, assistant coaches getting looked at. And, uh, so many distractions. It's called a distraction season for me um, these next two months. So, I it, good to put it. you know what I mean? It's a good place. So, to it. it's so much so just so much. I like that. Yeah, just so much, yeah. But, yeah, it's fun. It's my favorite part of the season, too. I agree with you.
2: Yeah, because like I said, essentially we find out who's for real.
0: I mean, remember not that long ago, Tennessee was like the flavor of the month, and they're—I won't say free fall, but they're certainly in a very different place now than they were you know, a month ago. Oh yeah, Easily,
1: uh, USC
0: yeah. is in a very different place than it was a month ago, <laughs> right? Um, oh yeah, definitely. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of schools where think about some of the people we talked about preseason, you know, coaches on the hot seat. Some of them, I mean, Les Miles being the most notable, he's off the hot seat, but not the way he wanted to be. And (laughs) Charlie Strong is obviously still very much on the hot seat. I mean, they're essentially each week is a referendum on Charlie Strong, fairly or unfairly. And Kevin Sumlin, I think, is pretty much off it. I mean, clearly the team could really stumble down the stretch, but it looks like they're going to be a 9-10 win team. In a very very tough division in the SEC, so I think this would buy him, you know, time. Oh, I mean, he's he, he's he, fine. He, yeah, he's he fine. ought to be. I mean, but I mean, but yeah. they were rumbling late oh, last yeah. season. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Remember That's all
3: true. that? The foolishness. So much happened. I mean, in the right. he had the, he the lost worst the
0: team. People were asking if he lost
3: the team. Yeah, they were because I think that the, the, he was at a point where he could have lost the team. Um, they, they were at the tipping point, but they, they fought and they stuck together. And there's a lot of talent on that football team he's accumulated in the past few years. He's, I mean, obviously, his recruiting staff that he's put together um, the whole time with Snyder, and even though he's gone, Spad is gone, and you know, Noble Zoning now, and, and him, self, uh, all the guys, you know, and me on that staff. Um, great staff, uh, Aaron Morse, all those guys. Like So, yeah, but a lot of turmoil happened with the quarterback situation was really bad. That was the main thing I feel like people were kind of tipped off about, but tipped, ticked off about, but I think he's settled in and done a good job. He's safe for sure. He's definitely off the warm seat. <laughs> <laughs> and he ought to be. And as well, he ought to be.
0: Uh, let's see. Who, I'm trying to who else we talked about as being on hot or warm seats as a few minutes. Dustin Alzahn managed to work his way on it and then back off it all in one year. <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah, you He's know, got to be Auburn patient. fan bases, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. The season doesn't end after the first four weeks. Is what we have to remind ourselves, uh, because Auburn was a hot mess after the first four weeks of the season. They were. I would have had trouble if you told me, you know, they were going to play Bandy at Bandy, I would have been like, uh, you know, like, I would have, I would have had trouble with that pick. <laughs> Week four of the season, if they
3: were to play Bandy at Vandy, be like, uh. Of course, they were. All- I mean, yeah. you know, No skill position guys, really. That, their line was always good. I always let their offensive line, uh, even though it's a little young, uh, especially in Silas and Avery Young and those guys. But, um, you know, you, Auburn's never having good skill position guys. Well, not this year. I mean, or that Cameron Petaway, obviously, really good. Sean White's getting better. But they're still kind of lacking that. But that's where they've improved the most, to me. Because, um, I mean, the quarterback situation, you talked about it on Tuesday, um, playing three quarterbacks. Now, I don't disagree with Gus Malzahn playing all three in the same game because he just didn't know which one was – he literally just didn't know which one was <laughs> the best. You tell. And they're all – he was like, like uh, I don't like any of them yet. yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they're all so different. And then JF3, you know, John Franklin third, he just got there. So, you know, you're playing him off and then, you know, you're playing Sean, who obviously is a smart, cerebral quarterback, but not really the type of Malzon quarterback, but he's obviously been the best. And then the running back situation, you know, losing uh, the kid coming in from Jordan Military College – Oh, uh, the transfer, right. the JUCO kid. He's off the team, and you know you lose somebody for the season off the team. Oh, uh, right. losing Cameron Ketway emerging, and now he's yeah, hurt. So but. he's hurt. Yeah, but he's you know still top five. You know, rushing yards uh, per game. So I mean, uh, right? Yeah, it, it's but their defense though. That's the story, of course, of Oliver. But I mean, yeah, he's off the hot seat for sure. Uh, Clay Helton, uh, it's not. He's he's still in a warm seat, kind of, but. If because today, USC
0: fans are so spoiled, but
3: I think they need went, to be realistic.
0: This is not the USC of 10 years ago. You're not about to get, you know, Tom Herman or whatever. I mean, most likely. You're not about to get one of the hottest coaches. And of course, even Tom Herman. I mean, not that he's cooled off exactly, but, I mean, once again, week four of the season – you know, remember all the, the stuff we were talking about with Houston, like could Houston run the table, could they force their way into the playoffs, and all the other stuff we were talking about, and obviously, you
3: yeah, know, now they, they would have been top. in the race. <laughs> they might not. Yeah, they were in the I mean, yeah, this was the year to do it, man, to be honest, but yeah, they didn't get it done. Uh, they still, you know, obviously play for New Year's Six Bowl, which would be incredible tears in a row at Houston, of course, but... But, um, right. yeah, it's died down a little bit. I mean, he's still the same coach he was back in week one. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying new. that he's still – he'll yes. get calls. His agent is still fielding
0: calls, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying but, it's yeah. not the fever pitch that it was at, right after the Oklahoma win and when it was like teams were jockeying for positions, like maybe we should fire a guy now, you know, that kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> supposedly, I'm, supposedly yeah, had,
3: that was what – Yeah. But he, yeah, yeah, beat Florida State uh, and, and Oklahoma two games in a row. That's a pretty big deal for Houston. And Tom Herman, who, was a, yep. you know, he's only been head coach for, excuse me, three years. So, yes. uh, good, good job, of course. I mean, It's young, been a long but.
0: time since somebody's gotten off to a three-year career start like that. I mean, Urban Meyer got off to a good start at Bowling Green and then parlayed that into Utah. But that wasn't quite the same sort of, of course, you know, we didn't have social media and stuff then. but. Or at least not at the same level. There wasn't quite the same level of buzz to the early part of his career. I think some of the people's coaching careers I've seen begin with a certain amount of excitement. Um, Bob Stoops got off to a good start to his coaching career, and you know did well right out of the chute. But it wasn't quite once again the same sort of mania that was. I've seen no.
3: in the early coach uh,
1: career <laughs>
3: I think I mean Cliff Kingsbury got off to even though it was only one season, um, he got off to a good start. Uh sure. his
1: career. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean he was coming off of uh an offense that was number one in the country, winning the Heisman Trophy with Johnny and then starting off seven and zero. Oh. So I mean that was a pretty good segue to but then now, you know, he's obviously died down. He's on the he's on the hot seat.
0: Now he's so, now
3: there we go, there we go. Right how, how about that turnaround? Now if Texas Tech
0: moves down the stretch, you know, ends up maybe barely being bowl eligible, you know, if they're six and six or something like that, that yes, the people the, the love, you know, will be gone in essence. I mean they might give him one more year, but he will be on he'll begin next season on double secret probation if they stumble down the stretch.
1: <coughs>
3: oh yeah, and so that uh, gotta win. Um it just he started off to such a good start and there's a lot of hype. I feel like around with, with uh, what he's brought in. Um, some of that's gone now, obviously, around the country, a couple quarterbacks, but um, a lot of hype he brought in just definitely died down there. And he's definitely on the hot seat. They, he's a, he's a, obviously a local guy, you know what I mean? So they're going to give him a little bit more time than they usually would. If it was another coach, i uh, would probably be fired in the season, but I think he's honestly safe. Um, even, if, even if they don't make a bowl game, I still think he'll probably still be a not fired this year. Okay. And
0: of course, but you he, assured me when we talked earlier that that Coast Helpers was pretty much one hundred percent safe. Are you still there on that? Do you still think he's pretty much no matter what happens, he's going to
1: he's going to be safe?
3: Yeah, I do. I do. I, I think he's. Uh, I mean, they're three and six, man. If they go three and nine, it, I mean, it's going to be really hard um, to come back to that. He'd be, have the hottest season in the country easily. But I think he's safe. Yeah, and I, I mean, three and nine. They lose out, he 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 has a possibility to get fired. I'll say that. I mean, three and nine is just atrocious. But uh at the end of the day, if I was a betting man on this, I still think that um, he would still be the coach of a Oregon until seventeen. Right. Uh, but I like be
0: on the, the he, he Right, I'm assuming yeah, he'll be on once again, like I said, double seeker probation
2: as of next season. <laughs>
0: um so yeah, especially if they end up, yeah, four and eight, three and nine, here you know they're not. I mean, they're not going to be bowl eligible. That we've already sort of seen. But yeah,
3: I think they, if well, they, can, they, they can win out. I can see them winning out. Um, I, okay, it's it's possible. Possible. Yeah. starts off. Yeah, starts today. Yeah, definitely starts today. Uh, they, they, they beat Stanford. They'll be favoring the rest of their game. So, uh, but beating <laughs> Stanford is not going to be easy. <laughs> no, no, it's not easy even when they're good. I mean, when
0: they had they they struggled with Stanford when they had a decided talent advantage. Dominic but they don't anymore. <laughs> that's, that ship is sailed. That's thing that's shocking to me. Remember how fast Oregon used to look? I'm not talking about a, a long time ago. I'm talking about like a, two years ago. Remember how they would just be running around all over the place, just out-athleting all the maybe one or two teams they played all season, and now look at them?
3: Not the same. Not as deep Ooh. as a team. And just, uh, like I said, they ha- they've missed on some recruits now. I mean, they – I haven't done as good as a job. Chip was was so good at recruiting um, out of state and out of the region. I think Mark Hofridge has lost a little bit of that personally. I think that's hurt yep. Chip, and Chip that, always did that. In there. And then go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Because I, I just agree with you.
0: Basically, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just think Chip was getting a, a lot of guys from. Uh, he he recruited a hotbed at Dallas area skyline, starting off with that high school <laughs> and then kind of getting out. Uh, you know, Dallas and going into Texas. Obviously, you know, a lot of players from Texas team, Cliff Harris and a bunch of, bunch of guys from before. Um, uh, just Cal- LA. I mean, they still got a lot of guys from California. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the same guy. Um, you know what I mean? It's not. And he has done a solid job of recruiting, but Oregon's a lot. Last year and the year before we weren't good, especially last shows. You know, we had a recruiting show, and I was just talking about how disappointed I was with Oregon's recruit recruiting uh, staff. Um, and then Scott Frost being gone was a big loss for their recruiting staff. Um, and what they did last year, you can tell that he was gone. He was the guy that gets out there and really, you know, he's the one they put on the jets and flies to Dallas and, and Jersey to get guys in New York or whatever, Florida. we got a lot of Florida guys on the team too. So, um, and Crenshaw or whatever. So that's the guy he lost him, And I don't think Helfridge is good at that. And I don't think he has anybody on the staff that's good. That Brady Hoke is now, uh, you know, one of the top recruiting And I, man, he's not that good of a recruiter to me. He never has been really. Um, <laughs> you know, at Michigan and San Diego State, I mean, he did a pretty good job, but <clears throat> just never big-time recruiter like Scott Frost or, um guys before. Uh, Chip Kelly did his own pretty much recruiting. He went out there himself. So uh, this is just different. With our, I feel like this seems a little too soft, too, honestly.
2: It's funny you should, you should mention that, and I'm not trying to um to be mean, but they seem
0: to lack – edge uh, once Chip left. That's what I think I would notice. It's, it, I, there used to be a little bit of an edge. You use some of swagger, whatever term you like. And I'm not trying to say that Coach Kulpert himself is soft as a person, but there <coughs> seems to be – there was an attitude that Chip brought that doesn't seem to be there anymore. And then the second thing is the pipeline Texas. Those are two things that, that jumped out at me as well that, the, the well, and of course, I know they had some recruiting service issues and many scandals, but those are the two things that jump out at me, was they used to get two or three really good players out of that area of Texas that you were talking about, the Metroplex, on a regular basis, and then, like I said, just sort of a, you know, sort of a middle fingerish approach a little bit. I mean, not quite. Not quite, say you know, late eighties Miami exactly, but yeah, a little edgy, a little chippy, to you know, to pardon the pun, you know, a little, little, hey, you know, poke you in the chest, a little, you know, hey, you know, I, I might just, you know, I might just go off, and we might just have, there might be some, you know, there might be some, it might jump off. There used to be a little bit of that, a little feistiness, a little, you know, a little, you know, whatever, snap. Talky, whatever. And I'm I'm not saying that, you know, that's the biggest deal in the world because there are lots of I mean Boise, you know, won a bazillion games under Chris Peterson without having a whole lot of that. You can you can do that with washington They got ver well they got some of it, but not a lot of it and they win a lot yeah, my point is,
3: like, is that, say Washington Washington's got a little bit not not a uh, bit. on because 'Cause they're like um, you know, Sydney right. Jones and, and you yeah, Blue Baker and those guys, yeah. Vita Vita. Via Tavita, yeah. He, I mean, they, they talk, but yeah, I know. Jake Browning yeah. and and Preetis, example, Jake Browning and Chris Peterson are the same person, by the way. Yeah, I know. Jake right. only and, nineteen. You know, he's got a baby face, but they're the same person. <laughs>
1: right. But he's a
0: he's a he's a he, he's basically an offensive. Court, he's like Jake. I mean, you didn't see Jason Garrett as a player, but I mean, a lot of the same things that made Jason Garrett a a good player when he was a collegian, and a pretty darn good coach now that he's a coach, guys like Kubiak or Kellen Moore. I mean, these are guys who are basically coaches from, you know, the shoulders up already, and they have just enough physical talent to be also effective players. Probably won't be great pros. I mean, if only, you know, he had a slightly different chassis to to drop that CPU into, but.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Jake is uh... Matt Miller threw out Colt McCoy comparison. I loved it. I think he's a little bit better than Colt McCoy as far as, like, arm talent, but that's a really good thing. I think he's a little bit be better
0: there. in terms of arm talent, and I think he's ahead of Colt McCoy in terms of understanding offensive concepts at, the, at this point in development. He's at 19 where Colt was at 21.
3: Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, Jake, yeah, I mean, Jake is a, is a talented kid, man. People don't. You know he's not some little quarterback from just Folsom, you know, California. He's like <laughs> two-time Gatorade player, state, state player of the year we're in a state, obviously in really? California. I know, but, it, but people really look at him, but
0: they think of him as sort of a gadgety, you know, gimmicky. Yeah, he went to.
3: Yeah, I mean he he and the, and numbers, the numbers you know we put we're up were
2: so
0: ridiculous
3: <laughs> that it, it almost got to the point where people almost dismissed the numbers, like they were they too did. good. We, they did. They it was like. Come on, man. There's no way. 91 touchdowns, like, you know what I mean? But I'm telling you, man, I mean, I, I watched the kid, and I had my doubts. You know, we talked about him. And I, I said this year that Washington would only win eight games. I was dead wrong, but part of it was because of him. I didn't believe Jake Browning was ready to take this step. I thought he would do this maybe next year, his senior year. I didn't think he was ready for this yet. But, no, he's big time, man. Um, yeah, he's only yep. 19 years old. He looks every bit of it. He could probably go back to time right now. And no one noticed. notice besides, you know, him and Jake Browning. <laughs> He has got. Right. I mean, <laughs> I guess, right. You've got that <laughs> face.
0: You've got that face, and then I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but you know, physically, he's not exactly. You just can mistake him, him for a guy did like
3: Carson Palmer, or you know. Did, me or, did you see? Did you see the the beach picture I posted of him on on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but
1: <laughs> I yeah, yeah. I
3: mean, well, look for yeah. It's just a picture of him at beach with his girlfriend. But I mean, he's just like that's the Heisman Trophy candidate guy. Like this kid. Like this kid looks like this kid from like. Just a regular kid in California at the beach. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I probably walk past Jake Browning and really not notice anything. I, I, would, I mean, I know what he looks like, but most people, the common man, would not notice this guy. I think they would notice Drew Peppers. Okay, he looks like, you know, somebody that plays sports. Or Deshaun Watson or even Christian McCaffrey, whoever, but not this guy. But I like him. He's I Like I said, he's Chris Peterson, but nineteen. You know, he was born in 1997, man. Like, he's young. <laughs> like, this kid <laughs> hilarious. <he's> like, yeah. <laughs> 1997, like, I mean, he's a guy, like I said, that I, I like a lot. And I'm looking for him the beginning of the day. But, yeah, I mean, I don't want to quit talking about Oregon. I'll end on that. It's just I don't mean to call them soft as far as they've lost the edge. That's basically what I meant. And, I, you know, I know they have a lot of stuff in the facilities. And I'm not – This. definitely not why you're soft. And Alabama has really close – to the same facilities almost as Oregon, and they're not soft at all. They're the hard, most hard-nosed football team in the country. But um, So it's not facilities. It's that edge. You know, whatever it is, um, Mark Helbridge is a really, really laid-back guy, and so is Chris Peterson, and they have an edge. So it's not that either. It's just something with, with the kids there and getting together. They, I know the Oregon it preaches family. Um, that's something they always have had, uh, preached since uh, – you know, Bilotti was there and they've kept that there going, but family, all the players love each other. That was come back to each other. I think it's too lovey-dovey at Oregon. That's what I kind of think. And I, I think it's too, like everybody's so friendly. Sometimes you got to get in somebody's face and smack the hell out of them practice
1: or if they mess up (laughs) and Marcus
3: isn't there, you know, Marcus didn't do that stuff and they still won games, but um, he was so talented. He took them to another level. Um, They don't have a guy like that. I like Justin Herbert a lot. I don't, I think i think he's really good he's a freshman too with sam darnell and jay brown he's young but i don't think he's that level yet but he looks really good i mean this kid's throwing a lot of touchdown passes he looks very cerebral he's big he's a big time court he's 6'4 216 pounds uh he's only 19 as well so the future looks bright uh if he's the quarterback and that's a guy that's homegrown he's from eugene they love that um didn't work out with dakota transferring over obviously so um ending on oregon just i, I think it's Sometimes you got to have a guy smack – you know, Cliff Harris, like Anthony Thomas. Like, yeah, those guys are knuckleheads sometimes, but you almost miss having the knuckleheads because they – you know what I mean? Like, they smack you around a little bit like, hey, man, no, don't do that. You're an idiot. Or don't – you know what I mean? Uh, when, when Cole had his trouble, I They, you know, had in-house meetings, and, and they got him dealt with pretty much by the coaches, and he was off the team, stuff like that. They don't have that anymore. I think everybody's just, you know, going around, doing what they want to do, being friends, well, hanging good, out, doing –
0: Usually, there's at least one guy that they say, well, that guy is the heart and soul, or that guy is the emotional leader. You know, the you've got a guy like like Connor at, at Pitt, beat cancer, tough as nails. I mean, you, you know, you know, when the USC team. There's always a uh, Ray Maluga, or I mean, there's somebody that everybody was a little bit afraid of and respected, kind of at the same time. Ray like nobody In his that days at Miami. Yes, I'm saying, right? I mean, including it. I hate that once again. I, I don't feel like I'm picking on the coach, but I don't get the, no, no. the guys. Kind. Of, I don't get the feeling there's like they, I think they like him. and I think they respect him, but I don't think they fear him.
3: No, they don't fear Coach Helfrich at all. Definitely not. Um, they love him. Actually, not like him. They love Coach Helfrich. Um, he's uh, uncle Helfrich. I mean, almost. I mean, not. I mean, they don't call him that's not a nickname, but he's like he's the uncle you go to. That's like it's going to be all right, man. You know what I mean? Everything's okay. He's not the uncle that you don't want to talk to because you messed up. Uh, he's the uncle you got to do that. <laughs> I need consoling. And and Brady Hoke, just, he doesn't fit. And they don't really like Brady Hoke that much. He hasn't really made them better. Uh, he's not... I don't know, man. Brady Hoke's just the guy that sits all the way up top of the booth and he's not really close to the players. Like from I, like I said, I've talked to people on Oregon staff and recruiting guys. They They say that you know he's there because you know they thought he was a good defensive coordinator, not really because he's good at you know <laughs> helping kids out of blah blah. I mean you know he doesn't stay extra with the kids. You know what I mean? So that I think that's gonna you know Helfrich is gonna have to get rid of his staff for sure. He's gonna have to get rid of some guys that he's friends yep. with. Um, like I said, it's just a yep. friendly culture there. There's guys that he should have already fired, but Mark Helfrich yeah. has been. He's been friends with, I mean, he's an Oregon guy. He's from Oregon. Like, you know, I mean, he he went to um, South Oregon. He knows a lot of these guys. They they were on staff with him for a long time since Coach Chip was there. And Sometimes you got to clean house, man. Maybe it's time for him to clean house. And the Brady Hoke experiment didn't work. That was kind of a, you know, let's get a tough-nosed guy. You know what I mean? But it just didn't work out. It's not. His defense is the worst. The worst it's ever been Um, in the past 20 years, honestly. Right. (laughs) I mean, because under Bilotti, they had decent defense.
0: And, you know, in the chip era, sometimes they would be, you know, they could get bullied against teams that had a lot of a lot of size up front, but they would be they'd force turnovers, they would, you know, make plays, things like that, even if they weren't they could have, they'd probably stout between the tackles. But now they there's none of it. Like there's not ball hawks, there's not guys who force fumbles or force interceptions. There's not great blitzers, there's not guys who are great against, like, they're not great against anything. Like, there's no – there's nothing to hang your head on. Like,
2: you can't say, well, we're weak here and here, but we can do this. There's no this. There's no there there.
3: No, there's not. There's not. Um, they got some guys, you know what I mean? Obviously, I hate to say they don't have a leader. Cameron Hunt, you know, I've known him for a while um, since he's at Corbin Centennial. He's a great kid, and he, he is a leader. He's just not – you know, I mean, he's, a, he's a guard. He's the right guard. He's not – You got sometimes you have that leader that those skill positions or, or just on defense. And the defense gets you fired up, and that's what gets you. Most of the guys that are the loudmouth guys, you know, they're corners, they're linebackers, they're line – you know, it's always defense. Gu- <laughs> Guards are rarely Guards, vocal leaders. Even if they're the best player on the team, they're rarely vocal leaders. <clears throat> yeah, and he is the best player on the team to me, and he's not – well, he's not the best player on the team. He's been the best this season. I'll say that. Royce and obviously Darren Carrington are probably the best draft guys. But, I mean, uh, I like Cameron Hunt. He's a leader. But, yeah, he's, he's not a vocal leader, really. I mean, he gets the linemen together. And um, though this line actually isn't bad. That's not really what's killing them this year, even though they're really young. They have four freshmen and then Cameron Hunt. And I think for what it's worth, he's gotten those freshmen together and they played pretty, pretty darn good. Um, Royce hasn't played as good as we thought. Um. Obviously, that quarterback issues to Justin Herbert lately. Um. The receivers haven't been as good as I thought. I like no. Darren Caron has always been this guy that people say is going to be a first round pick one day, and I just I'm waiting. Based to on what? Like, not based uh, on his tape. He's not a not third round it. guy. Based on his tape. Uh no, no nah, he's not. He, well, he has third round talent. Um, <laughs> he might. Fight, right, <laughs> right, but that's yeah. two different things.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he's probably he around he, the. This.
0: He's got great, lots great. of talent, but a lot of guys have a lot of talent, but if the tape isn't there, I'm sorry. I'm not one of those people who's going to say, well, yeah, you didn't play well, but you got all this talent. I'll take you in the fifth round based on you having a lot of talent but not ever doing anything with it. But not in the, the third round for me is for guys who are ready to produce now. No, he, he's
3: not ready now. He's I uh he's I've told you this beginning the season. He's not coming back. Um, uh, he's gonna declare for the draft. <laughs> uh, he shouldn't, but he is. Um, so and you know his obviously his dad played in the NFL. Right. Um, Dar- I, uh, I remember, but but you know he so he has taught the people around the NFL and everything. I just think he's gonna leave. Like he was he wanted to leave last year. He just couldn't honestly. <laughs> so. Because <laughs> mean fail a drug test, so you can't go into the season. Failed a drug test, so you clean whole year, hasn't been. He's he's catching on now. He's getting you know he's caught that Colorado game. Um, he did a really good job in this year versus a really damn. I can't think of the corner's name. Damn good corner from Colorado though. know um, my,
1: my Azui? Yeah, yeah, Kimbo.
3: Yeah, uh, Dar- Carrington. Helped. It's weird. Carrington is that. We I just, talk about this a, a lot with you. Uh, he plays really good versus, like, it's like he knows he's playing against a good corner that week. He's like, I'm going to turn it on. This he, also but knows in that, the game. he also does
0: games the scouts. I mean, he's one of those guys that I really get the feeling. He's one of those guys on the dash with the cash. I think he knows when there's, you know, only one or no <laughs> scouts
1: there.
0: And I think he knows when there's eight to ten scouts there. And he plays, I mean, I hate to put it this way, but I really think he's kind of a mercenary.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I hate to say it. And he's been kind of a cancer on the team a little bit to me this year like I said he's cleaned up a little bit um but and he's had like I said the Colorado game was really good and then you put on uh, obviously you know UC Davis he had his best game but it was UC Davis but I mean there's some games though like the USC game looked like and he's from San Diego he's from he's a SoCal kid um he tried to do way too much and he wasn't he has like a focus issue I feel like I mean there was a pass Justin Herbert threw on a dime it was on Imam marshall he beat him he got the corner and he dropped it um i i don't know like that's why he's not like he actually probably has a little first on talent in him but i just think that third round at best for him but yeah probably like six seven just because he's got some character issues too and uh I don't know. I just he drops the ball a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't like that, Donovan, in wide receivers. 13, I do you know 13, this about me.
3: No, I mean no. Of course, you know that just it breaks hearts and drives. You know, thirteen drops. So it's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. That's
1: woo. That's yeah. I'm. No, I'm not a some fan. Some
3: drops. Some drops. You know, they count for drops and might not have actually been like your fault necessarily, I mean, a pass, you know, that was way out there and he dives and you dropped it. I'm mean, like, okay, but, you know, give or take, that's still double-digit drops, you know what I mean? I haven't watched every drop, but I'm looking at it and saying, okay, um, you know, they're going to have to put on a tape of drops. That's already not good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, let's see all the drops. Let's chart them all. You know, you don't have to do that with other wide receivers that are supposed to be the top,
2: excuse me, in the
0: country. Yeah, so, you, like, if you do that with D.D. Westbrook it's over in about seven seconds,
2: because there's, like, three. You know,
3: so that's that's the guy I'm interested in. The guy guy with the tape tape,
2: of drops is seven
0: seconds, not 37
3: Yeah. They're similar, actually, except, I mean, also the drop, they're similar, you know, build guys and, like, the way they run routes, that's what I mean. Like, Darren Carrington is what, like, he wants, D.D. Westbrook is what he wants to be, pretty much, and He's a little bigger. He's taller than he's only about five eleven. I think Darren Carrington's about six two. But they they same weight, but, but you know Darren carrington has got to put a little weight on too. Actually, that's another thing. Um, yeah, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but um, tall lanky guy. But he his route running is great, man. You can tell he's been around the NFL. Like he knows like how to run routes really well. <laughs> and he's fat. Obviously, I mean every player on Oregon is really fast. Wide receiver, um, probably all under 4'5". but like you said, drops and issues Uh, I mean, that failed drug test sticks with me when they lost to Ohio State because not having Darren Carrington um, for the college football playoffs that year was big. I mean, they would have lost still because Zeke Elliott ran all over him, but when Devin Allen went down in in the game before versus Florida State and then they didn't have Darren Carrington, that took a lot away from Marcus not having Darren Carrington and uh, Devin Allen. So that was a – I mean, you failed a drug test before the college the playoff. I mean, I don't know if you know or people know about the drug testing, but, I mean, it's like literally they're, they tell you when you're about to take the drug test. Yes. Testing, you steal oh, yes. It's not a surprise. It's not <laughs>
0: random. It doesn't pop up out of nowhere. So there's no well, excuse. Was, I mean, it either means you don't care or that you have a serious problem.
3: I mean, it's not the first time you failed a drug test for nope. weed either. So, I mean – Oh. no. Nope. Now there, I talked to some people in Oregon, and they were like, you know, he only had like the levels. He could have just been around weed. That was the level weed he had. So, but then the well, second that's time, he not, that's not it, okay. That's not okay with me either. <laughs> not. <laughs> his levels are just real. His THC levels are like really, really low. But the second time, it was not low. <laughs> so he was probably smoking. Uh, right. There were some people that. I don't know, man. I Like I said, you know, I'm close to the Oregon program. So, like, right. <laughs> I won't say too much, but I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it's, it's tough. It's Obviously, we have some priorities. Weed's legal in Oregon. And, you know, uh-huh. he he had a quote. It wasn't a big quote, but I'll say this. He either was just being joking around, being a prankster, whatever, being funny, uh, whatever you want to call it, or just didn't know. He said that he thought we it was legal in Oregon. So didn't know he didn't have to not smoke weed or eat edibles. Well, here's my issue. with I, I don't know Whether if he that's was joking
0: like, or whether he was deadly serious.
3: I think they said he was serious. Like, he really just didn't. He thought, like, when we, we got legal in Oregon that he could smoke weed like or he, do whatever, like, with marijuana. So, like, he didn't know that he didn't have to. I mean, well, he here's, 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 why this,
0: here's why that bothers me, Donovan, because, as you know, as part of your orientation At every school I've ever heard of, and I'm pretty sure Oregon's the same as every other school when it comes to this, they go over policies about (laughs) things like drugs, guns, domestic violence. There's things that I know for a fact that he was told. And I guarantee you somebody, if not one of the coaches, one of the people with their compliance department, somebody, as he was becoming a student athlete at Oregon, went down their codes of conduct, went over what you can and cannot do. And I'm sure they mentioned drug testing. And I'm willing to bet you a dollar to a donut they mentioned that marijuana was one of the things that was going to be
1: tested for.
3: Now, why would they I want to test bet for you. it? <laughs> I want to go in with you on that bet. and yeah, <laughs> I mean, Darren's too smart. And his dad played in the NFL, and he's been around too many NFL players to know. Yeah, I don't – Even know. even even if he did think that, he knows that he's going to go to the NFL, or he's trying to, and you know you can't smoke weed in the NFL. So you see on ESPN suspended player every day. So, I mean, he knows. There's no, like there, – he's not that naive. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. That was That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't well, – what even
0: if he – Whatever, serious or joking or whatever, he knows better. That's what it comes down to. He, I know he knows better. You know he knows better, and most importantly, he knows that he knows better. And so yeah, I don't want to hear. But,
3: but that was anything. a real like actual quote by him though. Like and oh, it wasn't to the media. It was just to somebody off the record. Um, but right. that was an actual quote sure. from a very reliable person. I gotcha. <laughs> that he that. I know what you're saying. But,
1: but,
0: but, it doesn't. It doesn't help. I guess is what I'm thinking. Like I'm not favorably impressed by that. I am not a fan of. I wasn't Probably a huge first. fan of him. <laughs> right. I wasn't a huge fan. First of all, just the tape. I mean, he's super inconsistent on tape. That's my first issue. As you said, he's had two or three impressive performances, and then the rest of the season, he's a guy with his talent should be able to dominate virtually every time. I mean, we should be watching him battle a Dory Jackson with rapt attention to see, you know, which one of these guys is a better prospect. His USC tape is not, I mean, even, and once again, that's one of the games that I would think, especially the way he thinks, where I would think, okay, finally we're going to see the real Darren character. He didn't kill it. You know what I mean? That wasn't, that wasn't, I wouldn't be sending that to somebody saying, this is a guy we've got to take early.
3: No, he didn't kill it. He didn't. Uh, he didn't play good versus uh, Washington. Well, I mean, obviously nobody did, but he didn't play good versus Washington. <laughs> he he he. Like I said, the game he played good versus uh, Colorado. Um, good tape versus Washington State, and uh, pretty pretty good game versus uh, UC Davis. All I mean, like I said, I know UC Davis is the greatest team, but still playing good. Um, it's just a solid team, UC Davis. So okay, um, but-, but that. But uh-huh. the the game. Nebraska, no catches. Uh, Virginia, one catch. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. like he, he go, he just fades away. Again. It's like if you don't get him hot early, he's he's like lost, like he's done, pretty much. And I don't know if that's oh. him just checking out or just him not getting involved huh. the X and O thing, or, or I don't know really what it is. Well, you know it's I mean? probably yeah. a little bit
2: of both.
0: He's, I mean, once again, you know, I'm better in terms of his personality than I do, but from what I've witnessed he seems to have a little bit of the diva in him. And you can tell when things aren't going his way by watching his on field demeanor. I mean I don't know him as a human being, but I sure as I know him as a prospect. You can tell when the ball's not coming his way on certain plays. It's like, oh you know, he, you can he you can read him as a player. I mean that's one of the I mean, other reason why he doesn't have some of the games he should be having is if you're defending him you can tell, oh, oh they're not coming his way on this play. <laughs> And you can also tell when he thinks he's getting the ball. He's not terrific at hiding things. He's not deceptive. Despite having a decent level of talent, he's not deceptive. There's something where he and D.D. Westbrook are wildly different, where D.D. is very difficult to read. He does a great job of hiding if it's going to be a speed out or if it's going to be a wheel route or if it's going to be, you know, just a straight-up, you know, go route. I mean, he's pretty much the same cat. If, or if he's going to be blocking on a screen for another wide receiver. Like he can't tell. He doesn't give you a read. Guys like Carrington, guys like even Juju. That's the thing where I separate some of these guys. Some people have guys really, really high who aren't very deceptive. Mike Williams is not at all deceptive. He tells you pretty much what's going to happen. I, I, when I watch him and I'm just sort of looking at him and ignoring everything else, about seven times out of ten I'm correct with what Roddy's going to be right. I shouldn't be right that. High percentage <laughs> like, it can be closer to 50 50 and preferably <laughs> lower you know with D.D. Westbrook it's I'm guessing right I'm not very I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like, confident he's like okay, I think he's going deep here. I'm, I'm looking at down in distance I'm trying to sort of get things that might help me, but he's not giving stuff away guys like Carrington, even Mike Williams right. a lot of these guys tell me pretty much what so here's like I said you do even at times can be pretty easy to read. That's my, my main criticism of him, two main criticisms. One is he can be sloppy a bit as a route runner, and he definitely can fail to look exactly the same coming off the ball each time, which is something I, I prize. Now, some people don't seem to care, right? It's like traits, traits. And trait. traits are cool and everything, but if you don't know how to run routes for real and deceive people at the next level, with all of your talent and all of your traits, you'll get shut down. Once again, Dr. Mount I mean, there's a long list of dudes who are just loaded with traits but they, they don't pan out because they don't master their craft.
3: Receivers are art. I love watching receivers. Um, yep. The guy I actually like on Oregon a lot. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I mean, we're talking going in on Darren. That's only because people have him pretty high. But the actual best receiver on the team to me um, is Charles Nelson. He's a little guy, oh, obviously. He's, he's, really, he's really tiny. Small. Yeah, was...
0: tell only knock on him is
3: D.D. Westbrook looks like Julio did getting next to him. <laughs> yeah, he's – 5'9, maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> he's, like, he's probably probably 5'8, but 176. He, he's he's
0: pretty, probably 5'8 <laughs> and 3'8, and he's probably, what do they have him listed at? 172?
3: 176.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay, so I mean, I guess it doesn't matter what he's eating, right? He had a big breakfast, maybe. But I'm willing to bet you with him after a game, he's about 171.
3: But you know, Oregon don't really eat too many big breakfasts, man. It's kind of light breakfast, so like, <laughs> you know. So, so. maybe
0: maybe it should make an exception for him. He might need to have a couple of big
3: breakfasts. But I, I like him a lot. I like him. I like he's him. Too. His, yeah, he's a I nice guy. Nice, I think he's their best receiver. He'll be a nice little kick return in the NFL, and a, probably a, a maybe a slot guy. Probably four guys, and probably fourth wide receiver, but. I like him, um, and that, you know, Darren might not – Darren could be a two. I could be wrong because he has upside, but I know Charles doesn't have much upside probably because of his, his uh, stature, but I like him. He's he's a better as Well, you know, you say
0: that, but you look at what John Brown's doing. I mean, I, I don't – True, I'm not yeah, saying he's, I'm not saying he's quite as far along as John Brown was, but I'm saying he could get to that. I, I don't think Carrington's going to be what people think he's going to be. Now, it's not impossible. I mean, he could get his act together he would need to go to a team with a very solid locker room where it's a no BS, you know, <laughs> kind of situation where they tell him, look, kid, you know, um, go down there, cover these punts, cover these kicks. You know, I don't know, the Ravens. I mean, someplace where they, you know, they make it very, very clear or, you know, the Patriots. Well, the Patriots, would, I don't think they agree really take him. But it'd have to be someplace where it got a strong locker room. You know, the, the coach is sort of an un challenge tyrant kind of situation and you've got a really strong veteran locker room where they're going to be going to let them know that's not the flavor we save around here, neighbor. If you keep coming with that, we'll just flat out cut you. I don't, I don't care how high you were drafted. And I, I wouldn't draft him as high as, like I said, most people have him. I don't, I don't know.
1: Talent's
0: cool. So, talent's how you get invited to the party. But talent won't keep you at the party. I could, without thinking hard, name 100 guys who have as much talent or more than he did who didn't last two years in the league.
3: It's going to be tough. Like I said, I, I think the only reason I brought this up is because he's not coming back. So, And he might. <laughs> there's like a 5% chance, but, I mean, he's gone. So I'm just <laughs> thinking, like, okay, he's a junior. Uh, that hasn't. He's missed some big games, obviously, because of suspensions. It's just the timing of his suspensions are. horrible. I mean, pac twelve championship, it's yes. the playoff. You know, I mean, right. I said clean year though. Clean, clean year right now. Uh, bad year on the field, like record wise. I mean, clean year. He's caught. Still, stat wise, the best receiver on Oregon. Um, you know, his 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 yards per catch is fourteen, which is <laughs> really good, of course. But uh, they've got some guys. I, I like Jalen Brown on Oregon too. I mean, Oregon's got not to keep harping on Oregon, I mean, it definitely can move on, but just saying, I mean, they've got some guys with that speed that you were talking about um, and some leadership. Farrell Brown's a solid leader, Cameron Hunt, and, um, excuse me, I also lost Buckner and Armstead from a couple of years ago who are good leaders too, and they don't have guys like that on the team. But uh, they're just lacking on defense, man. Uh, I, I really thought Reggie Daniels, um, since this is his fifth year, and he's shown me some really good, he, he just hasn't played that great this year. Tyree Robinson too um i still like reddy daniels i think he's a, a guy that you draft uh on day three and i think um tyree is too even though i hope tyree comes back to school he might not either honestly but um you know he's in the one corner on the team he just gets burned a lot like that's my main because I, I watched a lot of organ tape um like thursday I was watching oregon i was like they've got good players it's just like they're not coached well really like or, and, or they're just lacking effort that, or they're just And that brings
0: me back to what I said. I mean, I know you say Coach Helfridge is, is safe, but people who really study Oregon, you're gonna notice the team's not quite as deep as it's been previously, not quite as talented as it's been previously, but the biggest thing is it's not as developed. Guys don't grow. I mean, Marcus Mariota grew a tremendous amount in his time at Oregon. Uh Jerry is Bird, right? I mean, some of these guys, you saw them develop tremendously from the time they arrived to the time that they left. And I don't see that happening anymore. I see guys arriving good, and Karrion, and like five, four course,
3: stars. and Right. Yeah, and then Carrington's a no, nice example.
0: I mean, he hasn't really gotten dramatically better in his time there.
3: No, his freshman year, I was like, dude, this kid is going to be a first round pick quite easily. Like, he's so good. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hasn't got much better
0: though. Nope. So that's the thing that I was sort of driving, driving something. Like I said, I I I like what I know. At least I mean, I I'm not once again, I'm not close to the program, but I like what I know about Coach Helfridge, and I hope he gets another chance. If not at Oregon, someplace else, maybe. And I'm not trying to say this to be mean, but he might be better suited to being in a place where there's a little less of a spotlight on you.
3: Well, yeah, he might. Um, like I said, I think. The only reason he's safe, one, because they would owe him a lot of money. Um, just so I remember he just signed an extension not too long ago. Um, sure. And two, he, he hasn't lost the locker room. That's the main thing. Like, yeah, like they're losing still, but the players are fighting for him. And they, if you know, if they come down, the eighty comes down and ask every all ninety players. Maybe one or two might say no, we don't want this coach anymore. I think eighty-eight out of ninety would we'll say yes, and that. Oregon again, family. That means a lot, and he's an Oregon guy. Like they don't want to fire him; they want him to succeed. They're going to give him yeah. another chance.
2: Sure.
0: And I'm not saying that's he's, even the wrong move. I'm just saying he's lucky he's at Oregon because he, oh, if he was lucky, at SC and he was about anyway. to go three and yeah. nine or four and eight, whatever, he wouldn't even get that spot. Like he would,
3: he would no long. We would not be having this discussion. He would have been kiffened before this point. Yeah, and Kiffin was an SC guy. I mean, obviously, you know, he went to Fresno State, but I mean, he's an SC guy. And Helbrick didn't go to Oregon. He's still an Oregon guy. Um, his family, his, his both of his parents went to Oregon. He went to Southern Oregon. Like I said, he's been on right. staff for a long time. He's an Oregon guy through and through. He's from, you know, uh, Coos Bay, but I mean, he's you know been in Eugene for a while. He hangs out on campus, you know, I mean, with kids, not not football kids. I'm talking about just average student guy. I mean, he they love him. But right. they're tired of – you can't – there's too much money. They put too much money in this team. Um, Uncle Phil, they like to call him up in Oregon. You know, obviously he just sat down. And now, you know, he's overlooking things and like, man, you know, I put a lot of money in this Oregon yes. program. I've seen the facilities are, are the best um, and in the country. So I'll be
0: honest. When people throw around, you know, the whole Tom Herman thing, this is the place where I think he's actually the best fit. People love to try to stick him at, you know – Texas, and they love to try to stick with LSU and all these places, but the place I really think where, and once again, you know, I hope Coach Helfridge survives, but the person I'd be targeting and the person I think would actually be the best fit for, for Tom Herman, I think <coughs> would actually be Oregon. I think he would easily, easily, easily. I think He would so, kill it there. I think he might struggle with LSU, at least initially. I don't know how patient they'd be. I think he might struggle with the person at Texas, and I don't know how
3: patient they'd be.
0: Oregon's just because they be a really
3: good program. But they're a little more He'd patient. To, a little more patient. He had to change some things. That's why Oregon would be such a good fit because, I mean, their offenses are different, but they're stylistically the same. You know, it's spread, shotgun offense, you know, a mobile quarterback that can chuck chuck it down, fill in deep passes. You know what I mean? Mobile. Justin Herbert's not the most mobile kid ever, but I mean, he's mobile. He's going to get those Texas pipelines going back. Always um, oh, yeah. He, he's, he's Right. He he's from Cal- back the Texas pipeline. Exactly. He's from California. Um, you know, he has a good pipeline in LA. Actually, a lot of kids. Uh, he's got a couple kids from LA coming to uh, coming to Houston this year. So I think he would get. You know, they're fine with LA kids, like I said, but they're just getting the right LA kids. You know, I I'm not trying to be like a political guy, but getting the I want the guys from like Crenshaw and Compton, and Lone Beats back from Oregon. Or, I know what you're what saying. I want them. At, they they need those well, kids back, not right. really like DeAndre. That dogging. Right. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. That's what you about. Not. Modern day kids are cool, like they're they're probably just as good, but they're just like, they don't have like the edge sometimes. The modern day kid or the Boston exactly. kid or the you know what I mean, like you know you know what it is. <laughs> I mean like you know, yeah, there's so. that guy that will get in somebody's face, teammate, opponent,
0: whatever, and say to them some things that I can't say, and you know be the guy that is. You know, playing young thug in the locker room and will punch somebody if if there's if somebody <laughs> you know says the wrong thing, the wrong situation. And I'm not saying you want thug. What I'm saying is you want someone who's a fighter and not literally a fighter as in getting in fights so all the time, but a fighter as in yeah, right. I mean, somebody who is trying to get to a place in life. I mean, once again, the modern. Not saying modern day kids aren't devoted to football, but. If your dad's a dentist or whatever, you know. I mean, I want to turn this to a class warfare thing, but let's be very, very honest. That kid who knows that his everybody is counting on him to succeed because everything depends on that is going to have a different approach than the guy who likes football, loves football, even, but knows that this isn't everything in his life. He's got other opportunities. Now, this, now once again, I, I hate to say things like this because this is the kind of stuff that leads to kind of silly stuff sometimes where people are, you know, asking Des Bryant if his mother's ever accepted money for sex or whatever. That's, I don't, I don't want to head down that pathway. But what I am saying no, is no.
2: <laughs> you, know, and I know,
0: you know and I know that in tough games, that at some point football gets tough. At some point it breaks down into a fight. There is a – every play in football, somebody is engaged in a physical battle with someone else. And for a guy, no matter what his level of talent, to be able to say, okay, you're going to have to kill me. I mean, you know, not literally, but close to it, to beat me. Those guys, more often than not, now, hey, there's John Lynch's in the world. There's guys who came from very nice backgrounds, privileged backgrounds, who are, got that dog in them, got that fight in them, junkyard dogs, or a youth. but more often than not, they're not guys who the suburbs. They're not guys whose parents gave them a very nice life and education. For the most part, the guys we're talking about come from a tougher background. Ray Maluga didn't exactly come from the nicest situation, right? No, I mean most no, of guys, not
1: <laughs>
0: Right? Exactly. Most of the guys the guys we're talking about are guys that have had a little bit of had to come overcome from things had things a bit tough. So Oregon I mean this is an interesting test study. If you are right in that Coach Elbridge is indeed completely safe for this season. I'm agreeing with you that they're going to demand some heads, though. If he survives, he's got to give up a couple of people. I'm guessing more than one. I don't think just getting rid of the, the, the outsider, you know, just getting rid of
3: Brady Hoek could be enough. I, I think they're going to demand Whoa. more heads. I'm talking about a whole clan of house. He might have to hire a new staff. So that's what you're
0: talking about. You're about emptying out the entire. Huh? Everybody's gonna have to. Yeah, get.
3: You can't just wow. blame Brady Hoke. I mean, yeah, his defense is bad, but Don Pelliam, who I liked as a person too, another Oregon guy, like his defense wasn't great either. They nope. demoted him, you know. But you can't just demote somebody that was even corner and making linebacker coach. Just get rid of him like that. Nick Saban no. would never do that. It's just because no. wow, I've been friends. Right. I've been friends. I've been friends with. Fri- yeah. fri- that's the stuff I'm talking about. Like, I, I've, I've been friends with him for 15 years, and you know, I didn't really get rid of him on my staff. No, man, just you can't have the old defensive coordinator that had been there for six years be the, still in staff. They're, who are they going to listen to? they Are going to listen to Pelley? Are they going to listen to Brady? They don't really know who this new guy You know is. That's,
0: that's a messed up situation. That is that is a messed up situation that you just described
2: there. That's, I yeah, bet that's not the problem.
3: I'm sure it is. You know, Brady Hoke, is, his defense is different, for one. Um, it's a different style of defense that they were running at Oregon um, before. Right. So, and, and you need
0: different guys to run it, quite frankly. Uh, Brady Hoke's defense has worked best when you've got a 318-pound angry dude at some point you can stuff in the middle of that defense. <clears throat> I don't see that guy at Oregon. You
3: know, uh, I, I like Canton comma, to, to Lua, uh whose brother played at Stanford. Uh, he's got some – I, I I don't know, man. Like I said, he, he has an ankle injury, but he, he's also homesick and he went back to the islands from Hawaii. And uh, I don't know, like when he's coming back. Basically, he's in out indefinitely. So yeah. I mean, he's that, probably going he, to he, transfer
0: he was, to Hawaii. Is probably what should happen. Problem.
3: Hawaii was better this year. They've already won four games, which is when they won the past two years. Two years, well, excuse me. So and once, yeah, they, and once I mean, they get that kid, they'll win six or seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he. He's homesick. He went back to the island. It was an ankle injury. And now it's like, it's just, you know, I don't know, but he was good. I just kind of didn't, he lacked. I don't know, just he, he's big. He fills up space, but he never really did anything. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) 6'7", like 292, big guy, really tall, uh, you know, strong upper body, but just didn't, you know, didn't stuff like I thought he would and didn't get to the quarterback like that. But, I mean, they got Austin Malota, who who's, like, a little bit up front, uh, Justin Holland, it's a lot of tall guys, really tall. I don't know if they have the tallest. I've noticed
0: the they, they're big into links, even in their interior linemen, 6'5", 6'7", 6'4", and, obviously, in well, their they, DNs,
1: super tall. Yeah, uh,
3: and yeah, Oregon, you know, they do a lot of metrics stuff there. They have, a, a, a you know, a lot of – Metrics that they, that they do, and they use sparks a lot. Um,
0: yeah, you know, God, they are the spark so, guys, they are they, yeah, spark-alicious. they are.
3: they are. When I was up there, you know what I mean? They, you know, obviously, when, when, when the sparks competition started, bunch of us saw a bunch of green out there, you know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> saw a bunch of green out there, green and yellow, so uh, they like that a lot. But like I said, I don't know. Um, at, at the end of the day, just to sign off on this, I just think. You know, you want to be a little patient right now because it looks up, but you're not winning still. I mean, you look better, but when are you going to win these football games? Like Justin Herbert, you can't just say, well, it looks like we got a good quarterback now, so we'll be all right. I mean, you can't – this kid came out of nowhere. I don't really know how good he is. I mean, he might not be that good as we think he is, but he is really good right now, so we'll see what happens. But it's more than him. You can't just have Justin Herbert throwing, you know, a bunch of touchdowns and, and yards and, and, and not – you know, stopping anyone, um not running the ball, not catching the ball as well as you uh used to. So we'll like I said, we'll see what happens. Like I said, they if you look at them coming back next year though, Bill, um, I'm looking through the depth I mean Royce is gone, Carrington's gone. Uh everybody else comes back, Cameron Hunt's gone, because he's a senior. Johnny Munt gone, but, uh, okay, they lose a little bit. <laughs> so, <they won't
0: laughs> now, be gone. Yeah, now, Mutt was a guy I really, really liked, and I guess a combination of injuries and Farrell Brown and quarterback and play that's too, been yeah. less than stellar yeah. has combined to keep him from, but I remember, what was he, was he a true freshman? I can't remember if he was a true freshman or a retro freshman, but I saw him it kind of take a game over from the tight end position, which you don't see that very often.
3: No, he did. Uh there's a few games. It was an Oregon State game, I know, in the Civil War, where Marcus was still a quarterback, that he did have, uh, I think, nine catches or something like that. I think that was the game we're talking about um, where he took over. Because yep. it was kind of a cl- game. closer game. He, yeah, it was closer
0: he That game, he was the most impactful player. I mean, there's no, to me, it's not even close. You know what I mean? Like, he was the most impactful player. No one else yeah. had anywhere close to the love impact this kid has. And I thought, man. You know, we were really yeah. well, they,
3: they, you know, they tried to do the little t- top two tight end this year, too. And, I mean, it worked a little bit, but, you know, you got Evan Bayless is good. Johnny Muntz, like I said, he's splashy pretty good. And Pharaoh Brown, when he's healthy, he's, you know, one of the better tight ends in the country. But, uh, I don't know. They they don't know what they want to do, man. You know, they they wanted to, they tinkered a little bit, and I liked it. I was, that's why, I, you know, I, 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 I picked Oregon to win the, the conference this year. Um and, and I liked what they were doing, tinkering, tinkering with the tight ends. Tinkering with... uh, and Now, you know, another thing I thought was Dakota Cup I thought would be just as good as Vernon Adams last year. Um, And I thought Royce Freeman would be a Heisman candidate. And maybe not a top, you know, a New York guy, but on the ballot somewhere. And it's just... None of that's happened. And then Devin Allen out for the season. No, I don't think Devin Allen's going to play football again. That was... I
0: was going to ask you about that. So you think he's pretty much done with football? He's going to be a track and field athlete from this point forward. He's hurt. He wants...
3: I think so. I mean, you know what? I think that it's funny because I think he might play in the NFL, but I don't think he's gonna play in college anymore. Um somebody huh. will probably sign him as a you know, he'll play some preseason, might be a kick returner for somebody. He's a damn good return man. Um and he he he's a hard work I would, like you're talking about Darren Carrington, you know, playing special teams. He doesn't want to play special teams. Devin Allen, you would think he doesn't, but he does. He loves that stuff. Like Devin Allen, I love getting huh. because I don't get to do it. I'm a track guy. So he knows he's a track guy. He plays football because you know he's really fast and you know he's he play, he's all American. You know what I mean? At, at Brophy prep in Arizona, but I think he knows he's a track guy. Look at what he just did. I mean, he was, did a hell of a job yeah. to be a college athlete. Right. So he's gonna he's going to Tokyo. So that's, that that you as a track guy. That's <laughs> Tokyo 2020 is what he's striving for and what he wants to do, and, and that's what I think he will do. And I think that he's done with football, but he just gets hurt a lot. You know, what I mean, he has to. His weight is always it's. it's it's hard. He talked right, about it right, when he was right. at the NCAA. It's a, it's a war. I mean, I, I I was a wrestler,
0: so I understand completely. You, my I would be wrestling in high school. My wrestling weight was one thirty two, and I was a very small football player. But you know, they wouldn't let you. I mean, they would want me to try to get up to, you know, one sixty something. That's thirty pounds I never got to 160 something. High school, but the heaviest ever, was my son by 160
3: So,
1: it's yeah, hard.
3: Right. So uh, every, right. Everyone's not calling McGregor, you know, and everyone's not calling McGregor putting on weight all the time, and dropping weight. Even then, it was hard for him. He lost a fight, you know, that he had – he shouldn't have lost, but the weight was – you can't just put on 20 pounds in two weeks and then be like, let me fight somebody. That's a, been fighting at that weight for 15 years. That's just not – Right. And
0: so that's that's, their natural, that's close to that natural weight. Or, I mean, closer to that natural weight. So this person who probably they're walking around weight is in well into the 180, drops a little bit of weight,
2: to fight you while you're trying, to, you have to put
0: on weight to match their power yeah, the t- and size. Yeah, that's leaning on you basically. Uh, the turnar- the turnaround now. for was- Devin.
3: No good, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say the turnaround oh. for Devin this year was tough because it, you know all his Olympics were just over and he had to come back and he didn't have time to practice. He just had to really put on weight and weight lift and stuff. And you know he dropped an 18 pound difference. That's what it was. Uh, that's the one which he dropped from last year. So and he's had a lot of ankle injuries and a hamstring. This is, I, I think he's done um, with football. Personally, I don't have any insight on that at all. I, I just think that he's done. You know what I mean? It's over. Right. Um, he and and guess what? I, 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 I agree with
1: you, though. I have zero insight as well,
0: but I agree with you. I think that you know, if for some reason track and field doesn't work out, he he's the kind of guy that could show up in an NFL camp. I think if he ends up having the track and field career that he wants to have, he may never play football competitively
3: ever again. He might not. He might be... Devin Allen wants to be one of the best trash stars of all time. He's right. and he said that. He opportunity. Hard, so. yeah. Never said he wanted to be one of the best wide right receivers in the NFL. He said, I would love to play in the NFL. I mean, who wouldn't, though? <laughs> <You> know, everybody <laughs> wants to play. At least one down, man or woman, in NFL, I'm sure, at some point. So, I mean... He has a Roger Kingdom, you may or may not know this,
0: did not go to Pitt on a track scholarship. He went to Pitt on a football scholarship, and they had a coaching change, and he fell down the depth chart at free safety. And you know he went out for track anyway. He was going to run track also. Ended up you know setting a bunch of school records as a freshman. By a sophomore, he was an NCAA
2: champion, and you know
0: went on to be an Olympian and all these other things. But he he was originally at Pitt because football scholarship. So, and I, I think that Devin Allen is, enjoys, I mean, once again, you know better than I do, I'm not too, super close to him or anything. I think he enjoys football. I think he likes football, but I,
2: I really believe that, as you said, his, his real goal and his passion and the thing that he knows
3: he's best at is track. Yeah. And hey, he played baseball in high school too, center field. So maybe, hey, back to that, <laughs> Tim Tebow. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding, but uh, yeah, Devin is a hell of an athlete, and I was rooting for him for sure, being, you know, 21, junior junior in college. Um, being the Olympics is special, so hopefully uh, by the time he's 25 in four years, um, he'll be in his prime of his, of his athletic career, so
0: wishing him the best of luck. Right. You know, so we've pretty much talked about almost everything that's quote-unquote wrong with Oregon, and yeah, I didn't realize that I spent quite so much time on Oregon, but it, it's a fascinating story about a fall from – I won't say – well, yeah, I guess we say a fall from – whatever term we're to use, you had Oregon being this really cool story because, you know, Oregon, had clicked along, being a
2: good program,
0: uh, had some good years in the 70s, then we dropped back down, had some you know, good years in the 80s, then we dropped back down, then Coach Filotti came in. They had their best consistent football in a very long time, and – there was, I mean, once again, it's easy to forget. There was a lot of concern about Chip uh, when, when Bilotti first, because Bilotti's a Hall of Famer, right? I mean, he's a guy that's done great things for Oregon football. And, you know, he brought in this sort of odd dude from the East Coast, you know, Chip Kelly of all people,
1: who's Good old big Trump. claim to
0: fame. <laughs> right. I mean, he's been a high school coach, and his big claim to fame was what he did at New Hampshire, New Hampshire, right? I mean, it w- he wasn't winning national championships in New Hampshire. He just made New Hampshire fun to watch.
2: You know, I mean,
0: let's not get it twisted. He wasn't beating out state at, when he was at New Hampshire. Uh, you know, he wasn't in, he wasn't doing what NDSU did, you know, winning a back to back. No, no. I mean, they, I think he made the playoffs maybe twice, once or twice. But he wasn't in New Hampshire that long. I think he was going there maybe three or four years. So
2: it's easy to forget how. Concerned the Oregon people were about Chip when he got the job. Go. There was a lot of concern surrounding him. You know, I was around in those days, and uh,
0: gosh, really? You know, a lot of people wanted to go after a more established guy, a guy with West Coast ties, you know, all that good stuff. You know, Ship Chip was neither. <laughs> but, uh, and now, that you know, we come.
3: I love those stories. Going outside of the grid. Every time it's not going to be that guy that was a defensive coordinator for 15 years. He's been waiting in the. You know what I mean? It's got a. It's a a New Hampshire guy going to Oregon. We don't. Who know? No one knew who Tim Kelly was. You know what I mean? The average Joe. Well, I mean, right. I mean, Um, I I
0: followed obviously New Hampshire because Ricky Santos, quarterback, I really liked. They had a kid named Ball
3: at wide receiver. Yeah, you are. Super duper nerd when it comes to football. So you are right now. you are. And no, you it's, are it's a it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's not, <laughs> not knocking you. For it. I love it. And if you weren't a super nerd, then I would. Uh, you know, who would I learn from? But uh, who would I <laughs> Fat when I you know anything before eighty nine. You know when I was born, I was I
1: knew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but, right, uh, which is fair. I mean, it would
3: be fair to expect you to know about stuff that happened before but that. no, I, I you know I read Control Chaos. Um, the book, you know, the, the I forgot who wrote it. I know the the Chip Kelly uh, book of revolution. I I can't think of a writer right now. I, you know, blows my mind. I can't think of that because I read it last year. But um, it's a really good book, by the way. Control chaos. Um, if you haven't read it, but uh, yeah, I mean it, it. Chip. I mean, I know NFL he's not doing that good right now. I do not want to talk about that. But I thought he was be doing good. Uh, but uh, I just think at Oregon. God, I mean, Rose Bowl, BCS National Championship, Rose Bowl Fiesta Bowl, four in a row and then gone. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it happened so fast. Uh, it, but yeah, yeah they very definitely fall of grace. grace. Um, obviously, you know, Helmsworth took over. They still were good, 2013 twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Um, but now it's all Helfer just players, and now not looking like as good. So, like I said, Chip's staffs were good. He, his staff was just really good. I mean, not obviously he's a hell of a coach too, but. Yeah, in college, like, I feel like your staff really means a lot. I mean, I'm not saying it means more than an NFL staff or high school staff, but just because there's so much going on, like, you know, I think it is more important than uh, NFL staff, actually. Um, maybe not the upper front office because the GMs and stuff, they handle that for the most part, outside of a couple coaches like Belichick or whatever. But, you know, you have to have a staff that can recruit and get out there. You know what I mean? That has to be pretty much the same person as you. Cause when you talk to parents and you send a guy out there and then they meet you and they're like, whoa, but like your guy was totally different. you I mean, you know what I mean. So you gotta have to, you have to have a guy that's totally different from you too on your staff. A good cop, bad cop. So you have to have everything in line. And well, Helfrich was in line at Oregon. He was the good guy. You know, they, they didn't want to always go to Chip Kelly. You know, a Chip's not a crazy fireball guy yelling at people, but he's he'll get in on you. You know what I mean? He has that edge you're talking about. And, you know, Don Pellion was the other guy there. And then he had a whole other, you know, Scott Frost was there or whatever. You know, the wide receiver. It was a great staff, is all I'm saying. And I just, this staff's not great. And uh, I don't know what they do. All they can do is get a new staff, hope that Justin Herbert becomes Marcus Marietta 2.0, and, uh, you know, get some juice back. Because like I would say, last year they weren't bad on offense. They were, <clears throat> excuse me, really good. The so defense Oh, God. How many points have they given up per game? 30-something last year? 30-something it's well last year. into the 30s. You're correct. It's
0: well into the yeah. 30s. Yeah.
3: On, on the other good note, though, USC <laughs> <Yeah>. and Washington.
0: <laughs> yeah, now that's that's fun football for me. Um. Once again, I remember, you know, in the Don James days and, I mean, even before that, when – I obviously – Washington's been good at various points in this history. USC's usually good. They've had, you know, a few tough times, but for the most part, very good program. And now Washington's one of the top programs in the country. I mean, there's no two ways around it. They are one of the best teams in the land. They are set up, especially if they win this game, but they're set up to have a pretty good chance to end up in the, the playoffs. They are... We talked about deaths. They are deep. They they haven't had a lot of injuries, but when they do have somebody who's hurt, the person who steps in looks pretty good, you know. There's not some huge drop-off in terms of, you know, what happens when somebody who, like I said, they have they haven't had that, Lull that performance where they look bad or ain't, they haven't had any of those infatues basically where you lose they haven't had that performance that makes you lose belief in them so I was skeptical early right as I right as yeah I they struggled a
3: little bit a little bit
0: yeah early early uh, you know so I I definitely was I was on record as being a skeptic early on and then I became a believer <laughs> you know. Uh I I saw for me the Stanford game was really the, the turning point. It's like okay, you know, I'm in, you know, you got me.
1: Yeah.
0: So see you were
3: you were I was in but I wasn't like uh I w- I was still kinda a little skeptical. And to honestly to so beat Oregon, I know Oregon's not good, but that game just kinda like that's the type of game they lose usually Washington. Like the game that now they beat Stanford. They're supposed to be Oregon. They don't really – it was a road game, and they haven't won at Oregon in, like, whatever, how, like, 50 years or whatever it was. Not 50, but, you mean? a long time. I know what time, you mean. So. It's been a while, yeah. That was the game where I'm like – and they – 70 to 21. Jake Browning had six touchdowns. At one point, he was, like, 24 of 30, and I was like, okay, all right. Like, <laughs> they're for real. Like, and then, I mean, Dakota Prukop, you know, he – uh, you know, got benched before that, and then Justin Herbert was starting quarterback, and they tore him up. You know, he was he came he's came a long way since that game, but you know they yeah. threw a freshman out there, and he got destroyed by their secondary. You their looked like line, a freshman. So.
0: Yeah, that's what he did. You yeah, like a, that game particularly.
3: A freshman that was only the fourth string quarterback coming in the temperature, too. He wasn't supposed <laughs> to even be playing this year, but. <laughs> Uh, I mean the quarterback situation is just not. I mean, hey, you know what people don't realize that that kid from last year is still there. Um, God, I can't think of his name right now. Um, well have Taylor Alley Lock- still there, to walk-on, and Jeff Lockie, Yeah, he's Jeff still, there. still around. Lock- yeah, he's a, he's the he was the third-string quarterback coming in the year, and um, <laughs> I mean he's still there. But why? I mean, why go with Lockie? I mean, you might as well go with Herbert. Right, right, right. He, now if if Mark Humphreys didn't go with Herbert and went with Locky, and they're losing these games and it actually might be a different story. You know what I mean? It would be Yeah, I yeah. But so Yeah, I mean they Washington uh, yeah, that game really did it for me though. So. Oregon and the Sanford, Sanford Oregon. Those have been the b- two best teams in the in the north. So they I mean, they took care Well let north me ask you north. let me ask you about a, a team that is sort of out there and of course they got off to a really slow start this
0: season but is out there lurking, right? Out there, you know, in the in the shallows, waiting for the unwary. Just how good is Washington State? Because they have impressed me of <laughs>
3: after getting
0: off to oh. a really poor start.
3: They always get off to poor start. Um, this year's <laughs> I mean losing to like I know Eastern Washington's good and, and all these schools they lose to but they shouldn't lose these games. Like they just no. shouldn't lose them. That's not like what you know. They're paying these teams basically, <laughs> and they're still losing. So I don't know what that is. <laughs> but yeah, they're good. I, I don't think that that Apple Cup is going to show. Obviously, a lot depends how both teams are going into that game as well. Um, and both teams are you know haven't lost yet that game. God, Apple, we haven't seen the Apple Cup look like that. In, uh, it's the '90s, you know. what I mean, since the '90s when when the Apple Cup was really really meant something nationally. Um, this time it will um if it's number you know 4 versus number what 15 or 16 or whatever um i think washington state is really good um offensively defensively their line is, is good secondary is solid Linebackers is still kind of eh, not that great uh they don't really one thing i do worry about them washington state they get beat on deep passes they give a lot of uh, their defense keeps everything in front of them. But once it starts getting back, you know what I mean, <laughs> they don't do a good job. And I, that's what worries me. But, yeah, they're a good team. I mean, offensively, I mean, if we're, if this was like seven-on-seven seven football, they might be top five in the country. Um, <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> their receivers and, and the running back, two running backs they have I like. And then, you know, uh, obviously Luke Ball, And then Tyler Holinsky uh, is not a bad backup quarterback. He's probably one of the better backups in the conference. So I like this Washington State team. They're good. I mean, they're – I thought they'd be eight and I win team, and this is probably pretty much what they are. I mean, they they most certainly could be Washington at the end of the year, but I don't think it'll happen. But uh, I mean, River Craycraft, Robert Lewis, Gabe Marks, Wicks, Jamal, uh, Morrow, all those guys, um, really, Kyle Sweet, they got a lot of guys, receiver man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these, and a they lot of guys. receivers.
0: Why like they For me, like the,
3: that? For me, go ahead.
0: Yeah, for, for me, the story though of this season is mm-hmm. their defense which didn't get off to a great start, as you pointed out, the whole
2: team did not get off to a great start. But their defense seems to get better almost on a weekly basis.
3: Yeah, it seems that way. Like I said up front, uh, Hercules Mata'afa, I believe, defensive defense is in. Great name, by the way, um, <laughs> Hercules. But uh, he's really good. He's only a sophomore. Uh, I like him a lot, though. They stole him from BYU. He was supposed to go there, but uh, – You know, I just, I don't know really why he flipped, but he flipped and went to uh, Pullman. And I like him a lot. And then I like, uh, excuse me, a couple guys, um, Darian Moulton at corner, and then Jalen Thompson is going to be, I I told you about him early on in the season, Jalen Thompson, a strong safety. I like him a lot. He's only a true freshman. He was for real. Like, I don't like throwing out first round pick one day, but one day he could be the top strong safety, at least, in an full draft, just because. 6'1", 203 right now. He's only 19. He could be bigger, of course. His strong safety, probably 220 at the end of the day, maybe 215. But I like him. Hard-hitting guy. Um, they, they really I'm glad they didn't put him at linebacker because he really is a good safety. And I know, you know, everybody likes going with the undersized athletic guy at linebacker now that's in his thing, you know, the edge safety whatever. But that's not really what he plays. He's really a, a true old-school type of safety, a hard-hitter guy. Um, he kind of reminds me – it's uh, tough to say. He's like a better version of Darnell Bean. To me, like, I like him, though. He's really good.
2: Yeah, I think, like I said, that's, to me, one of the most impressive improvements. We've seen, you know,
0: Auburn get way better on offense. But right up there with that, in terms of a a unit that's gotten dramatically better from where it was earlier in the season, to me an equally impressive turnaround is Washington State's defense. Now, you know, they're not Alabama on defense or something like that, but they're so much
3: better than they were earlier in the year that it's it's a dramatic difference. Would you say they're top four defense in the Pac-12? Oh, yes,
0: which you would not have said, you know, two weeks into the season. But, yes, I think they are. I think that with the exception yeah. of Washington obviously being the top, I think USC is is in the discussion somewhere in that top four. Stanford. Who else?
3: Stanford, right. There it is. Right, they're also decent on defense. Uh, there's not a lot of great defenses in the Pac-12, actually. I No, about. no. There's not. But, I mean, well, Utah, too. I forgot. Utah's a good defense. I don't know if Washington State's a top four defense because, I mean, Utah, USC, Washington, and, and – uh, that Well, yeah, I mean, they could be top four, I guess. I mean, it depends. I mean, they're definitely better but than no Definitely better than both Arizonas. I mean, Arizona might be the worst defense in the pa- in the country, not just the fact that well, uh, Oregon's better. I mean, so yeah, watch They've improved. They used to be bottom four. Now, at least they're top five, I'll say. So yeah, they've improved a lot. That, I mean, but yeah, i I I'll buy them. I mean, I don't know. I buy them as a you know nine eight one team like I said.
2: So in terms of how the rest of this lays out. do you foresee any other possible upsets, or do you think that things will pretty much just go to form from this point forward?
3: Uh, in the Pac-12? Just in the Pac-12? Yes, right. We're focusing on the Pac-12 for the moment, yes. Do you
2: think
0: okay, okay. Yeah, um,
3: there's any uh, other? I'm trying to think. You know, I I think – no, I don't. I think I think at the end of the day it'd be Washington Utah again for the uh, Pac twelve title game. So it'd be a rematch, and that's been the best game in the Pac twelve all season. Uh, well, I, maybe not the most fun because there's some good Pac twelve like, after dark ones like Cal and uh, like Cal. Uh, but a, right, a, what kind of what <laughs> kind of football
0: you like. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. If, 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 any, any game with Cal, is Arizona State, then, and
0: yeah. Cal, Cal, and yeah, Cal is a lot of people have. So, you know, if you're into just watching.
3: As you said, seven on seven. But yeah, that's been the fun for them. But Washington Utah had a little bit of everything. It had two of the best defenses in the conference. Two of the top defenses in the country, really. Um, if you look, I love Utah. Um, it just didn't have enough, you know, juice. Basically, they didn't have the special teams like Washington or the, um, you know, quarterback with Jake Browning. Like uh, Troy Williams, not as good. So yeah, I, I think uh, it'll stay the same. I mean, not much is going to change to me. Obviously, you know, um, like I said, that game, Washington versus Washington State, if it comes down to the Apple Cup, that, whoever wins that wins the North. It um, would be weird seeing a team, you know, go 11-0 and then losing the last game and not being on play for the conference championship. <laughs> that may be the case because, you know, Washington State, undefeated in the conference. Um, as far as the South, obviously Colorado, Utah, USC, uh, that's who, it's a huge gap. But that's who's fighting for it. I think Utah ends up winning out though. I think Utah ends up uh, getting that uh, to 6-2 and two in the conference. They only play one more conference game. They already took care of the State this week. They play Oregon next week, and that's it. <laughs> play at Oregon. And uh, then they play, uh, you know, a couple of non-conference games. But I think Utah's a team, man. They get a bye week, too. Late bye week. So one more game left. But I think they win. Colorado. Colorado.
1: It's a fascinating Colorado. story,
3: though. They are. They are. I mean, Colorado's still, obviously, you know, if the season ended right now, it would be Colorado. But, and I, you know, Colorado plays Arizona today. Oh, <laughs> I think they win that game. Let's say that. Even though, you know, Pat Tull's weird. I don't know if that's an after-dark game or anything. In my, in my <laughs> if it's, if it's after-dark... It, it might lose but because <laughs> we're you know strange things happen down in Tucson it's only 10,000 10,000 yeah. 10, fa- 10, fans at attendance you know there's nobody out of these areas you know, the worst attendance in the Pac-12 but I mean it's got to be speaking of a coach on the hot seat Ryan Ford saved his job on, on our show on well, my show anyway but I mean I, I think he is safe just because he has like one more year left on his contract but I just I don't oh, know. Okay. That Arizona, that's Arizona why came. that's why you think he survives. I are mean, well you have to pay him eleven million dollars to fire him. Do you I mean you might as well go one more season, right? One more season? you want to pay him eleven million dollars? Just to get rid of right. him like, I mean you're not gonna get a national championship coach at Arizona next year. You might you, you know, know like Sox Miles is coming coming up from the desert? <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be you know what it'll ever happen,
0: but that would be an interesting contrast. That in would style. that would be
3: crazy. That'd be great. Like it'd be fun. I mean, it would be have a lot of hype, but I don't think that. Probably, probably never thought Rich Rod would be Arizona either, though. So (laughs) who (laughs) knows? But yeah, Colorado is. uh, I said they got Arizona today on the road. Uh, They got Washington State though. I think they'll lose that one, and I think they'll lose Utah. So I think they'll lose two more games. Um, think Utah. I mean, basically, what you might see is is uh, that Utah Colorado game play in Washington State was uh the Washington State and um, Washington play-in, both last games of the season. Wow. Uh, that's definitely what could be seen in the Pac-12. That's what – I would love that. That would bring a lot of excitement to see – So the Pac-12 12 has sort of a playoff to get to. I mean, <laughs> you
0: know, I mean, it's interesting how you put it because essentially this last few weeks, teams are – yeah, the teams are playing for their yeah for their postseason or well, not so much. You know, I mean their their chances at least to uh, to make it to the. I mean, I didn't realize that many teams until we just, thought, just went through it were still in contention. But you're right, there's four or five teams still legitimately alive.
3: Yeah, well, I told people you know the Pac-12 is down. I'll be the first to admit, you know, I'm a Pac-12 guy. use agreement show the top Pac-12. Um, it's down. It's just not as good, but it's not. Horrible, horrible. Just, I was saying wait, you know, because it's really all the marquee matches at the end of the season. So it starts today. Um, the Pac 12 could either be in a, a, a crap show, almost said a bad word, uh, another show. But I know <laughs> they what could you be mean. in that. Yeah, they could be in that, or they could be in a, a good place. Like, you know, the, the best of the Pac 12, uh, even though I'm an SC guy, you know, the best thing would be obviously Washington State winning, or well, she'd be Washington winning out, and then, you know, maybe a Utah uh, winning every game, but the Pac 12 championship. That, that way, they're you know, they're going to be in the Rose Bowl, uh, Utah, which they, gosh, I mean, Kyle Whitleyham, good job getting team to Rose Bowl that happens. And then Washington would be in the college football playoff, and then you would still have maybe a a Washington State team or USC team, depending on how it goes, getting a pretty solid bowl game. That would be the best case. The worst case is a lot, man. There's a lot that could happen with the Pets. they might not be in any game except, you know, obviously they're going to represent the Rose Bowl. That's it. But one team in a New Year's Day game would be bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it could happen, though. I mean, a lot could happen. I mean, Arizona could be Colorado. Horrible. You know, um, Colorado, Washington State. I mean, there's so many things that can happen. So, I mean, Washington, was, if, Washington, so if USC
0: Washington. knocks off Washington, and then Washington also loses in the Apple Cup,
3: if oh, USC, man.
0: after beating Washington, loses to – who would they play in the championship game? Um,
3: they would play Washington State if they lost the Apple Cup, right? And then, right?
0: And then if they lost to Washington State, then Washington Next. State would be the Pac-12 champ,
3: which would then make <laughs> people think, "Wait, is that the team that lost to Eastern Washington?" <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it could be a mess. Um, I mean, technically, and then you know, I mean, you got Colorado. Yeah, Colorado's good. They ranked 12th in the country, but I, I think They're people are. They're a great story, but people respect USC and Stanford more. That'd be a better win for Washington or Washington State, or uh, just them two. Because Stanford's out of it now, but that'd be a better win. And then you got, like I said, Cal four wins. Can they get to a bowl game? I don't know. Oregon can they get to a bowl game? They have to win out. We don't know. Uh, Arizona State five and five. UCLA probably not going to make a bowl game. Um, wow. Just because I wow. mean they don't have Rosen's gone. You know, I, I, they're not going to win three in a row without. They've already lost two wow. in Arizona. So that wow. it, I mean, Arizona hasn't won a, a conference game. They haven't won a game in five weeks. <laughs> um, Oregon State, Oregon State, obviously they were picked to be where they are, and that's where they are, two and seven. But yeah, <laughs> it could be bad. I mean, it's it it could go. <laughs> and Stanford, you know, they're in the middle, and and USC, but they're in bowl games already. But I mean, they could be six and oh, or seven. And right, five. seven you and five. Look at it, right? Like, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like what? Like. You know, yeah, if they give up a couple of cheap. I mean, because Notre Dame plays USC, so I mean Notre Dame USC could still USC could be six and six. I mean, I don't think they'll lose to ucla They Washington Notre Dame, but I don't think so. Either. <laughs> they could. Not, I think. I, they I think know, they will. I think they'll actually destroy Notre Dame. Be honest. <laughs> they probably. They, they probably will. But I mean, that, and that's at home. It's a home game too, so it helps out. it being be in college, but um. I just, you never know with Notre Dame and, and UCLA like I said that's a mess. They, I'll give them a mulligan this year. You know I don't think Moore is even on the hot seat. I, I, well, if you want to look into some off-the-field stuff, yes, but if I, I think that okay, they had a bad year. Rosen was out, wasn't healthy. Um, didn't develop a lot of guys though. So I mean he will be on the hot uh, hot seat if they start off bad next year.
0: Right. But and uh, they might have a bunch of guys declare early. I mean I'm hearing all kinds of rumblings
1: that. They've had. They might have so a bit of an Exodus.
3: They've had so many guys declare early already that are supposed. to – They have some like no business guys, you know, that we've talked yes. about on this show declare.
1: Yeah. So yes.
3: that's the main thing. It's like when Alabama, or LSU, or like you know Sanford loses players early. It's like guys that are supposed to go, but UCLA's had guys that like Thomas Duarte and like you know what I mean. Um, what's the receiver? The other receiver there, like. That left early? Um, yeah,
0: like flat-out okay. head-scratchers.
3: <laughs> yeah, or, or uh, my you know, my guy, McCarthy, who said he would be a senior right now. You know what I mean? Instead, so, like...
0: Instead, he's buried on an NFL depth yeah. chart, yes.
3: I wish he was on an NFL depth chart. He's not. Well, Rush ID is
0: even doing that anymore, is he? Yeah. No, he's not.
3: But, <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, Losing Kenny Clark early, I mean, okay, like he's Kenny. It's Kenny Clark. It's okay. earlier, early or Miles Jack, but you know, you're losing other guys like that. Early. It's tough to see regain and rebound for that. But and they're, they're going to have to do it though. Um, and they've had good recruiting classes, so it's time. about time that uh, get some of these guys. They're a young football team too. Um, not necessarily on defense. They got that kid McKinley. I like a lot. Vander does. I mean, they'll be gone. Jalen Brown. They'll lose a lot on defense. Honestly, so it's kind of scary, but. You, you get happy about you get happy about what they have on offense coming back at least uh, next year with Josh being healthy. Uh, I, I'm glad they get, sat him out this year because uh, you know, he actually can come back if they want him to. It's just that why, you know, I mean, why risk that? And why him for him? Why for him risk that? Josh, because right. you might you might. might pick up one more victory in
0: your four or five win season.
3: Yeah, I really might have made a bowl game, Josh, but you don't maybe. Is, you know, do you, you know, Las Vegas goal? I mean, okay, like, you know, that's not, <laughs> that's not the goal. Worth it's risking just, the franchise. Yeah, you don't risk that with, with number three, uh, who, he, he might, not, everyone's like, oh, well, he got one more year at Rosen, you might, Rosen, I, I definitely can see Rosen staying another two years, I'm just not sold, he, if you know anything about Rosen, we've talked about this on the show before, he's not, he's not dying to go to the NFL. Honestly, Um, right, and he's
0: right not to be for 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 more than one reason. I mean, he's the kind of guy that I think it would help him because his game isn't raw physical ability anyway. I think the more he gets developed and polished, the better chance he has of having success at the next level. He's not, you know, some physical freak by stretch of the imagination.
3: No, not at all. And he loves school, and he loves being his fraternity at UCLA, and he loves, you know, his his buddies that go there and and everything like that, you know, some of his his best friends go there, you know, they kind of all went together, the Boston kids that he grew up with, so, uh, or the Newport Harbor kids that, you know, because that's the school he was supposed to go to, but didn't, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, so, um, I don't know, I mean, you know, Connor McDermott's is a a, a, a up-in-the-air guy, he's, I thought he would be a top 10 pick. He hasn't panned out this year the way I thought he was. He's still a, a good top, probably 100, top 50 pick, though. Well um, He's a junior. Red, red. Good,
0: solid player. He'd go somewhere in the first, probably latter half of it. Or, you know, he somewhere.
3: Probably second yeah, round. 27, somewhere,
0: yeah, 27. Yeah, like 27 and 40, probably. Yeah, if, enough, he
3: stays, yeah. if he stays with Rosen, who's actually their best friend, they live together. If he stays... Um, with Quisenberry next to him, um, and and Kenny Lacey next to him, and James uh, Andre James, excuse me, um, and Najee Toron. That's a that's a good line, and their line. It's not. It, it's gonna be a good line. It's not good yet, but those are promising guys, especially that left side. I love Quisenberry, long family lines, of course, and then Kenny Lacey. Um, you know he's been starting for a couple of years now, and McDermott he could end up being in a top ten pick next year, top five guy, really. He's got the talent to do it. So uh, if he stays, that'd be great. And they got, you know, some young receivers all coming back. And they got, there's promising. Hopefully you can get, you know, Sosa Jamboa and Nate Starks going, man. Sosa Jamboa just had a bad year. He's he's no number. He's dropped on the depth chart now. Nate Starks is starting. So you just, you hope he can come back and be what he, he showed those flashes last year as a spell guy for Perkins. um, And he just hasn't done a good job at all this year. Um, he he gets some home runs every now and then, but he's just not the guy I thought he would be. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, but I like UCLA going like, forward. I think they'll be all right. Just not this year, but yeah, like, you know, Pac-12 can be a mess. Pac-12 can be great. We don't know. We'll see what happens today. It all starts with this.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah.
3: We don't. Yeah, we don't. I mean, it's, we're late on that. Like, we know the ACC is really good and the SEC, and the Pac-12 is not as good as it used to be, but it still can be a good con- obviously the Big Ten, too, but it still can be a good uh, conference up there with them. Um, it might be a gap, though. Um, if they don't get a team in the playoff, that would be very, very hurtful. Two years in a row. You know, last year they missed out. Stanford was close, but no cigar. And then we'd the re- be hurtful if Washington. Because uh, this is a championship-caliber team, you know, uh, roster-wise. But we'll see what happens. The USC game today is huge, man. It's big for both. This is, this is the biggest game in the Pac-12 um, so far, probably the whole season besides the uh, conference championship. Yep. It's got that feel, you know, that – I mean, always the game day was there this morning, so, I mean, that feel. But Joe McHale, by the way, great job. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I remember McHale as a, a, what, I mean, I said remember him. Um, he was pretty hard down the depth chart in his days, as he uh, talked about in his days there. Uh, sort of an undersized, move tight end, uh, Good hands, probably about 221 in those days, about 6'4", probably about a 488 guy in the 40. Um, Didn't give you much in the run game as a blocker, not a great pass protector, not super sudden,
2: but, you know, gave good effort, and uh, scout team kind of player, good hands. Yeah,
3: he, you know, um,
2: so if you're if you're one scouting notes on Joel McDaniel, there
1: they are.
3: Yeah, I think you know somebody else said, they didn't give me that in That was scouting notes. They they told me because he, he's this isn't the first time he's been a celebrity guest speaker. He's the second time, but the uh, first time somebody was saying something about him being a solid tight end in high school. Um, I cannot think where he went to high school that I forgot, but um, Mercer Island. Yeah, Mercer Island. Yeah, so. Which is a pretty, you know, the good high school up in Washington uh, football. So, yeah, he they said he, he, yeah, solid tight end in high school. And then, you know, he didn't really play.
1: Um, well,
0: court. I mean, he should have gone to a smaller program, probably, if he wanted to actually see some action. If he'd gone to, like,
2: uh, a D2 school, he probably would have been a starter.
3: Right. Makes sense. Mikhail was uh, thinking big. He, he still made it, though, so that's good. <laughs> he went to a Rose Bowl. He did go to Rose Bowl. He talked about that on his show. See, I didn't know he went to play football until he talked about it on his show, The Soup, uh, one time. Oh, you didn't know so, that? I did. Well, yeah, I didn't know. I mean, it was a few. It was. It was about five years ago, maybe four or five years ago, where he said something about it on one of his shows that he plays football. I and mean, then he hosts the SB. He's kind of talked about it too. So yeah, he's good. I like Joe Um <laughs> But uh, yeah. yeah, he. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this Washington, like I said, it's it's got a feel to it. Be- beautiful stadium. I mean, I'm talking about top ten. Beautiful site. Um, it's just it not real. just the great actual stadium, stadium yeah. just the, the back. Right. The facilities and the new, brand-new facility they just got. Uh, I haven't been uh, blessed enough to go up to Seattle yet, but I want to. I've got a couple people I know really well up there, so I hope they can, you know, uh, give me a place to stay while I hang out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but beautiful facilities from where I've seen and heard. and. and uh, those kids fight, man. They they love Washington. They love to bring this program back to where it was when Coach Newhouse was there, and that's what they're doing right now. oh you know, they're they're right they're right on board. I'm on board with them, man. Like I said, they look at their schedule. Um, and what's left? I, I, I oh, <laughs> you kind of hope they went out if you're a Pat Tillman guy. You know what I mean? Like I said, it's it's a good story for me. And they were a lot of people liked them coming in, but I don't think anyone actually thought they were going to make this uh, college football playoff, though. So everybody thought they were about one year away but no they're for real they're here they are here
2: so we talked about obviously the teams that people thought would be good I mean I thought Stanford would be in the fight
0: for the title I thought Utah would sort of be right in that tier beneath I thought USC would have sort of a bounce back year which actually after looking like I was going to be wrong I guess it looks like I might be right uh, I thought Washington would be good. I didn't think it would be this good. I thought they would be in that same sort of tier with, you know, that, like I said, that sort of second tier, eight, eight, as you said, eight, nine wins. Uh, that's what I was predicting too. And I thought next year would, like many people, they'd be, it might be a 10 or 11 win team. Uh, Arizona and Arizona State kind of are what I thought they would be. I mean, I thought Arizona might be a little bit better, maybe a game or two better than they are. Oregon State is exactly who I thought they'd be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, every,
3: every, that's the one team, right, that everybody's like, okay, <laughs> I thought Arizona State would be where they are, you know. Yeah, Arizona State, yeah, you weren't – I know – yeah, I don't, I don't think Arizona would be two at seven. But I did say to you that they're they're not really good at anything. It's that they have good wide receivers, running backs, and good quarterback. Well, they lost a the quarterback and lost a running back. <laughs> so, I mean,
1: so wide receivers are just,
3: they have really fast wide receivers with big names, you know. That's it. Yep. I mean, and that's all. That's <laughs> it. Play four, four different quarterbacks, and you know, I had shirt Khalil Tate, who's still only 17 years old, youngest player in college football. <laughs> so, I mean. He's a starting quarterback, or oh, Dawkins is back now, but, I mean, he, he was starting quarterback until Dawkins back, but, yeah, Arizona's a mess. That, that's, they're the biggest mess in the conference to me.
2: Yeah, um, let me see. I'm sure there's anybody that we left out that I meant to get to. Let me see. So, um,
3: let me see. you like, I mean, Cal, Cal's probably who you thought they were.
0: Cal okay. is exactly who I thought he'd be as well. Davis Webb is a guy that some people really, really like. And, you know, some people, I've heard I, that, I, you know, some better than golf talk from some people. Mm, uh, where do you no, come down on, on, on Davis Webb?
3: You know what? I've always talked about Davis, and I said, if you can just get it together. Um, and he finally got it all together. This is what I thought he could be at, at Tech. And you guys kind of poked fun front of me a little bit for talking about Davis Webb, I know. But I've always liked him. I dislike his quick trigger. Um, He's tough, tough Texan, of course. Big, strong in the pocket. Six five to thirty-two right now. Um, Definitely put on a little, a little bit of LBs, but I like him. I think he is um, – I like him around that third, fourth-round range right now. Uh, I think he's a good two, uh, QB two for the, for the draft. he would definitely be a good backup quarterback, somebody you want to develop, maybe behind a Drew Brees or something like that. Um and see where he goes. But he's nowhere near as good as Jared Goff coming out to me. Um I like him. He he throws a lot of risky passes that golf wouldn't think about throwing. Um he throws the ball placement's not the greatest sometimes. He still has that little like he'll miss on like the s- simple pass, like a check down. You know what I mean?
1: Like not right. miss it
3: throwing wise, I'm saying he'll like just miss it, like he won't throw it. I think it's just his vision sometimes, or you know, maybe wanting to make the big play, uh, big splash play, um, and that's kind of a bad thing about him. But I like him. He's a good solid quarterback. Probably, I don't have a list in front of me. He might be the best senior quarterback in the country. Yeah, um, I'm, there's a few guys I had ahead. Of him,
0: I have ahead of him among senior QBs. But yeah, he's in the top four probably for most people among senior QBs.
3: Yeah. He, Cowboys, he's, he, I thought that. Oh, okay, I was gonna say I thought they'd win more games, but I thought they would be yes. a little. Right. Yeah, I, I thought they would be a little better than four and five. I thought they could be like six and three right now, honestly.
0: Well, here's the issue, um, and I know this sounds like a, a broken record when we talk about many of these schools in that conference, but they do not play defense at all. I mean, <laughs> like like I've seen I've seen things happen where the the other team was almost shocked. By how well a play worked, like wow, it, that didn't work that well in practice. I mean, you can almost see guys looking they're like, really? You know, like wow,
2: you know. But
0: it, it throws teams off sometimes. How easy it is to move the ball against them.
3: Yeah, they, they're different. You know, lose a captain, Hardy Nickerson, to Illinois. Going back, to play that for didn't Boston. Help, yeah, that yeah. didn't help. I thought he was the uh, heart and soul of the defense and. And you were probably right. <laughs> they, moved, moved to they, yeah. <laughs> they moved Luke Rabenzer from wide receiver slash Wildcat quarterback to safety. Um, not, not really working out right now. He's um, not like horrible or anything, but I mean, for one, top teams don't move wide receivers just to safety all of a sudden. You know, what I mean that. I mean, I know Texas Tech Texas and that, ended and it, and it right away.
1: Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it worked with
3: the kid Brandon, uh, well, the running back had, Williams.
1: Uh, he was, was over
3: running back. Yeah,
0: but he yeah, yeah right. Yeah. But he, he but there were teams him. that wanted him coming out of high school to play DB as well. I mean, at least Yeah, nobody
3: wants. Luke Rabenser wasn't. Uh, he was a quarterback actually coming out of. He was a late eleven. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I mean Lita he, Lita. he had. <laughs> that's my point. I'm making is that the the big difference is there was at least some reason to believe he might be able to play defensive back because. He had good high school tape playing defense. And there were schools that were a little worried about his size that wanted him as a defensive back coming out of high school. And as you said, I believe there was nobody who was looking at Mr. Ravenzer as a defensive back prospect <laughs> coming out of high school.
3: No, no. Him and Devin Allen, by the way, were the dynamic duo from Brooklyn Prep, quarterback, wide receiver, right there. Um, ask anybody from Arizona, that'd probably be the most exciting tandem they've seen in a long time in high school football. But, yeah, Rabenzer was a uh, Elite 11 quarterback. And, I, you know, a lot of people thought he'd play wide receiver because he never really was a great quarterback. He was really athletic quarterback. Um, but they moved him wide receiver. But they're so good at wide receiver. I guess they didn't need him there. And then they moved him to safety because he's just a pure athlete. And it's really, like I said, he, you know, Marshawn Franklin's there, transfer, juco kid, and not a lot of penalties. Just, second, you know, Allen's Joyce is out. The season. Uh, Trayvon Beck hasn't been as good as I thought. He's a true freshman. A lot of these kids that if, if he had to went to Stanford or Washington, he probably wouldn't even be playing. But at Cal, they don't have the depth. So, we have got a guy like Trayvon Beck playing early. Cameron Walker, um, who's been there for a while. Um, not gotten better at all to me. Um, defense is just a mess, like you said. And like I said, the one guy you can lean on was Nickerson. he transferred. <laughs> right. And the rest of our the guys there... All right. They they have talent on the defense. Some talented guys. Yes, talent. James Looney might be the best uh, guy up front they have. He's not bad actually, but he's just a guy kind of. He's no he's not you know, he's but one well, best player. on I their, was saying when you put it perfect. perfectly, when you said not bad, that is exactly what he is. He is not bad, but, nah, but he's good. Offense. Their offense is really really good. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, all really scintillating. California Muhammad is, is a guy that is Ooh.
0: just outside the top 100, but just barely, like 102 for me.
3: Ooh, that's high. You and James like him a lot. I know. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just high as I've heard him. I would take him in the fourth round
2: and 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 not think for a moment uh, about it. Me too, Walter.
3: Um, football that because undrafted free agent is where he had him.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, if he does last, what I think he's
0: going to do at the combine,
3: somebody will go, draft yeah. him just
0: based off that.
3: That's what he's going to be good at. And Trey Watson's not bad, too. So, as backup, he's a little guy, even smaller than Muhammad. But <laughs> I like him. <laughs> Kid from Corona Centennial. Throwing a little love there. But, yeah, um, they're off. I mean, Chad Hanson nasty. Um of course. That kid's for real. I hope he I hope he comes back to school because I mean I know there's some people saying he might leave early, but I think he should stay. Cause, and I know like the Webb will be gone, but their quarterback situation is yeah, good. They got uh Ralph Bowers, who I, I thought would start this year if it wasn't for Webb late. I mean, that was a late transfer. People don't realize how late that was. I mean all, you could argue the best two players on Cal's offense, maybe outside of Muhammad or Webb and Demetrius Robertson at this point. I told everyone Robertson was gonna get better. You no, know, California. Like, Where's five star guy Robertson? He's not good. I'm like, man, he he doesn't know the playbook. He got there really, really late. Um, not only did he get there late, Webb got there late. So yeah, no continuity. They just met each other like a month before the season for the first time. Um, and you know, Demetrius Robertson's a freshman. You know, he's not every true freshman's not just gonna come out and have ten catches the first game. <laughs> you know, you gotta give him time. But now, yeah, Ro- Robertson and, and Chad Hansen, Guevara Stovall, all those guys. Uh, Raymond Hudson. Just so deep at receiving. And all those guys are underclassmen, too. So I hope they all come back. And Ross Bowers, like I said, a really good quarterback. Uh Chase Forrest from modern day, Max Gilliam. Um got a couple other couple guys coming in next year too. So they the really good. And all these pac twelve teams you keep talking about, they're all good at the skill positions. And then that's where it's like a break. You know what I mean? Where else are they good at? I mean you can go down the line, Bill, I'm sure, right? We just talked about Washington State, they're not going to be at that level until they get better at Their defense is getting better, like you said, but it's not that good yet. Um, Arizona State, they got a bunch of quarterbacks. Everyone's heard of them, receivers, and running backs. UCLA, same, Arizona, all these schools, Oregon. So, I mean, that's where it breaks. Stanford has better players up front, and so does Washington, and USC, and Utah, even Colorado at this point. So, that's where, that's where the break is in the Pac-12 to me. Um, a lot of seven-on-seven West Coast ball, it's fun to watch, but you're never going to make it too far just playing that style. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel. Because everybody just beats each other up playing that style.
2: Yeah. Do you think there's anybody? Yeah. Um, that we're missing? You know, like, it, is there a Pac 12 player that is out there? That people aren't discussing, aren't talking about, that you really believe they should. Um, draft guy or just
3: general, like L- Well, either
2: one, either
3: okay. one. Yeah, um,
0: anybody that you think people are have missed on, that's in the Pac-12 that should be being discussed more, who, who thus far is not.
3: Muhammad is a guy you threw out there that that I, I would definitely agree with. Um. I really like a running back at Utah, Joe Williams. Um now people know about oh, him now, yeah. but he's still He's the flavor of under- the month. He's, yeah, still underrated. He's third, I think or no, fifth, excuse me, fifth um in, in yards per game right now. Um active running backs. He is a beast right now. He's really fast, really athletic kid. Um He's, he's good. He's a senior. Um late bloomer. Uh, kind of a one-hit wonder, if you will, but I think he's going to be really good. He'll do good at the combine as well. Uh, another guy in Utah loves love, I think, is a first-round free safety is Marcus Williams. Uh, he's only a junior, but I think he's ready right now to be in the NFL. I like Marcus Williams a lot. He's uh, really just not a perfect safety. But he's got some flaws in there, of course, but he re- he's really good at cover. I mean, you can he's one of the few guys that he can he's interchangeable. You can play him at corner or free safety. And either one, he's fine. I think he's really good at both. He can play corner in the NFL. He's better at a free safety, though. Um, long guy. Um, not the tall. I mean, he's six one, about two oh three. But he's just a really long arm. though. Like, so I think the NFL will eat that up for sure. If you like arm length. But uh, those are two guys I would throw out there. Um, Porter Gustin is not eligible, but uh, you know, you just get happy when you like player in high school. Uh, when you're into doing what I do, and then they kind of they, they pan out, they, they break through, and his breakthrough was the Oregon game to me. Um, yeah.
0: Where he was unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right.
3: I mean, even even in the Bama game, I saw people quit in that Alabama game. Porter Gustin didn't quit. Porter Gustin showed nope. up. He, he played. Sure
0: he and uh, was it Cameron Smith? Those are the two guys that played hard the whole game.
3: Yeah, Cameron Smith, um, Porter Gustin. Um, I mean, couple. There's a couple guys. A do- I, you know, even a locked out to me. And I love Adore Jackson. And Amon Marshall it was definitely locked up. But I think Chris Hawkins uh, stayed in there too. But, uh, yeah, as far as guys, that depth, Cameron Smith and Porter heart and soul of oh, that defense to me. And Porter Justin, like I said, has just played so well. And, he, you know, he had to deal with um, that Osa Mensah stuff. I mean, those issues that Osa Mensa had early on in the season, he had to deal with um, him and Oza. Used to be roommates uh, the freshman year. Um, they came in together. They're both from Utah. They've known each other for a long time. Uh, they were both all you know all state guys there. And uh, I think that kind of hurt, you know, and it's kind of confused I mean, You're a young guy, and your buddy gets off the team for rape charges. I mean, that's gonna affect you a little bit, you know what I mean? So sure. I think that I think that was big for Porter. But he broke through. Porter's just a freak. He's one of the best athletes I've seen. We're talking about uh, a guy who's, what, 19? Yeah, oh, he's, tw- he's 20, but I mean, yeah. 20, okay. He's, I mean, still, he's, like I said, I'm starting to feel old now, Bill. Older, not old, but <laughs> older. Because I'm looking at, am looking at, and like when I say they're 20, it's not, I don't feel like that bad. When I'm looking at their date of birth, 1996, Porter Justin,
1: okay. Whoa!
3: Like <laughs> now, I'm like like I I remember what I was doing. So even though I was a young pup, of course, but I still remember. But yeah, I mean, poor Augustine's twenty. Um, uh, they got a really Cameron Smith is a sophomore. Those guys all came in together: Jamal Marshall, Marvin Tell, um, Christine Green. That sophomore class was really good two years ago. That was uh Coach Stark's last class, and that was a damn good class.
1: Yes, yeah. I, I
3: think that that's, that, that's going to be the class that changes USC. That Sam Darnell was in that class too. Don't forget, uh, he's a registered sophomore, not a or excuse me, registered freshman, but he was in that class. That was that was a class that almost you know beat Alabama. That was the number two overall recruiting class in the country that year. Um, I think, that, I mean that like I always tell people that you know want to talk about USC or whatever. If USC is going to be good, everyone from that class is going to have to pan out. Ronald Jones was in that class. I mean, look at the guys. Bill from that class. <laughs> I mean, it's almost insane. When you think about it. Like they're all panning out right now, but they're not. They're not there yet. Dante Burnett, another guy from that class. They're not there yet. But if they can all get to where they should, be, everybody I just named five star, you know, or four. So think about if they can be where they're supposed to be in, in a year or two. Oh man, why the USC will be back. You know, we'll Ooh. be back to top ten, top five. And I keep saying, man, it starts today. I'm not trying to make this game bigger than what it is today, but USC goes on the road and beat number 14 in the country, Washington. I I just think that's one of the biggest wins they've had in the past five years. It will – you know, the measuring stick for me was Alabama to see where they were nationally, and I know they blew it, but this is the chance to kind of come back. And if they blow it again and get blown out, then you kind of have to go back to the chalkboard, right? (laughs) That's <laughs> what I think. I think they won't get blown out. I, I, as
0: I, I wanted to go out on that limb and pick SC, but I don't think this team is quite matured enough. Partially, what you just said: a lot of juniors and sophomores, not a lot of seniors, at least that are good. Not a lot of seniors, and they don't have enough quite on defense. So defense is much better now than it was earlier in the year, but you know, it feels like I'm talking about almost every team in the conference with the exception of Washington, I guess, and sort of slightly less recent Utah. They still have a tendency to give up the, I can't believe you let them pick up third and nine. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain things that good defenses don't do that you still see them do sometimes. Like, it's one thing if, it's like Alabama and they're just beating on you and you know, you just get pushed around. And and that happens to most teams who face Alabama, except LSU. It's another thing, you know, when some of the other games where guys just do things that don't make sense based on the
2: situation down in distance, things like that. Take on take risks they shouldn't take or you know, give up big plays. So if, however, this team because they don't have that
0: pass rusher, you know, like, I mean, I guess thought Gus like Porter, Dustin was sort of coming close to becoming that, but to me,
1: he's,
0: he should be the other guy. If he if we're talking about those peak, peak Carroll teams, he's not the pass rusher, he's the other guy. You know, he's, he's Nick Perry, or he's you know what I mean? Like, he's the one who's on the other side from the the guy who's the guy. You know, so...
3: So, are you buying the Porter Gustin and Clay Matthews comparisons at all? or eh, not. He's not that kind to... of
0: athlete. I mean, unless, unless I'm not seeing something. I don't think he's going to test like Clay Matthews.
3: Yeah, his testing numbers in high school are, are, are ridiculous, but I think he's put on so much weight since then. I mean, Porter Gustin, I mean, have you seen this guy? Like, he looks like... Uh, what's his name? The... The guy that fought in the Rocky, you know what I mean? Like, the blonde guy. <laughs> Ivan Drago. Yeah, that's what he looks like. He's got bleach blonde hair, and he's, like, just jacked dude. Like, you look at him. We're talking about Brownie. Like, you see poor Augusta on the beach, you know, okay, like, that <laughs> guy. is <laughs> actually, Now that guy is a football player. <laughs> yes, right. He played, I mean, right. he's, like, 3% body fat, 6'5", 250. I, I don't know. He, <laughs> he, he actually had the number one numbers in, uh, um, at the opening. uh um, two years ago, for linebackers. He was the number one linebacker as far as testing numbers. I don't know uh, how well he would put up in the um, NFL numbers because, like I said, he put on about 20 pounds of muscle. Like You know what I mean? So uh, we'll see. And this kid is a pure athlete, though. I mean, I'm, he might not be the most athletic like what you're talking about, but keep in mind that Port Augustine was the number one pitcher in the state of Utah coming out of high school and put up 25 points a game at power forward. In basketball. And he went to Salem, which is a 5A school. So, that was a good I mean, 4A a a a a a a school. 4A school. But, right. Yeah. I mean, no, cool. I'm saying
0: that's cool. It lets you know that a person's got good coordination and and body control, hand eye, that kind of thing. I just think he's not going to run like 471 and have a 35 inch vert and that kind of stuff. I mean, he's, he's a uh, fluid athlete. And he's probably fairly strong. I don't think he's super
3: explosive, but I could be wrong. Once again,
0: um, I, I we yeah, can see what he's his testing
3: numbers on. He's stupid strong, strong, yeah. He's he's stupid strong. He's got like a he, he's he's put up some numbers. Uh, USC's got all types of numbers for guys. But he's put up especially linebackers. He's put up really good numbers in the weight room. But yeah, I understand what you mean. He's a he, just because, you know, you're a, a, good at a lot of different sports doesn't mean that you're necessarily the greatest great athlete. Um, what you're talking about, putting up numbers, um, testing numbers, that's different. two different things, of course. So, yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying, he, you know, this kid is a pure athlete. He, he, he played, God, I mean, I, I have never seen anybody in high school, honestly, ever. And I haven't done, been doing high school recruiting for that long, but I've kept up with it. He played every position in high school. Played off of the line, center sometimes. He played quarterback, actually, um, and tied in. Tight end. Um he played he was a starting quarterback. He's a lefty, actually. He's a big lefty, six three, two hundred and thirty pound lefty playing quarterback, <laughs> uh, running over people. I mean, they just ran him like Tim Tebow style. Like, I mean he 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 can throw. He's got a funky delivery. He kinda throws like Tim Tebow too, actually. Like, but he probably could huh. have played quarterback maybe somewhere, but he uh he just ran it ran over people playing quarterback. But he threw. There's some passes. I mean I watched him. But he played line sometimes, um, when they needed him to. Uh nose tackle and linebacker outside I mean everywhere. I think I don't think he played corner and free safety. But I mean <laughs> I'm sure he covered some people downfield though. I mean he's just he was a beast in high school, man. Um doing track too, he was I mean he played four sports. Like he only did shot put. Um that's the only sport he did in track. But still, I mean most commitment for kids these days is hard hard to get a kid to take out the trash you know so that's what Trent Dilfer says I stole that close from him Um <laughs> it's hard to get a kid the trash. your kids just don't commit to stuff and for them to commit to force force is good I like poor Augustine he's a good kid but um, yeah he, he might not be Clay Matthews I did, I heard that comparison thrown out there um, I'm not all in on it but he might not be yeah the speed poor Augustine's speed kind of worries me though that's the only thing
0: I think he kind of reminds me of though he ended up Changing positions, and obviously in the NFL was not playing defense. But Dallas Clark was a guy that went to a school where, first of all, he's on a school where it was eight-man football,
1: and he played
0: (laughs) basically all of those eight positions at some point or another in his eight-man football career. He was a walk-on linebacker at Iowa, and then was switched in the spring of his second year there to fullback, and then. I think it was injuries or something. They moved him to the depth chart at tight end, and by his sophomore year, he became a starter at tight end. Look, similar high school career, played, you know, every sport you could name, basketball, was a great basketball player, baseball, track and field, he did, uh, I think the 100, 200, the hurdles, shot put, and discus, which is sort of an unusual combination.
3: Wow. It is, yeah. Yeah, it is an unusual call. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm surprised. Uh, honestly, thought Porter Guson was going to play baseball at USC. That was part of the reason he went to USC over a couple other schools, is because uh, they were going to give him the opportunity to play baseball. Um, now he was on the baseball team his freshman year, um, but he didn't really like play. And I think he's done now, though. I mean, he's starting linebacker, and you know, he's got NFL aspirations, so I understand him quitting. But he, I mean, that kid throws like 97 though. I mean, he's got a gun on him. Uh, he's he's a really big pitcher. Just look at him. <laughs> you know what I mean? But
2: like, like but no, like Roger Clemens uh, big.
3: Yeah, but this, he's like he's bigger than him. He's buff. Like he, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of a guy like that's muscular. No, By the
0: end of Roger Clemens' career, he was 250. Just so you know.
3: True. Yeah, he was a different type. He wasn't buff. Like he was kind of like a. He's big, like he weighed the same, but it wasn't like, you know, what I mean, but all Roger Clemens was like forty two. Porter Gustin just turned twenty, so I mean, that's you know, <laughs> right. Right. Just like, <laughs> yeah, right. He probably so, wasn't set yeah. up. I was well,
1: Yeah, but he probably yeah. Wasn't I, up.
3: Yeah. But I, I like, you know, getting back to everybody, I like this FC team. Yeah, Gustin. He, they They definitely need a, another guy next to Gustin, and that was supposed to be Osa Mensa. It Was supposed oh, to be those two guys right. together. So, and now right. you know, Osa's not on the team. Uh right. He's Trial. I mean, UFC's dealt with a lot. Um, Osa, that was a big issue. It um, kind of died away because it was so early on, but that's still a big issue um, that kind of lingers right now. Um, and now he's not – that's why they just got rid of him. Um, you know, they were going to hold him on the team and wait, wait it out because, you know, we, we don't know exactly what happened there. But there's a lot of evidence going against him that he, you know, look is looking like it's not going to be good. And Don Hill. Both of them are gone. So that helps. I think that was a good thing to just go, go ahead and get rid of both of them. And obviously, you know, um, you know, losing Bryce, are, uh, two last year. I mean, I know Bryce wasn't going to come back to the program, but we were talking about him coming back last year on your show, Bill. Now he's in jail for 10 years. Yep. So, I mean, the life comes at you fast, is <laughs> all I got to say. Yeah. Um, right. You're one Snapchat right. away. You, you're one Snapchat away. Oh, Samantha, I, I don't know if you read about that, but apparently – you know his rape charge. Apparently, he's putting stuff on Snapchat. So I mean, he's pretty mm-hmm. much guilty if that's the case. You know, um, if they so that and Bryce being in jail, a lot of people thought he was going to come back. You know, some people on the staff said he was never going to come back. Really, uh, they're just trying to help him out, get maybe back in school, not on the team. But either way, now he's in jail for ten years, so it's gone. Um, all that nice. stuff combined is. That all happened in, like, a year, you know, time from beginning to end. And now they've gone away from those things. And they've, I think they've gotten all the knuckleheads out of See, This is a clean team. The Academics are good on the football team. Um, that's something Coach Sarge did do was make sure, you know, everybody was going to class um, and getting good grades, better grades. Highest GPA they've had there in uh, 30 years, apparently. The GPA is the highest right now. So I think this team is going in the right direction. We've Got some... Really good guys. Sophomore. Sophomore yeah. class was, like I said, phenomenal.
2: Yeah, I think the next
0: couple of years will be extremely important. One is because they should go back to challenging to win the conference title uh, the next two years. There's, there's, you know, Next year and the year after that, they should be in the running to win the conference, uh, which it's been a while since we've expected that realistically, that they would possibly be conference champions and then essentially it will decide if i mean let's be honest people the the jury is still sort of out on on helton as the guy and though the the resurgence of late has helped i think we can i think we can be honest that there's still
3: sort of a somewhat wait and see attitude among a lot of boosters oh yeah I mean, a lot of people, yeah, because they didn't want them, a lot of boosters didn't want them there in the first place. So, of course, it's going to be some wait and see. Um, like I said, this game. Well, they wrote Sports Illustrated, Redemption on the line with Clay Hilton. Um, Bruce Feldman, I believe, wrote that. I mean, it, it is redemption. you has got to redeem <laughs> I mean, that, the loss of Stanford early on, Alabama. Uh, right. And those are so over, that's the main, you know, main thing. Is, uh,
0: there are people who, people on the East Coast. That's all they know about. So in many cases, all you're going to see is, oh, the team that got basically depantsed against against Alabama. I mean, they, it was it was over quickly, and they looked like they didn't really belong on the same field with Alabama. And that's all some people really know about this team. And of course, a lot has changed since then. But this will be a chance to basically reintroduce themselves Yes.
3: yeah a lot a lot has changed but they still lost to sanford and, and utah who are just you know physical team they lost three to three teams that are really good teams and physical um right that's my main thing can they can they out physical somebody finally um yeah they've not had some nice runoffs on wins but they haven't beaten uh the best teams. they lost like, nope. so three losses are, I mean, Stanford's not ranked, right, Utah, 15th, Alabama, 1. So Stanford's still 6-3, solid physical team. Lost that game. Duh. But Sam Darnell was not the quarterback for those games. Also true. So lots of right now Mr. Sam I am. I You know, I didn't have much faith in Mr. Sam I am, Darnell, but... <laughs> By the way, can we please get, you know, that's his nickname on, on, you know, Petros gave him. I don't I don't know if you listen to Petros in the morning. Those guys, they're familiar
1: with Yes, great, I, guys. I'm familiar with him. Yeah, yes, I <laughs> yeah
3: we got to call him come on and off Sam, and Sam I Am Petros. Like, Petros is always given the SD players nickname. I always listen to him in the morning. He's got, him and Money, you know, Matt Money, got to do better than Sam I Am. That's too generic. <laughs> like, he does like, if he wins his Washington game, we will demand a new nickname. I'll put a poll on Twitter. So we can get Sam Darnell <laughs> a new nickname because Sam I am is not good, but that's what we have right now. So Sam you know, maybe maybe something maybe go old
0: school like slinging Sam like they used to do for guys like yeah,
3: him. he's an old school guy, um and not the really the necessarily way he plays, but um the way he studies the game and the quarterbacks that he studies. Um, I don't, oh, God, I can't. He's an old soul basically. I read the Bleacher Report article on that kind of call him, you know, old-school guy. He likes watching tape of, like, he'll throw back some Sammy Ball tape if he has to. Like, he'll find it. Like, most kids don't even – they don't – like, okay, like, they know who he is. They don't, they're not going to look for the tape of that. Like, Sam Darnell will look for it. Like, he'll go back. Uh, Sam Darnell, when he first got to SC, a story about him is that he went through all the quarterbacks, like Pete, uh, you know what I mean, he went back to everybody even before that and just watched – Carson Palmer, you know, was his favorite quarterback growing up, and they have a lot of similarities, actually, um, the way they play. Before Carson Palmer obviously was injured, he was you know a really really athletic guy. People big, forget you know. what a good athlete yeah.
1: Carson Palmer
3: was. <laughs> yeah, there's a debate. I don't I don't know how much you watched Game Day this morning, but they were talking about how you know. Um, Whitfield was saying Sam Darnell is the most athletic quarterback they've had in the past like two, 20 years. Somebody's like, well, Carson Palmer, free athletic. Oh, and they took a shot at Matt Liner, of course, because he's been the most decorated, but he was the least athletic. But um, <laughs> I mean, right. Sam Darnell, which is weird because, you know, apparently he can do a 360 windmill dunk. And I just don't see how because, like, I've never actually seen him do that. But that was all. Like, Everyone's like, yeah, 360 windmill dunk. Like, how did he do a 360 windmill? <laughs> Matt liner, like I mean, besides him being tall, you know what I mean. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Sam Darnell, Trampoline, is that what they're talking about? You know, well, I don't know how well you know you can trust Lindo White, but he says that Matt liner is way more athletic than everybody gives him credit for. He did three, years, so oh. he more like dunk. But uh, I don't know. Anyway, Sam Darnall, very good athlete, and it reminds me a lot of Carson Palmer, and I just didn't think he. There were some things I didn't like about Sam Darnell, watching him at San Clemente. For one, he definitely changed this, but his release, he definitely worked on that. His release kind of, it, it was just funky sometimes. Sometimes it was nice, smooth, like it is now, and sometimes it wasn't. He threw kind of like sidearm a little bit. Um, He's definitely changed that. And then I really just felt like uh, he he was kind of like had the Davis Webb syndrome, where he would missed a lot of checkdowns and easy passes, and his, ac- his ball placement wasn't great sometimes. But he's worked on it and gotten better. And uh, I mean, I'm not going to go as far as say Sam, Dar- Sam Darnell is the best quarterback in the Pac-12, but he's up there with, with Browning and those guys right now. I mean, he's young. Another guy, you know, he's only 19 years old. So um, we'll see what happens with him. I like him. I mean, he, Sam Clemente's had a really good stretch on quarterbacks right now. So he's definitely
2: fitting the mold. So your prediction is still for the
0: the game coming down to Utah versus Washington, and I, I'm going to assume, but I probably shouldn't, that you're picking the favorite and you're picking Washington to win that game?
3: I don't know, man. I don't know. I think so. I, I You know, uh,
1: <laughs> I'm not too okay. so sure.
3: I, I've always said I don't think a Pac-12 team is going to get uh, in the college football playoff this year. Even when Washington was undefeated, I still felt like they might lose the game. Um, I'll let you know about uh, ten o'clock. <laughs> okay. To, if
1: they if
3: they win today, if they win today, then how they look today will show me a lot. How they look today, because I mean they could they could win and look really ugly doing it. And I'd be like, okay, or Sam know rips them apart for five touchdowns, and, and they're like full 400 yards, and I'm like, okay, well, Luke Falk might rip them for a little bit more. You know what I mean? So I'll, I'll see how they look today. But it's right. It has, to answer your question, though, I if I was a betting man, I think that they will not get by. I think they'll end up losing to Washington State or Utah in the back 12th. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I, I think that Ohio State is better than Washington and Louisville. So, honestly, I think both of those teams are better than Washington. <laughs> but, I mean, if they're going to get in, I don't know, because they, Washington controls their own destiny. If they went out, they're going to be in. Um, that's why I told people, just hold on. I mean, they, they play USC 20th. They're going to play another ranked team in the Pac-12 title game. And they play Washington State, who's ranked. They, they, the best thing for Washington to hope is for is just the Wazoo wins out and the Apple Cup is just – the biggest, you know, game of the week. Obviously, game is going to be in Alabama for the Iron Bowl, I'm sure, for that. But that'll be one of the biggest games of the week, um, the Apple Cup, if they can come in under, um, with with a uh, – Washington State would have, what, like an eight-game winning streak coming into that game or something like that, seven game, and then Washington would be undefeated. That's the best thing they can hope for It's just building up that national um, radar. Uh, but I, I hope – Hope oh, Washington goes on it, yeah, I just don't I don't see it, you know, I, I think that Utah team played them well enough where they can play them again, even though it would be at washington and um so they, think they can do some damage, and then they're really physical up front, they can match up with them up front. uh Troy Williams looks a little better week to week too, and Joe Williams is on a roll right now, so I think they can win that game
1: true,
0: true. Um, okay, top fifty times. So I'm going to throw out, okay. instead of going to my whole top 50, I'm going to throw out some people that I do have in the top 50 that seemingly no one else does, and then some people that I don't have in the top 50 that everybody else in the world seems to have, or many people seem to have. I do not have Baker Mayfield in my top 50. He's barely in well, not barely, he's, he's, he's in, he's not in my top 75, but he is in my top 90. Um, so he made the top 100. Uh, I, I think he's a backup in the next level who under certain circumstances could be a starter, but it would take some kind of special circumstances, sort of like how I felt about Manziel, but without all the character stuff. Uh, I think even without the characters of Johnny Manziel was going to be a, a backup type at the next level. And obviously, you know, the character stuff kept him from becoming become that. I think Baker Muthiel is a better person and possibly even a slightly better prospect without, not quite as good an athlete, though. I think that's probably the one check mark you have to give Johnny. I think Johnny Manziel is probably a better pure athlete. I think oh, Baker yeah. Mayfield's like a, you know, mid to low 4'7 guy who's, you know, I mean, he's not a guy who, Manziel, if somebody gotten him early, you know, could have even made him maybe into like another position. I don't think Mayfield's that kind of guy. I mean, he's that kind of athlete. But, there are a couple of systems. I mean, like I said, look at what um, I mean. People don't think of this guy as a great, great, great player, you know, obviously. But if you want to look at sort of a, a picture of what Mayfield could be to some extent, look at the Rams situation right now. And I know people are clamoring for Goff, which you know may or may not be a good idea. But <laughs> but uh, uh, there's a reason he's not playing. People. I'll leave it at that. I mean, he, he I think he will be good at some point, but. I don't know where the people got in their minds. You have to play rookie quarterbacks early um, in their careers. I, it never used to happen that way. This was not – the norm was you'd sit for three years, or at least two. Unless your team was just so god-awful that it didn't matter. But in most cases, you sat for three years. But getting back to, to, to a guy like Mayfield, there are certainly guys who are somewhat like him who, are, who have made it, but those guys have a very narrow uh, – Opportunity, like they—they they have everything has to go right for them. So, and don't bring to me comparisons like Drew Brees or um or Russell Wilson. Russell he's not Wilson. like those
1: guys. But he's yeah, not. He that's not I've him. He's not that
0: guy. But he's not I've that guy. Russell no. is sh- maybe slightly shorter, but much stronger um, from toes to to eyebrows. A powerful ass.
3: Baker's pretty strong, man. Oh, I'm not
0: saying he's a weakling, but, dude, have you seen Russell Wilson's – I hate to, you know, make it weird, but have you seen the lower
1: body on Russell Wilson? No, I yeah, mean, no
3: that's diff, the difference, the lower, because uh, <laughs> Baker, when you look at Baker's chest, sticks, I mean, he's a pretty – Oh, his yeah, shoulders, chest, and
0: arms, it's kind of a yeah. – it's sort of like he's in there with the Russell Wilson thing. Like, I can see it as long as you don't ever look, the look from the waist on down, and then it's it's a slaughter at that point. So yeah, his hands, from the, are, his are, hands from, are not big. His hands are not big. big. Right, his hands are big. No. I mean, and like he's not as powerful a human being. Is what I'm saying. Is he strong for a guy his size? Yes, he's a good athlete. Yes, but is he Russell Wilson now? Plus Russell Wilson, if people need to be reminded of this. Started for four and a half years, or you know, practically, I mean, he started, you know, I mean, he in his well, I'm exaggerating slightly, but I about what was it three or four games into his redshirt freshman year at NC State, he takes over a Norm Chow offense, people, right? You know, so it's a, I mean, people use their pro style rather loosely, but, I mean, this was one of the more complex offenses in all of college football, and runs it beautifully from that point forward. And then, True. obviously, and then, and then obviously, I mean, it's funny how people like to get on the Wisconsin thing. Forget Wisconsin. If you never looked at a bit of Wisconsin tape, if you looked really at a tape from NC State, you'd see an NFL quarterback. The only question was height. Then he goes to Wisconsin and people finally notice him. You know, weirdly enough, after all the stuff he's done at NC State, the world finally wakes up to how good this kid is once he gets to Wisconsin. But and even then some people didn't wake up. Right. And then Drew Brees. Now slightly, slightly closer I um, in that Drew and he are built more like each other than Russell and he are built like each other. And in terms of the offense, right? I mean, that was the the big knock on Drew Brees other than height was that he was in this quote unquote gimmick offense that Joe Tiller ran at Purdue with all the bubble screens and all the whining about, you know. So that's a slightly better comparison, but Drew Brees was still further along in certain things in terms of things like avoiding uh, putting the ball in a bad situation. So even though Mayfield doesn't have a lot of interceptions, frankly, he should have, not a lot, but he should have he puts the ball in places where it probably shouldn't be more often than Drew Brees did. I'll put it that way.
3: Uh, I'll tell you what, though, right now, Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. is hot. Like, he's like, I know he's oh, not going to get he's the like, Yeah, he's year, very streaky. I just put a tweet out early before I started the show that he's going to be on the ballot again. And Baker Mayfield's not, he can come back next year. Like, he's a senior, but he can get another year eligibility. So he might, he might be, Started just as many games, Russell Wilson. Uh, not not quite as many, but close because he has a whole other year left if he wants to come back. I think he will come back. I don't think he's going to go I think that really? – Maker Make, make for huh. Yeah. I mean, cool. I think that – Now, that would be
0: one of those things – like, he, that's a vault be tweet right there. That's good because I, I think everyone's assuming he's in this draft.
3: Everyone is assuming he isn't, and, and, and most people will tell you that he'll, he'll definitely be gone, even though they're close to OU, but I think that he's staying. I think that he loves college. She loves. He'll, he'll love to only take one class and and next year and be on Twitter. And he like Mayfield's Phil's not Johnny Manziel or anything, but he likes. You know, he's got a little chip on his shoulder. He likes to have fun. You know what I mean? I follow him on Instagram. He likes to go out and. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like he, he likes to have a good, a good old good old country time. You know what I mean? Sometimes and dance and have a couple beers with his friends and shoot stuff. You know, he's a Texan. So I mean, like that's what he likes to do. Yeah, I mean, he likes to have fun, and I think that, you know, um, a lot of his he, – he wants to go out a winner. He cares about his reputation as a college football quarterback. I think he wants to win a high school. Um, I know guys like Browning, you know, they truly just don't care if they win like trophies like that, but Mayfield does, and it's not it's nothing wrong to want to win those trophies. Um, You only get one shot at this, man. Go ahead and win a high right. Be all-American or, or win a championship right. or – you know what I mean? So I right, national championship, teams. right. I mean, that's,
0: I think that's the thing mm-hmm. that really drives him, is that the thing that I like most about him, and the, the probably the most Drew Brees thing about him, once again, it, and to a lesser extent, Russell, is the chip on the shoulder. I think all three of those guys have the massive chip on the shoulder because they've all been to some extent, I mean, the guy's a double walk-on, right? Um, Brees couldn't get any of the Texas schools to even take a sniff at him. Uh no.
1: <laughs>
3: it wasn't well Westlake wasn't Westlake back then when Drew Brees was there. If he was at Westlake now, oh Austin Westlake then everybody'd be looking at him. But back then <laughs> you know what I mean, that was that was school he put on the map but he didn't reap any benefits from it <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> It's like right. yeah, we want every quarterback after you, you know, not not you actually. So But yeah, I mean Baker is a and I've always said Baker, you know, he he comes from a prominent high school, a, a prominent family and he had D1 offers, or, or FBS offers. It's not like this guy was just right. like nobody knew who he was. He just didn't want to go – he wanted to go to big-time school, and he had right. to walk on to do that. And, you know, he was fortunate enough to do that because of his skill, and then, you know, obviously, you know, it's, you can't just walk on. It's hard, you know, it's hard to get your money up and pay for that stuff. But, I mean, he did it, <laughs> right. and he's made the most – he probably might be the best walk-on. Ever like I mean honestly just because like I don't know I mean he might he, there's, he's a, be the there's a few stuff.
0: guys I got throw out there I mean some people might say J.J. Watt I mean there's a few but yeah I mean he's he's up there I, I would mean, say in, a great in college film.
3: though I mean yeah he's gonna be you know, like I said on the ballot twice he was fourth last year he's probably gonna be around six or seven this year if he keeps I mean he's like he's thrown like nineteen nineteen touchdowns and one pick in the past three weeks and they have won every game and I mean his completion percentage is like seventy six I mean he's just on a roll like when he gets hot. He looks like a f- top fifty guy, <laughs> but when he's cold, oh, when he's yeah. cold, he doesn't he doesn't look undraftable. cold. he just looks like a backup guy, like you said, a you know journeyman right. type of guy. But when he's hot, right. I'm like, whoa, like this dude's for real, like you know what I mean. He's, he's and the D.D. Westbrook helps, of course. And last year he had a Shepherd, who's always had a go to guy um, at, the, at a wide receiver, um, guy probably a little around his size too, smaller guys uh, that helps him out. So um, I like Baker. I, I think he stays though. You know, he got the voting rule in his favor by the NCAA reversed. So he does have an extra year of eligibility if he wants it. So
1: okay, um, I, I think that was a
3: good. I think that was a good rule too. I I know he got he transferred within conference, and that was the rule before. But this this well, they call it the Baker Mayfield rule now. So the Baker you can Mayfrew transfer Mayfrew, it. With Crazy, you know. You walk on, have your own rules, but yeah, I mean, you can transfer now. <laughs> you don't lose a year of eligibility transferring in conference, which I, I don't think you should. I don't think you should be penalized for transferring in conference.
1: I
0: gotcha.
3: Or, or block. Uh, you know, what I mean, a few more guys. Tra- you know, go ahead. I
0: was gonna throw a few more guys in the top 50. I do not have Cam Sutton in my top 50. I do, however, have. Um, uh Danelle Pumphrey in my top fifty. I do however have Austin Carr in my top fifty. Uh which I think the, probably a lot of people do not.
1: Uh so I
3: don't I don't have Carr or Mayfield or Pumphrey, even though I like him, or Cam Sutton either. So Well so I agree with you, I guess halfway. I don't have Cam <coughs> excuse me because he's injured right now. I think he might be a top fifty player, but he gets banged up too much for me. Um and there's all there, th- these corners are just nasty. This is the best group of group of corners I've I've seen since I've been doing the draft. I mean, this, this group is, is just amazing. I mean, you got guys on teams, Quincy, and then Tez, Tabor, in Florida, and the kids on Washington, uh, Dory. I mean, I mean, there's so many out there. So I love Marlon Humphrey. Um, So many good corners. So Cam's kind of lost in the sauce being hurt right now, but I still think he's a top 100 guy for sure. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Now, most of the people I say, I mentioned that I don't have my top 50. I have most of them in my top 100. Um, Like, I've seen, like, the thing with McKinley at, at UCLA. To me,
3: I'm, I want to see him I'm more on the I've fence heard...
0: with him. I'm on the fence. Yeah, I, saying, I how, mean, how
3: do you feel, he I'm probably right around
0: 50. <laughs> like it's, that, it, for me, at least. Now, once again, you know, I might change my mind later. But the guy I'm seeing right now is super raw. He doesn't seem to always even know where he's going. Um. I've seen him run himself out of plays as many times as he's run himself into plays. Uh his pad level is not good. He doesn't seem to understand leverage sometimes. Like I'll see I mean, when I think about what guys like DeMarcus Ware and Miller look like, I remind I have to tell people or remind myself, okay, either these people just didn't see these guys when they were in college or or they're just trying to oh, imagine yeah. or whatever. Because yeah, he's not—he's—he's
1: not he's, he's no. so
0: not close even to that. Like you want to compare no, him to not, Nick no. Perry, you know? <laughs> you know, we can have a conversation. That uh, or, reminds or me of said, actually. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, he reminds me. you a lot of Nick Perry. Yeah, guys like that. That's
3: there, that, that, And we're having
0: in conversation.
3: The thing about uh, Tack McKinley is that he's productive this year. That's the main difference. That you can't. Deny. I don't know production metrics. I'm not gonna sit here and just talk about that. But I mean, he's got numbers, and he doesn't have much help actually. So what he's doing Um, is actually kind of special. So I do. He's moved up a lot. I mean, last year people were talking about him, but I I never. He was kind of always a project. But now I'm like, okay, he's definitely a guy that you know. I don't. I've seen him in the top 25. I'm not gonna go that far, but I think he's like a second, third round guy uh, right now. Yeah, I, I I have a second.
0: I have a second round grade on. That's that's exactly where I am. But and probably. I mean, it's he's i'm really close yeah, it, on him you know like he's close to being in my top 50 and you know if you ask me tomorrow he might be number 48 but right now he's like literally on the border like i'm
3: so we're about the same on him then we're, we're the, the, yeah. that's where i have him. i feel like we've agreed a lot more this draft season we usually disagree a lot that's <laughs> <Especially 'cause you're, laughs> because you're getting better that's that's why because oh, um, you're getting that why? Okay. <laughs> okay okay i'm, I'm okay. kind
1: of kidding <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no,
3: I think you know it's funny. I mean, it's almost like I watch the game differently now, um, because I do so much high school football during that. Like now, when I watch it, like I might not have to catch every game live. but I watch like actual like tape and like you know, stuff. And I'm like, okay, I see more. I can watch it in the players individually more based on what I'm saying, because like it's just on my own time. Instead of you know, I was watching a lot more games. Uh, I still watch games every week. Don't get me wrong, but it's just a lot easier to watch. Uh, you know the breakdowns of people on like whatever draft breakdown YouTube or whatever stuff I get sent. So I, I I have a question actually for you, if you don't mind me. Okay. How yeah, do you please. feel about since we're talk, we're talking about Oklahoma? How do you feel about Jordan uh, Thomas, uh, the corner there?
1: Yeah, um, a, I, he's a
3: junior. He's not a senior, so he can come back. Right.
0: But. Well, I I like Jordan Thomas. I'm not I'm not first round on Jordan Thomas. I I. I, I think, okay. once again, number, to me, this is someone who's in, like, the – I have uh, Desmond King ahead of him. I have a kid named Brendan Langley that you probably haven't even seen play yet ahead of him, but he's worth checking out. I have – He's good. Uh, i feel a
3: little bit. i a little
0: bit. Okay. Yeah, he's worth checking out. Um, I have uh, Tabor ahead of him. I have – I mean, he's – He's a guy who's like just outside of my top five, probably. I have, uh, I'm forgetting somebody. Um, let me see, corner rankings. Uh, probably Quincy Wilson
3: from Florida too.
0: Yeah, I mean, right, exactly. So, and so actually, he's he's like he's like seven or eight, probably, for me right now. I mean, he's in my mind. He should go back to school. I don't have a first round okay. on him, like I said. He's he's a, he's a guy that I think next year could be a top five. You know, pretty easily, perhaps. I mean, he's there's things to to there's. I'm not a fan usually of guys coming out, and like I said, a Woozy from Colorado's a guy that I, I so far
3: have have ahead. I mean, there's a few guys. You know, I think there's yeah. a good Kevin, amount of guys. There's a lot, yeah. Kevin King I like a lot, and uh, obviously Sidney Jones is a better corner, but I like Kevin King is so so tall <laughs> long, and long. I like him. Jordan Thomas is good. I was just wondering because he had a really good game today. Um, I mean, he, he played phenomenal. Today I watched him play this OU game. I'm like, oh, okay. And he's had some games online. I mean, it would have been great if him and uh, Zach Sanchez had been together this year because, I mean,
0: it's just pretty much
3: Jordan Thomas. Be- speaking of speaking
0: of people who declared when they pop. Oh, but I mean, I guess you declare when you want to declare, but I just thought he would have been well-served by coming back.
3: He would have, but I mean, there's just some guys you talk to around and you know who's leaving and who's not when you talk to people around. And, you know, I said McTeason, he's not going to come back. I mean, some people have made up their mind already that they're not coming back. You know what I mean? (laughs) And that's kind of the guys. You kind of hear about some of those guys early, you know. And Jordan Thomas isn't one of those guys. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to leave, but he's a guy that's kind of in the middle because he's kind of like maybe a second, third-round guy. Uh, I would stay because there's just so many good corners this year. I would stay. And plus, Oklahoma's defense, uh, he looked good this year, but (laughs) they haven't. I mean, today they played good. Oklahoma's Defense is still bad. I mean, they're not getting much better at all, honestly. (laughs) So, yeah, that that was my only question about Jordan Thomas. I just wanted to know you a lot. Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, there's only a a few guys that I would say yes, go ahead and declare. I mean, I think Deshaun is correct in coming out. He probably wouldn't go any higher next year. Frankly, he didn't have a great year.
1: I mean, I would.
0: Yeah, I would love to see Deshaun Watson stay in school, but I understand why he's not, and you know I'll live with
1: yeah.
0: it. Uh, he's he's got a he's decent gone. number of starts yeah. under his belt now, and yeah, he's gone. I mean, it's been it's I mean, they decided they already announced they're going to be honoring him on Senior Day, so you know, he's, there, there you go. There you go. Uh, so, but I'm I'm basically okay with it. And the junior running backs, for the most part, you know, I'm okay with virtually every single one of them declaring, except maybe Jalen Hurd. Who, whatever the heck's going on with him? If he would, uh, he's a kid yeah. where if he declared, <laughs> I would kind of not want to touch him until well into day three.
3: He's a, he's a, he's a we'll see what happens late with him because I don't know where uh, I've heard he wants to really go to the NFL and I've also heard he wants to just switch schools, switch positions. so I'm not sure. I heard two different. Well,
0: ideas. what what? Yeah, I, whichever of those is the truth. I'm like I said, I'm not a buyer uh, in the first. Hundred and fifty picks. Uh despite his talents there's something yeah. going on there, I guess, you know, like way to put it. I no, I, I, I don't have any he, Yeah.
3: I think he's gonna I think he's gone. I don't think I I don't think he's gonna go to another school. I think he's gonna end the draft.
0: Right. Well, right. I mean he made this whole whatever. I mean whatever happens with him, I'm like I said, I'm not touching him early. I've made that. I'm just that if someone gets him ahead of me and becomes a great, great NFL player, then hats off to them and, and well done. I'm just not interested at all at this this point at least, like if we did come back to school and had a great year and you know answered a bunch of questions, I might revisit you know sort of the discussion but and i and I know there's something going on you I mean, know, and there's stuff uh going on at Tennessee, apparently, and I like I said, i don't I have any sort of insider access, but my understanding is that there was even before this happened, there have been some murmurs and you know. Complaints and supposedly promises made to Jalen about how he's going to be used differently this year and all this stuff, and I can understand being frustrated with that. And if somebody, but you have to understand, coaches—I don't want to say coaches Well, coaches lie. And they don't mean, but they don't know that they're <laughs> lying. I mean, you know what I mean? They may not mean to lie. Yeah, they might not.
3: When mean you them ask them, the,
0: you ask them a question in like April. Hey, coach, I like if you could move me around more and lock me up sometimes at H back or in the slot and let me. Show off my hands more and blah 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 and maybe take a little less pounding. And you're asking the guy in April. He's like, "Sure, kid. You know, whatever." <laughs> and then, you know, what happens is the season rolls around. And you actually start putting in game plans. And I mean, the coach probably didn't know he was lying to you at the time when he lied to you. But he, what he should have said is, "I'll see what I can do, but," <laughs> you know, <laughs> "what should have said, I'll see what I can do, but you know, I gotta beat Alabama. I gotta beat." Oklahoma, I got to be, I gotta, you know, like you've got at, at some point, I got to do what's going to help me help us to win these games. And I may or may not be able to do the stuff that you asked me to let you do this year. That would be the way you probably should handle that. But like I said, I understand. I understand the frustration. I understand that he probably thought the season would turn out very differently, both for himself and the team collectively. But either way, all that still to come back to the point that I'm, if he does declare, I'm not interested until somewhere well into the fifth round, you know, you know, second half of the fifth. Now now I'll start considering, and you better not have any, you know, demands or questions about
3: how he wants to be used. Dude, you'll be on special teams probably at first is what you'll be doing, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of the same thing that happened with uh, Marquez North. Marquez North wasn't as talented as Jalen Hurd, but I mean damn near was close and it was kinda of the same I mean they he thought he was gonna get the ball more. Didn't get the ball they ran more last year with Jalen Hurt. <laughs> it was kind of Jalen Hurt's fault that Marquez <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he threw the ball yeah. a lot and they used him in uh more um you know, running between the tackles and this year they were doing a lot of re option stuff and they weren't throwing him the ball as much. So I don't know. I mean with Jalen from from what I hear is just he wasn't happy um, with the offense and the coaching staff. And, and really, the team wasn't happy with him. He checked out in the Georgia game. Uh, after the Georgia game, right. he was supposed to get be- benched is actually the story. Um, he didn't get benched. They had a players-only meeting. Um, Jalen's their guy. They said, you know, they voted. It was a player's vote. They said, Jalen can play. Um, Jalen played really bad. And the coaches were like, you know what? You're going you're gonna to not start. And he was like, I'm right. not going to not start. Basically, that, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty big-time player, which, I mean, he is, but, I mean, the coach's decision to not fight him, so that was a beef. Um, he's gone. That's pretty much it. Right. <laughs> you know, wasn't any, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of, uh, I want to switch positions. Yeah, okay, like, not really, though. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, I mean, I talked to Robert Juden about it, who interviewed, um, Jalen Hurd, So, you know, he was just telling me like that stuff, like what's going on pretty much. But it wasn't really or Jalen Hurd's mom sorry, not not, not Jalen Hurd, but his mom his smallest. But yeah, I mean you can't just binge my son, you know what I mean? He started the whole season, he let the team rushing every game, he's been there, which is true. But I mean, attitude issues sometimes, you know, the Rubs coach the wrong way, but I mean I don't know what the rest of the relationship him and Bush had. It wasn't that great apparently. So I guess they'll uh, next year he'll be either at another school. I would like to see him on Middle Tennessee State even though I don't think that's gonna happen just because he's friends with Brent Stockstill and That would be uh, cool Rick, actually. His father. Yeah, that would be cool. he would get they would just give him whatever he wanted at Middle Tennessee State. And that's a, a really good football team. Um Brent's out for the season, sadly, so they probably lose a couple games, but Brent's coming back, and, and and Rick will be there, and that's a good team. That would be great, but I don't. I don't think that's gonna actually happen. I don't think he's gonna sit out a year to go to Mississippi State. You know what I mean?
0: So right, yeah, good point. But like I said, whatever happens, uh, he's very talented. I am not. I uh, like I said, but I said I'd stand behind, and something would have to really dramatically change for me to take him anywhere above. Like I said, the Somewhere in the middle part of the, the fifth, um uh, I'm trying to think of who else I wanted to make sure I touched the pawn. Um, oh, okay, so some of the oh in terms of your top fifty, uh, any surprising anything that might be surprises you think in terms of inclusion or exclusions, players that you might have in your top fifty that you think others might not, and anybody who might not be in your top
2: fifty that you think a lot of other people may have in.
1: Um.
3: good question uh, I'm trying to think if I have anybody on top that's not in, in most people's do most people have Anthony uh, Jr. from Northwestern like I haven't really gone around because I haven't you talking, like, talking about Anthony Walker yeah Anthony Walker
0: I know some people do I mean it's not like it's uh I, unanimous but some people do
3: yeah, I have him in my top 50. Um, I don't have C.J. behard anywhere close to my top 100, so
0: oh, yeah. that's the I, guy. Yeah, the C.J. Bethard um, thing, I'm not sure that exactly much, what caused that to happen because he's not the best quarterback in the – he's not the second best quarterback in the conference, at least for my money. I mean, him in a conference, leader, both of those guys aren't that
3: very good to me. Yeah. Well, yeah exactly. Minnesota, I don't no. like him either. Oh well I think everyone's
0: kind of uh cooled on <laughs> I mean it was because the Leidner talk was, you know, yeah. yeah.
3: Um not <laughs> down. big fan. I know this Texas A and M's had a run on these like tackles, left tackles for you know, six, seven years, but I don't like NC that much. I don't think that I think people were reaching for him. They just like they're like, Oh, you gotta have a left tackle for A and M in the top. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 50. But I don't think I think the run ends here. You know, I've liked everybody so far they've had coming in uh, Cedric, uh, Ozbugi, I believe his last name is. And then uh, I like um, Luke Joko a lot and uh, Jake Matthews, but I don't know about Aiden Geddes. I don't think he's in that class, even though he has really good size and he's pretty athletic, but I just watch him get torn down sometimes, even though it's by really good people. It's hard in the SEC to go against those Jonathan Howland and Derek Barnett. And, Good thing he doesn't have to go against Miles Garrett in, in a real game, just practice. But um, those guys, Carl Lawson, it's tough every week to do that at SEC. I get that. But I don't think he's held his own versus the top-tier talent. Uh, so I'm not a big Avery against the guy. Um, and I don't think most people are huge on him, but I think I've seen a lot, you know, people have him in their top 50. Uh, I'll have Montrevious Adams in my top 50 from Auburn, though. Um, I like him a lot. I-, I think he has been a good starter for three years in a row. A uh, little – He's not the biggest guy as far as like, he's not going to have um, great arm length, and he's not, he's 6'2 and a half, 309, but I think he's a good defensive tackle that can start for you in the NFL. So I like him. Um, I like Durham Smythe a lot. I'm not like, I don't think he's in my top 50, so I guess I'll stop talking about people not in my top 50, but I do like him. I like Kevin King. Kevin King's in my top 50, and Sidney Jones, um, and Quincy. Wilson and uh, Tez Table or Jalen Table. I don't know when he made this nickname change. By the way, to Tez and Jalen. Yeah, I don't know when that I, happened either. <laughs> I mean, a, kind of an unusual switch. J Jay, Jalen has a a, a character. He's a character, so I'm not surprised he changed to Tes because that's just Table. I mean, that's how he, <laughs> he is, man. He's he's uh, he's a loud guy. He's a typical corner, but um. Yeah, I mean, Marlon Humphrey, he's the youngest player in my top – well, Jabril, I guess, too. Obviously, Jabril Peppers in everybody's top 50, but Marlon Humphrey, too. Um, Mr. Bruschi, I'm kind of, like, iffy on. I, I don't – I like him. I just think he should come back to school for another year. And you know yep. me, I'm all for, like – I usually say leave Um, when you have <laughs> that in front of you. But I don't think he's a first-round quarterback. Um, I think no, he might play no. his way into the late I have first a second round. round grade on
1: him as well. Yeah, I mean,
3: I I, I think people get, you know, sometimes I, th- a I thought over, no, I thought I thought he was your number one. He uh, number
0: one my one. number one quarterback overall. Uh, no, but I have yeah, him.
3: Okay.
0: I have. I mean, he's he's high. Uh, I think he should definitely come back to school next year, and he and Lamar Jackson will, you know, get to do battle. That'll be fun. And to watch, the ACC going to be fun to watch at quarterback next year. De, um,
3: DeAndre, Deandre, Deandre Francois
0: will be one more year, you know, developed further. I mean, it'll be great. It'll be um, a great like his, what a time to be alive, it, as they say. Ryan,
3: yeah, Ryan Finley from NC State, old Boise State quarterback, he'll be there. Old Boise State quarterback, right? Yeah, Ryan Finley. Be a, yeah, yeah, the ACC will be just fine at quarterback. And then Clemson, you know, they Hunter Johnson coming in. and know a couple other guys so we'll see what happens but uh yeah i mean mr buski i think that you know somebody probably moved up to the late first maybe second to get him but he's a second kind of mid second guy to me third um but you know i can see i see him leading too just depends on what what north carolina comes back with and what they want to do next year uh with coach fedora who's Done a hell of a job, you know. He's way off the hot seat now. When people came in the season, he was still <laughs> yeah. kind of. He still has. He had some wins to be had, and he's done that this year. He's gone above and beyond, even though he's lost that game to. Duke. But Duke was due for. I t- Duke was due for a win, man. Nobody picked him, huh? Did I even have that game? On my team? that game no, scared didn't. that game
0: scared me, man. Though, I didn't, but Duke Carolina scares me every year. But I, I mean, didn't have that i said this. I've said this, I before, have, I've said this before, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. How many better coaches are there than Cutcliffe? It's a short list to me. I hope there's many coaches better in the land than David Cutcliffe. Look at what he does. He, I mean, Shaw, Cutcliffe, Ken, Nia I mean, how much guys do with what they have now. I mean, Stanford's obviously a fairly well-known program, uh, great academics, and very good at football. But they're not loaded with five stars, you know, right? That's a Three yeah. star program for the most part, with the occasional four star sprinkled in. And Cutcliffe is doing it with two and three star guys. Do they have any four stars in their program? They may have one or two, right?
3: Yeah, they have a the kid from modern day, uh, the linebacker, right. Uh, right. thirty-four. Um, he's Ben Humphreys. Ben Humphreys. He's a um, he's trying to be a Rhodes Scholar guy, and he's going to be an NFL linebacker too. He's, he's the real. He's all ACC to me. Um, maybe not first team, but third team as a true freshman Ben Humphrey look out for him um if you haven't seen him play a lot yet he's he's for real um and he you know four-star kid from Orange County coming out to Duke was a big move but you know academics are really high I said he wanted to be a road star so obviously he cares about the school and he's a four-star and he, they got a guy coming in next year from Orange County Jack Sears um from San Clemente a quarterback too so that's going to be fun um another San Clemente quarterback you know um he didn't really get to Play much because Sam Darnell was there, but now he's got a shot. Uh, he's a four-star Elite Eleven quarterback. It's the first uh, Elite Eleven quarterback he have uh, had at Duke. So, oh, right. uh, that'll be fun. Um, so maybe they you might have an Orange County pipeline coming in. No, that would be cool. There. It makes sense
0: though. I mean, if you want to play for someone, who, that's why I keep bringing up LSU. I mean, if I'm LSU, you, to me, you have to make that call. And maybe
1: he says no, but you've got a call. <laughs> You got to call this man, you know, who because really he understand
3: him a lot. Well, I was going to say, you know, who, who, Tennessee. How many likes better? Him a lot. No, seriously,
0: how many better coaches? How many guys do you think are just better coaches than David Cook with in college football? I, you know, I
3: Peterson. Think I, 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 I like David. Maybe Thompson, David, David. I, you, you, I think uh, Jimbo Fisher and Jim. To McElroy. me, it's a push
0: with Jimbo. Jimbo has a lot more talent, and he does. Duke. So, Duke's better right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Florida State's got more talent, but Duke's better. A better right? uh, Duke's a better team right now today, I believe, than, than Florida State okay. is. At least it's close, uh, despite the fact that he has way more talent. But I would say Fan.: Saban, right? Say, Saban, Saban's, you know, sort of a measuring stick. He said
1: Kurt, Kurt who? Kurt, Kurt Fan. That's,
0: that's an interesting one. Those, that's close. That's
1: actually pretty close. That's a good one. That's Bob a Finn. good one. I don't know. Um,
0: yeah, you don't like Bob Stoops as
3: much as me. Though. I'll give it. You no, know, I, I, it's not that I
0: don't like. It's not that I don't like Bob Stoops. That is not true. No, that I, I don't didn't like say Bob that. I
3: said no, no. I said you don't like him as much as me. That's what I said. <laughs> you don't like him as much as me. I like well, Bob Stoops a little bit more. Than I keep
0: thinking. From, I keep thinking that with what Bob Stoops has in terms of facilities and talent, he probably should have more than just one national championship.
3: That's the only thing. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, you could Oklahoma fans will be. They should. They think they should have three. <laughs> definitely. So I mean, they definitely
0: have So I think if you handed Coach Cutcliffe that kind of program with that talent and those facilities, I think he'd have you more than one national championship. So yeah, I I will give him the slight edge there. Um, I the guys that I would put above him, and it's not a, yeah, it's not a bunch. I mean, I think Fitzgerald in here kind of in the same tier. He's another yeah, guy that manages to win eight
3: games almost every year somehow. You know, Coach Mullin. Coach Dan, Coach Dan Mullen. What about what about Coach Mullen? I like Coach Mullen. I not, like not Coach today. Mullen. I don't know if he's a better <laughs> not,
0: coach than Coach Cuckler, yeah.
3: but I like him. But yeah, like not today. They, they they didn't have a good game. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it's. Out, you know. Yeah, people, like, I, you know, Nick Fitzgerald's good, but people were like, yeah, man, Nick Fitzgerald's going to be a first-round pick next year. I'm like, hold on. No. Like,
1: hold on, no, Hold on. Hold on. No, hold on. No. No.
3: There's
0: a, there's a lot he'd have to do to, I mean, he has some talent, but he's, he's very, very, right, but he's very raw. There's so much he doesn't know how to do yet. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot. Maybe yeah, he, didn't the, need...
3: he didn't win the job early on in the season. Uh, there's a reason he got, got beat out early this year. I mean, I'm not saying he's, you know, that happened in mean, football, but he right. he was inconsistent, is what I'm trying to say. Right.
0: Right. There's a there's a, I, there's a lot of guys coming into next year that I, I would have above him. I'll put it that way. Uh, and I'm with you. I hope Trubisky stays in school, but like, like I said, look at what the ACC could look like at quarterback next year. I mean, they that would be a really good quarterback league next year. Go think about go through it,
3: man. Go through it. Go through the ACC well, okay. possible quarterbacks next year. Um my now
0: doesn't Maryland have like a four star quarterback if they aren't starting for some reason. Um uh, no, well, they name?
3: got no they got well they got Kasim Hill coming in next year as a four star. Okay. But what happened to the kid? Um, Wait, did they, didn't did they sign? Wasn't there a kid that, like, went there almost to the
0: Ohio State? was uh, he, you know, he, um,
3: he, he flipped to Ohio State. He did go to Ohio
0: State. Oh, he did go to Ohio State, oh. Yeah, oh, wow. Dwayne
3: Haskins, oh, which I oh, got yeah yeah, 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 okay.
0: I feel like. Man, if he'd gone to Maryland, he'd be starting now. <laughs> but
2: okay, gotcha. <laughs> I know, he, he
0: I, I don't know,
3: man. When I talked to his mom, she was so happy about him going to Maryland like, it was so weird because I was just like, his whole family's wearing Maryland gear, they're all from Baltimore, like, the city of Baltimore, like, they all want him to go to Maryland, he just flipped right last minute, but right. and, DJ, right. be, and he was a Maryland, he he
0: to <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's started. no way on been. God's green earth, he wouldn't be the starter if he's in Maryland
3: yeah, I mean, DJ Durkin, you know that was, like, the guy, like, he all the chips were in on Dwayne Haskins and he was a late bloomer kind of going into the senior season, but he was really good. People didn't notice him all until late. But he was really good. I liked him. I ended up, I think I had him in the top five uh, overall last year at quarterbacks, and, yeah, he should have won early, but he went off. But, you know, I mean, JT Barrett, Tate Martel's coming in. We'll see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> He's going to have to fight for what a job with Tate. I mean, him and Tate, one of those guys are going to be there in, in uh, two years, Tate Martell and Dwayne Ashton, so we'll see what happens. But, uh. Yeah, I honestly think Tate Martell fits the system better than the Right. But. So I guess he'll
0: get a chance maybe to go back to Maryland, maybe. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> After he ends up uh, not winning the quarterback battle there, but but yeah, okay. So Maryland still has kind of a sort of semi dumpster fire at the, the quarterback positions. They don't have. Uh, okay, but that's
3: Maryland. Yeah, Cassim Hill. Uh, like I said, he's uh, a good quarterback, four star guy from, from DC. Um, I think he'll fight for the job next year because, I mean, I really watch Maryland. I don't really know. I know their quarterback's Perry Hill uh, still. He's gone, though. He's a six year senior, so about time he's gone. <laughs> so I, I can see I can see Hill starting next year as a true freshman But then I mean, they don't have anybody else on the roster. That's w- worth noting.
2: So yeah, I mean uh, Virginia's still got a little, a little bit of funky quarterback
3: situation too. Like I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who's, who's Virginia's starting quarterback right now? Is it Matt John I'm, still? I think so. Um, but I was gonna, yeah,
0: I was going to say that um, Eric Dungy at Syracuse is sort of like a poor man's Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Like not not quite Lamar Jackson in any way, but he does some Lamar Jackson, almost Lamar Jackson ish thing. Uh, not quite as accurate, not quite as strong arm, not quite as athletic. But he's exciting, fearless, um, tough mentally and physically. Um, yeah,
3: he yeah. And then they got Tommy DeVito coming in behind him, who you know we talked to and he, you know he's not having the greatest years as thought he was, but he's, he's good. He's a good quarterback.
1: Right. And then,
3: and then, Oh, Clemson should have some good, I mean,
0: you know better than I, but Clemson has a couple of supposedly highly respected young men sort of waiting, you know, to see if, I mean, assuming Deshaun Jackson and Deshaun Jackson, sorry, Deshaun Watson (laughs) does indeed declare as everyone is expecting. uh, There'll be a bit of a quarterback battle to decide who who's the man next year.
3: Yeah, they got uh yeah, because Nick is a backup, he's a senior too, so he'll be gone. Um, so both, I mean, we've got Schuessler and then uh, Watson will be gone. Um, yeah, Hunter Johnson, who you, I know you liked him a lot when we were talking about 11, he's coming in. And then a uh, kid from Georgia, um, gosh, name he's from Grayson High School. Um, I've seen him play twice in person. I can't believe him. His name slipped my mind. He's a good quarterback. He doesn't really fit their offense well, though. I'm kind of surprised he's going to Clemson. His dad is the a, a, you know wide receiver coach. That's probably why he's going. Um, yeah, yeah, there
1: yeah. you, you just yeah. answered your question. But he doesn't uh, fit their yeah.
3: offense well at all. He's an iPhone right. guy. He plays in a wing T actually right now. Um, but he's not. I don't know. It's just he's not really athletic though. Like he plays in a wing T offense, but not typical Clemson guy. But we'll see. I mean, they try right. to have non typical Clemson quarterbacks play, and it didn't really work. Um, like uh, <laughs> right, Cole right. Stout, you know, right? like they're trying right. to read red to Cole Stout, just didn't work. No one thought he was going to actually run.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and there was a reason for that. <laughs> there, was, there was a reason for that. Uh, but, I was going to mention also, I mean, Duke is still sort of figuring some things out, but I think people are assuming that young Mr. McCaffrey will, will push uh, for a starting job quickly. Virginia Tech you know, for the first time in a little while, have some excitement at the quarterback position.
2: Uh, let's see. It's a really good quarterback conference. Um, let me see. Who else? There's. Oh, you got a. Uh, Wake
0: Forest.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, oh, like, Wake uh, Forest. I'm trying to look the kid's name. Um. But the guy they have now is, is not a senior, and I'm pretty sure he'll probably come back. I can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah, they got uh, – I know they have Kyle Kearns as the backup, who's really good. I thought he was going to start already, but he's still in the um, backup role. But um, he's from California. John Wolford, that's who it is. John yes, Wolford. Correct. I, I yep, like, Wolford, I like yep. John Wolford. Yeah, he's only a junior, but I like John Wolford. Yeah, yep. yep. not bad. He's yeah, actually he's, was, uh, he's, supposed to go to Virginia. That's right. He's from Virginia.
0: Yeah, and Virginia has some, you know, fair fair amount of talent, as you mentioned at the at the the quarterback position. I'm trying to think if there's a conference that has as many good quarterbacks, top to bottom, as the ACC does. But yeah,
3: probably
0: Pac- if Pac-12, Pac-12 would be probably in the in the discussion, right? Right? Yeah.
3: I like where the uh, I like where the um... The Big Ten's always weird because they got a lot of different types of quarterbacks. A lot of pro style, a lot of fast spread guys, JT Barrett and stuff. But I mean, they're good too. But they're they're well off. But uh, SEC uh, is looking good at quarterback right now. I know everyone was kind of they're getting better, yeah. A years, yeah, yeah, a few years. But if you look at, it, I mean, yeah, I, I can't wait to see Shea Patterson play today. Um, that's kind of as a recruiting guy. That's just you know that's he was the number one quarterback um in that class to me. Um, some people had Eason. Uh, some people had Shea. But uh, I like Shea a little bit better, so I, I can't wait to see. I, we talked about it on the show. I don't think, I think they – I don't know if they should have pulled a red shirt. But, I mean, Ryan Ryan says that, you know, that he would have pulled a red shirt and go with him. Because, you know, why – go ahead and give him some reps, I guess, you know, for next year and see. Because, I mean, there's nothing better, like you say, than reps. Um, and he's got – as good as he was in high school, um, he still hasn't actually played a college game. So go ahead and get his feet wet these three games, so if he messes up, it's at least, you know, throwaway games, and the next year you go for it. So I guess there's, a, you know, half glass full, half glass empty. I don't know what you would have done in that situation, but uh, I think Shea's ready, you know. Uh, I think Shea was a guy that, um, outside of Chad Kelly, you know, being, you know, returning for a senior season, he would have started pretty much anywhere else in the country.
0: Yeah, I so I would I would like to have seen them <laughs> – you know, be able to preserve his, his red shirt. But I understand both why they didn't. One is they're trying to football games. the main reason they thought
2: that's their best chance to do that.
3: He's a dice roller, man. He frees. I mean, everybody knows he freezes a dice roller. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna either get fired rolling the dice really hard, or he's gonna be,
1: <laughs> you know, uh, have a statue <laughs>
3: in front of, you know, Holly Holly Lane or whatever. Um, with right. him rolling the dice, you know, because he freezes. He's close to not being, he's not untouchable by any means. He's going to be on the hot seat next year if they have another bad season, actually. But he's close to going either way. It really, I mean, he can win a national championship next year. Or he could go five and seven and then he'd be fired. That's where he is. So hes he's got to roll the dice, I guess. And Shea Patterson is a, a, a dice roller. This is a kid that's moved around a lot. He lived in Ohio in <laughs> middle school. <laughs> And three different high schools, right. Texas, Louisiana, Texas, oh, IMG, Louisiana. Academy. Right. IMG Academy. Uh, right. he, he's been around all, all the world. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? He's, God, you know, think about it. I mean, a couple of years ago, he was committed to Arizona. <laughs> now look at it. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was – you know, when Rich Rod was rolling, he was like, they had Shea Patterson coming in. It was all, you know – Sausage Biscuits Gravy for, for uh, Shea Patterson, Arizona, two years ago. Now, Shea is at a Miss and starting for them, and the Arizona's two-win team, so <laughs> <crazy>. life <laughs> comes back. at you fast, as you said. Oh, yeah. College football, life comes at you fast. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Shea, you know, I would have liked to have him shirt, but like I said, you know, he's playing. And, you know, Shea, I-, I love you, Shea Patterson, wherever you are right now, you know, prepping for the game tonight, I'm sure, but why are you wearing number twenty, man? What's up with that? I don't get it. Why is he wearing it wearing? I hate it. It just looks. I know the quarterbacks, you know, Doug Flutie wore double-digit, you know, the twenties not number twenty or whatever. 22. 22. 22. 22. But uh, I just don't like it. It looks weird. Like it's like a pet. It's like a pet peeve, like almost. Like there's no reason. So you don't, don't like the kid in, you don't like the kid at Indiana wearing twenty-one either. I don't. I mean, I'm sure there might be a reason. Like it might be one of those like emotional reasons that I'm missing. But, I mean, I don't know. I just don't like it. But, hey, I like Shea Patterson, so whatever. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I think, we, yeah, you got, you got that. SEC, you know, got Shea coming in, oh, like I said, and then he obviously hurts, uh, looking like a stud. He's probably going to be on the ballot for the Heisman this year, too. Um and m has got um, Kellen Bond coming in, another IMG guy. The next year so uh they got to play Shay Patterson from Texas too so they got him and uh I mean gosh I mean, Fitzgerald who we just talked about he's only a redshirt sophomore right now so oh, he's got a couple more years left he's big. the thing I do like about him is how athletic he is at his size that that makes it interesting for me because he's 6'5 236 pounds and he runs good but like, he's pretty athletic I mean, he's not Cam Newton or Dak Prescott, you know, who Mullen's had, but I mean, he's good. I like him. Um, it was, it was, SEC's promising, but you know, some of these quarterbacks will not pan out; they'll drop off, of course. So we'll see. Kentucky still doesn't have a quarterback <laughs> right now.
0: Oh, remember back when people were telling telling us that Patty Ice is going to be an NFL starter one day?
3: Oh yeah, Patty Ice. They were saying Patty Ice is a first round guy. And that's why I said, well, hold on on Fitzgerald Fitz, Fitz, uh, Fitz, uh, Fitz, uh, or Fitzpatrick. Fitzgerald, sorry. Fitzgerald from uh, Nick Fitzgerald from uh, Mississippi State because, yeah, his five game stretch has been nice, but, I mean, Patty Ice had a, a nice stretch where he came from behind on wins and all types of stuff. And now look at him. You know what I mean? <laughs> no offense. <laughs> now I'll, he's be up at I'll be College. honest. I'll be honest. I would
0: bring him into a camp, and I might. I mean, I keep hearing he's athletic. I might see if he can even change positions. Maybe he's a tight end. I mean, I, I he's not that athletic to me.
3: He's not really even that athletic.
0: Right. Well, I keep like, hearing he's athletic. I don't, I don't see it, but people keep saying it. It's just a, he has a,
3: he has a really good vertical jump. I mean, that's it. Like he, he has hops. Like he did that dunk video. But I mean, he's not athletic. Like I mean, he doesn't ever look athletic So, that dunk. <laughs> dunk. I mean, yeah, he can dunk. Like I mean, he's six five though. I mean, most people are six five and dunk. I mean he it was a nice dunk. Like it wasn't just a regular dunk. I'm not going to take away from his dunk, but thats that's other. <laughs> it's, it's like we're talking about football being quarterback. I mean, he's not a But, but I, yeah, yeah. You do hear that he is, but I I just don't see. It. I've watched a lot of him. Um I don't see it. And he he, there he are people he
0: saying there are people saying he was the 4-5. I keep hearing no, people saying
1: no,
3: that. No, no, right, I don't no, I don't buy that no. either. 4-5, no. really? 4-5. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's not even like Travis Wilson, because um, Travis Wilson at least had, you know, they're kind of similar quarterbacks, actually. But um, uh, Travis Wilson was better, because um, he was really athletic, actually.
4: I mean, he, has, he right. ended up
3: running a 4.61 and having a 34.5 inch vertical, and he's 6.7. He actually ended up being 6.72, so, I mean. Right, so that maybe that's the guy I should have asked to see if he could put on 15 pounds of plate that is. I think he is playing tight end now, isn't he? I,
0: think. I, I I have to go check. I, I he was on someone's practice squad for a minute, but I didn't know if he was. He's there. on the
3: Chargers practice squad, I think.
0: Okay. okay, yeah, I knew he was on somebody's practice squad. I didn't know if he was playing. I didn't know what position he was playing. I didn't know if they were keeping him on as a quarterback to, to develop or if they were having him
3: make a switch. I think he's still a quarterback. I think he's a practice squad as a quarterback, but I think he worked out at tight end. Um, which, I mean, may, you know, people said Travis Wilson is kind of similar to the quarterback on the Chargers, even though I never bought that, because um, yeah, I guess the deliveries are both weird. That's about it. Uh, Ridley, but it makes sense that he's on the Chargers. But, yeah, uh, yeah, you can't just get hyped on these quarterbacks too, too early. Some of them look really good. I mean, like a Sam Darnell, um, I think he's here to stay. Uh, uh, Jake Browning, obviously, this is his second year starting. I think he's for real. But guys, like, Fitzgerald and, uh, you know, whoever else. I mean, we don't know yet. Yeah. We don't know quite yet. Or our Justin Herbert out west in Oregon. Not sure. But SEC looks pretty promising, at quarterback. But ACC, like you said, a lot of young guys, and they look good. I like where they're going. Pretty much everybody has a quarterback in the ACC, which a couple years ago, not not even close, right, to be the case for SEC, uh, ACC. Excuse me. Clemson helped out, I feel like, a lot with that conference. So Pitt, Pitt's got a
0: – Well, right now they have Nathan Peterman, the Tennessee oh, transfer. It's funny how many Tennessee oh, quarterbacks
3: like
1: ended like up
0: scattered around the globe.
3: Yeah. They're, I mean, they don't even have a quarterback.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ironically <really>. enough. Um <laughs> It's funny because every year we kept hearing it would be you know that that you know Dobbs. This is the year that Dobbs puts it all
3: together. Three years in a row, I heard that Donovan. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw I saw him at Elite Eleven. He did, I was like, okay. I didn't. I never thought he would be good, but I was like, he looks like he's getting better. Brandon uh, Brandon uh, kid at uh, LSU. Brandon uh, Jennings, right? Or no, uh, Brandon uh, Harris. Excuse me. Same thing you know we kept hearing that Brandon Harris is gonna get better. never happened yes. no um and, and it often does not <laughs> I mean that's the thing people have to remind
0: themselves that oh, you can't you can't assume development. That's the thing I've learned in this evaluation business is you cannot
3: assume development, not everybody develops, yeah, I'm still waiting on Jeb and Kneeve. <laughs> And Mitch oh, Mustaine so to get back. And Mitch Mustaine to get back. Yeah. Those are can't, can't, those are can't miss, you know, All-American, double-time All-American prospects. And right. Even, even Hey, the, I was a, the I was
0: a Ryan Perilou guy, man, and he had a nice little – he got six-game stretches. He had a very good six-game stretch at LSU uh, before he got in trouble and transferred.
3: He did. I mean, Paralu and uh, – Paraloo and uh, Jevin Sneed came out together. You know, they played against each other in high school. So both of them and,
1: and, in fact,
3: but, it was
0: Paraloo's dalliances with Texas. And, you know, he went back and forth for a while that kept Jevin Sneed from being able to figure out where he was going to end up declaring. And Colt McCoy, it was a three-way thing with those. Because at one point, Paraloo was supposed to be going to Texas, which
3: means that Colt was going to go somewhere else. Maybe LSU. I can't remember now. And then I think Cole, Cole they said Cole was going with Mike Leach. Oh, that's uh, right. That, You're right. You're right. It, that's right. If Parlow had kept his commitment to
0: Texas, it's all coming back to me now. And then Steve was the one's going to end up at LSU.
1: That's what it was. It, and then yeah. it all changed. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. You know, Jev, Jevin was kind of one of those first quarterbacks back. I say back in the day. It wasn't that long ago, but transfer quarterbacks like high school. He tra- He went to his dad took a job. Um, you know, they moved from Louisiana to Texas, and you know, he had a lot of pipelines with kids from New Orleans. He lived in the you know suburbs of New Orleans, so he, yeah, I mean, that whole situation—that that's how this quarterback thing works in high school. There's a lot of politics stuff involved, a lot of things going on. I mean, kids are supposed to go somewhere. I mean, like I said, Shea Patterson supposed to Arizona. Like, could you imagine Shea Patterson in Arizona right now? the number one quarterback in the country. <laughs> at
0: Arizona. Like, I mean, or Ethan. I mean, no, uh, you know, he... he no, Houston. I mean, that would be, be actually a pretty good fit because they is a fit in terms of his strengths, and that would allow Greg Ward to be more of a package guy and a guy who could line up, you know, in different positions. Yeah, that would be fun if he had both of those guys.
3: Oh, Shay Patterson and Greg Ward? Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, O'Connor's supposed to be at Houston still. You know what I mean? He was a four star quarterback. Like, it's just, this quarterback thing is fun. Like, if you just, like, follow it, like I do and then you do, or everybody else, like, you start from high school and it's like the commitment starts and then things just stack on top of transfers. And it's like, it's fun. Like, just to see, like, everybody, it's fun to see if, like, a guy can stay committed from high school and just stay there the whole time at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's fun because most of the guys don't. I mean, Deshaun Watson, who's always committed to Clemson and he's there the whole time, so he's one of those guys. Uh, even though Georgia fans probably wished he was there, but
1: mm-hmm.
3: they didn't offer. They didn't offer him a scholarship though, so I don't know <laughs> how that happened. I still don't know how that happened, Georgia. But Mike Bobo, it's his fault. It's his fault. <laughs> he didn't yeah. offer Deshaun Watson. Yes, so. right, right,
0: yes. <laughs> Somehow that was Mike Bobo. Yeah, Mike Bobo went through a period, sort of like where it used to be with Virginia Tech with Brian Steinspring, where they would blame everything on him.
3: Yeah, I mean, now, I mean, I'm being honest, that really was Mark Rick's fault. I'm Mark Rick, and I me, mean, he. Right. He, sometimes you miss. He, I, you know, Mark, don't want, Deshaun Watson's the leading passer in the state of Georgia. I just don't know how you miss him. <laughs> Like he a well now he's, got, well now he's got well now he's got
0: Brad Kaya and and that's another guy I hope stays in school. A lot of people are assuming he's going to declare. I hope he stays yeah, in I school, think, and I think it would help him to stay with Mark Rick for one more year.
3: I think he leaves, but I want him to stay. But I think he leaves. I do. I think he's gone. Um, I don't know. I mean, Francois. Like I said, I like Francois. I really like Francois. Uh, I know he 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 turnovers, gotta get him down, but he's a he's a freshman. You know what I mean? So he he's done a good job so far. I just like his physical attributes. I mean, he has all the physical attributes to be a first round pick. Um and then Jimbo, you know, is just a, he's he's not Jameis, he's gonna get a pair of Jameis, I get that, but they're different type of quarterbacks he's a little smaller than Jameis too, so they're not the same size, but I like DeAndre Francois. He's come a long way. He he's definitely had a maturation yep. process. Tough kid um, too.
0: I mean, uh, he and Austin I, Allen are on my all, like, boot leather team. So those two are sweet, yeah. baby. Jesus,
3: you those guys take a beating. They can't. Another IMG quarterback, too, Bill, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> another one. They got a lot. But, yeah, he, he's good. And, like I said, obviously Louisville's got Lamar Jackson, Kyle Bull, and still. I'm pretty sure Kyle Boland's going to transfer at this point, though. You so. think? <laughs> yeah. Uh he's gone. But uh yeah, I mean they're they're a good state. George Tex got Justin Thomas, don't forget about him, This Triple Option yeah, in Atlanta.
0: So. Yeah, I mean he's 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 a guy that people don't see as an NFL type obviously, but he's been effective. Be
3: a running back. Or a receiver, I guess. One of those two. Probably running back. Yeah, I, I like the way he runs. He's a good runner. But yeah, definitely not a quarterback. He's the b be- I think he's the best quarterback they've had there in that new scheme triple option type of deal. But uh I mean, he can, he can throw a little bit. I don't, I don't think I think he'll probably give it a shot out. Of, he can, he'll he'll try to be a quarterback, but he's definitely going to be a running back, you know, right receiver. Then, so, but um, and that's another coach you want to talk about, kind of lingering on the warm seat. It's not hot, but it's not cold either. It's Paul Johnson. It's, it's Paul Johnson. Slowly getting warmer though. Every
0: every year that he moves away from that one orange bowl, right? You know, gets further and further in the rearview mirror and more and more distant in the fans' memories. There are people who say that, you know, they've caught up with his offense and he hasn't adjusted and, you know, all the other stuff you hear and it's hard to attract top-tier talent.
3: Uh, I mean, any offensive position this is my thing with it because I know living, you know, not too far from, from tech campus and no Georgia tech fans and no Georgia football, he should be better. Um, I'm sorry, but there's too much talent in this state. Um, that leaves, he's in Atlanta, man. He's in the city. Like people forget. I mean, UGA is always going to be UGA, but I mean, that's in Athens, that's a little further out downtown Atlanta, baby. I mean, that's where Georgia tech is. Like, he got hotbed for for kids, um, and they just don't they don't get any of them. I mean, he wins his games. You know, he, he usually wins about six, seven. But I think they should be better um, this year. A lot of people were, that was kind of a lot of people's sleeper team this year too, was ten, and it just didn't happen for them. Uh, I never bought them really as a sleeper. Just thought the ACC was too talented, but uh, I don't know, man. I think they should kind of just go away from the triple option. There, the, the way that Georgia football set up, though, it actually what, it should help Georgia Tech because a lot of people in Georgia still run that offense. There's still a lot of wing tea and uh, you know, option and, and beer in, in the South. So I feel like he should be getting those guys. It's just not working. So something missing from that Georgia Tech team. Well,
0: two things I've noticed. One is, and of course it's funny to mention wide receivers, but for it a nice little stretch there, they kept getting at least one six foot three, six foot four, six foot five wide receiver who could fly. And so you at least when you did throw the ball, which you didn't do often and didn't do well, but you had a guy who could beat whoever it was lined up across from him pretty much every single time you needed him to do it and get you a big play. I mean, these guys would only have twenty some odd, you know, receptions in a year but they'd be averaging 19.7 yards a catch. I would mean, be Stephen Hill and Demarius Thomas and, of course, the grandfather of them all being Megatron, Calvin Johnson, but they'd always have this, at least one guy. And then, I guess, more recently, what's that kid? Uh, I mean, they just uh, had
3: DeAndre Smelter and, and Darren Waller together. Too, right, Waller Smelter
0: are still sort of hanging around, right, still sort of hanging around, but they, let's be honest, they aren't quite the same as Demarius and uh, Megatron. And they turn to be better pros, maybe, than, than the Stephen Hill, but they, they aren't quite a pure athlete that Stephen Hill was.
3: Yeah. Bear Waller is pretty. I actually like Smelter better than Waller, but Waller is a better athlete. Uh, I mean, DeAndre Smelter had torn ACL his senior right. season, and he actually he's on the baseball team. He then came to the football team kind of late. But, um, I mean, both of those guys together, I mean, they still, you know, didn't win that many. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right. They don't have that guy. But you don't just get guys like that. I mean, that's kind of more luck almost than anything. But, like, I mean, all those guys are from Georgia, too. So that's the main thing is just having those top guys in Georgia to keep. And they haven't even kept those. You know what I mean? So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Their recruiting classes, it's not good. I mean, it's never going to be great because of the style of offense they run, but I mean it's just not. You can still get guys on defense and and, and some receivers and running backs. It's just not there right now. That's all I'm saying. But Paul Johnson's at Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech is a basketball school, so he'll be okay. <laughs> but they're paying him a lot of money, though. That's the only thing. Like Paul Johnson, his bonus I think kicks in at the end of the season. And they might not want to pay that bonus. They might just want to say, you know what, well, okay. If he doesn't make a bowl game, if he goes 5-7 and seven and loses, you know, or five, you know, losing three in a row, then to hell with him. You know, get rid of him. So I can see him getting fired at the end of the season. And them going, if they left miles at Georgia Tech, how about that? Ah, huh.
0: interesting. Obviously, you need to make some wholesale changes. But the good news is you're in one of the top five states for talent production. You're in a conference where it's certainly not easy to win, but it's not in SEC west you know um the you know, uh, there's no Alabama lurking you know every year to slap the smile off your face if you're even
3: if your season's going well. he's coastal too, so I mean that that's not as hard as the Atlantic yep But, yeah okay. Well, it doesn't have to be less. Mild. I mean, I was a big a Georgia Tech's got a. I've talked to a lot of fans. They want they want a guy that's like, yeah, man, we're proud to have X guys our coach. You know, a head honcho. Paul Johnson's just they don't look at him like that. That's not how Georgia Tech fans look at him. Even the people that like him, they're just they like him, but it's just like you know, it's Paul Johnson. He's he's he's, he's all right. He's good. I think they want a guy that they can really hold their hat on, and kids who want to play for and come to Georgia Tech and play play for the Yellow Jackets. Unless Miles type of guy, or you know, people have been saying Butch Jones wants to come back to coach. Maybe somebody like that. Not Butch Jones. It's Butch Davis.
2: Ah. So. Lane Kiffin.
3: Oh. Who huh. to take Paul Johnson beat not too long ago.
1: <laughs> hmm.
3: uh,
2: huh. I'm thinking about that. That's an interesting.
3: I mean, it's like it's a, it's kind of a good fit for a link given type of guy because it's like you almost get the same amount of money as you would at a big school, but you don't have, and you're in a major city, but it's not you're like you're not the number one show in the state. You know it's Jordan Bulldogs, so you 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 don't have that much pressure on you, really, but you're still getting in the same tax bracket, pay wise. So I mean, I think that would be a nice job for Coach Kiffin, Todd Graham.
1: <laughs>
3: you know he's always up, to, he's always up to leave somewhere. Got it. One day I'll stop picking on Todd Graham. One
2: day, One day. but it
0: doesn't have to be today. He uh. He's, he's he's certainly and I don't know if you saw the Mike Leach, Todd Graham,
3: you know, oh, yeah. their version
0: of what's your deal. Okay, yeah.
3: That was better. Almost at the Harbaugh Pete Carroll level. I thought it was better. I mean both coaches aren't better. I mean these those coaches are are legends, but I mean Todd Graham is they do I pay to watch that fight. I would pay to watch that. I think Todd Graham would beat up Mike Leach. But <laughs> If it was like a if it was like a debate, oh Mike Leach all day. <laughs> but I, both of those guys are just alpha male guys, and especially Coach Graham. I don't know who you thought was in the wrong, and I, I don't know. I mean that I looked into that situation. I don't know it well enough. I just don't know. Like I, all I know. It's Todd Graham. is just a character guy, man. Like every recruit I talk, to, he's always talking about Todd Graham. Todd Graham this, Todd Graham that. I mean, he's he's a life of his own for sure. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Well, I don't think I think he's safe too, though. You know, I think he, uh, Arizona State doesn't fire him. Like Todd Graham gets paid five point three million dollars a year. A lot.
2: Bill, are you there? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. So, just wanted to sort of figure out any other things you're excited about
0: sort of for the rest of this week as we are really in the last couple of weeks of the season. I mean, except for, you know, championship games and bowl games and all the We're postseason closing down, stuff. Though, but man. it's frightening Close how it. fast or amazing how fast it all went by. But this year went by or, the
3: fastest to me too. I don't know about yeah. you, or maybe I no, guess July. Like I remember Houston and Oklahoma, like it was yesterday. <laughs> it feels like it was <clears throat> fast forward. And this season's been fun too. There hasn't been a lot of scandal, like off the field. It's just been a lot of clean, good. I mean, of course, there's gonna be scandal. There's the Baylor thing happened. I mean, I, I understand, but for the most part, it's been a pretty clean. Football so there's been a lot of good storylines to me, a lot of good guys coming right. out of nowhere. A lot of guys have look up to the hype, Jabril Peppers and Omar Jackson coming on, uh, not nowhere, but just coming on really strong. Watson staying strong, being in the race, um, all types of things. Uh, what I'm looking for today, um, like I said, in about 30 minutes here, A&A will play Ole Miss. Right. Um Jay Hubenak and Shay Patterson were not the quarterbacks I thought would be coming in this game. <laughs> but um right. you know, I can't wait to see Shea and then Miles Garrett's back a hundred percent. So watch out for number fifteen, Shea Patterson. <laughs> He's gonna be at your throat. Uh along with those Dalen Mack and those guys. Um State taking care of business, Alabama's taking care of business already. Kinda of looked at that, saw. So, um I don't know. I mean Trying to think, uh, what else I'm looking for early on? I mean, Georgia, Auburn. Are there right now? Okay, like, are there any prospects really think,
0: that you haven't seen or or you know heard about, but haven't seen yet, or have questions about, and you want to still get them answered, or any teams, I guess, that you haven't seen yet, that you really know that you'd like to see, but haven't gotten around to. Um,
3: hmm, I'm going to watch the Iowa game tonight versus. Um, Michigan. And I haven't really seen Iowa since they lost that game until uh was a North Dakota State early on in the season, <clears throat> which wasn't the like, best game to watch for Iowa, I guess. But you know what? People making fun of them for losing that game. I get it. They're the favorites. The North Dakota State, at this point, man, is pretty much an uh, FBS team to me. Um, and I don't <laughs> usually just throw that out. I, you know, I don't throw that out there. But, and I mean, look at the a, list uh, of a, teams they've beaten.
0: Minnesota, Kansas State, Kansas,
3: um, Fla- they slaughtered Kansas too. I mean, it's, yeah, right, that wasn't
0: even good. yeah. No, yeah, it wasn't even close. Yeah, I mean they, they. There's a long list of FBS teams that they would beat straight up. Doesn't matter where they played them or when they played them. A long list, not like yeah, one or two. And, it,
3: and most of these games are on the road too. They most. I mean, I would have to play them again. They have to go to North Dakota State. I would just cancel the game, honestly. Like uh, I, I don't know why. Would, why would they schedule a home and home with North Dakota State? What's the point? They don't
0: really
3: gain much from it, <laughs> honestly. Um, you've got you've got I mean, nothing to be gated everything to lose. Yeah, I mean, and you're recruiting the same kids. Like you, you might lose a kid or two to North Dakota State, honestly. Um, if you're Iowa, but I mean, I, yeah, I, but you know what? I was twenty-one and a half point underdog at home for the right reasons. Obviously, Michigan's destroyed everybody, but uh, Iowa is at home, Kinnick Stadium. Weird things happen at night at Iowa. Is all I'm saying. Um, now, I mean, it could be a blowout. It could be close, though. No, we'll see what happens. I will watch that game, though. Um, I want to see, you know, like Curtis Samuel and Desmond King and guys like that on the field. And this CJ Beth, Bethard, I want okay, like maybe maybe I'm wrong on him. You know, some people, I, I <laughs> like people that people that people that like him say that he just doesn't have help, so he's not good. If you throw him on Nebraska or Washington or the USC, then he would be that guy. Well. You know, he's just not going to have the help. They're not going to get it all of a sudden. But, you know, this is a good defense. This is one of the best defenses in the country, so we'll see uh, what he does tonight. Um, uh, I'm going to look for that Colorado-Arizona game just because I think it's, it might be a little bit of a trap game for, uh, for Colorado on the road, like a game that nobody cares about and Colorado's supposed to win. They're, they've really never been favorites in a lot of games, even though they're 12th. They've only been favored in two game uh three games this year, which is really weird for them to be the twelfth best team in the country. But uh so this is a game they're favored in by sixteen and this is kind of a trap game. Uh, Washington State Cal, because who doesn't like Pac 12 at the dark and point? Um so over yeah. on this game is eight eighty two and a half. Do you think they're gonna go over or under on that? Because <laughs> 'Cause I'm thinking over. Eighty two and a half. I see it. Could go to overtime. Um Trying to think, I watched Duke and UNC, which was a big game to me this week. Oh, um, West Virginia, New Texas, Texas lost, of course. That was kind of good one early on. Um, the last one I kind of do want to see is uh, gosh, what's uh, the the SEC matchup we talked about on the show? Uh, LSU Arkansas. There we go. I think that's kind of going kind to of be. It's not the game you really want to watch. But it will be interesting with the two kind of smash-mouth teams. And then South Carolina-Florida will be the last one. Yeah. I really want to see um, Florida secondary, Marcus May, um, Tess Tabor, and Quincy Wilson, and those guys. And, and Gerard Davis, I don't know how you feel about him, but I like him a lot. That's a top 50 guy for me, um, uh, Gerard Davis from uh, Florida. So I want to see them take on the youngster, man, Jake Bentley. Who was supposed to yeah. be a senior in high school right now, not yeah. um, starting. SCC, but he graduated a whole year early from high school. He did. And I think, you know what, Bill, <laughs> I thought about this. This might I'm tell I told people, maybe I was people thought I was insane, I lost followers, I got in the base. I think it's gonna be a trend. Wow. I do. I think it's not gonna be a trend where it's like ten quarterbacks going early because it's it, it's it's really difficult actually to do this, but Yes, because
1: you got to take there.
3: summer school. I mean, a whole bunch of stuff has to happen. <laughs> Mac Jones, who's going to Alabama next year, um, kid from Florida, Bowles High School, um, he's graduating a whole year early. He reclassified already. Wow. Um, Tate Martell was really close to not playing this year. He was going to go ahead and just go to Texas A&M. And how the world has changed, uh, now he's not even going to Texas A&M. He's going to Ohio State. And he's about to win another national title at Bishop Gorman, but I mean that was close. That would have kind of that might have changed things because he's so well known. Um, Jay Bentley is only a, the funny thing about Jay Bentley is he wasn't even a five-star quarterback. He's only a four. He wasn't one of the top top quarterbacks for next year's class, and neither is Matt Jones. Neither Shea Patterson was going to leave, but IMG got him late. You know he transferred to IMG, um, which like, I know I know it's basically college, but still high school, but. I mean, I, I think it's going to be – you're going to start seeing maybe two and three quarterbacks the year after this, and five and six. And depending on these quarterbacks' success, that's where it'll kind of either be a flash in the pan or it'll be Bill Carroll's worst nightmare probably. <laughs> <laughs> seeing a bunch of 16- and 17-year-olds. <laughs> in Jake Jay Bentley's defense, though, he's actually – Already 19 years old, and his oh. dad Bobby Bentley is the running back coach, so it's kind of like a perfect blend. Why the he, heck
2: is he already 19?
3: <laughs> I don't I don't know, I don't know, but he, his he, Tay Martell's 19 too. Shea Patterson's 20, so like it's not Good like I was,
2: a, I was a junior in college
3: when I was 20. What the heck? Well, <laughs> he, he's not 20 yet, he, he'll be 20 in December, so so I mean, he's 19. <laughs> He's a true freshman, though, so he's a little older. And then he's just moved a lot. That's why. I mean, he, I think he got held back because he moved so much. He missed so many days of class. But uh, Jevin Sneed was the same way. I and mean, he was 19 as a senior in high school, too. Jimmy Clausen was a few. But, I mean, I think, you know, Mac is different. Mac's only 17. Um, he'll be 17 when the season, start at Alabama. He'll redshirt um honestly i it's like almost would you rather red shirt um or just play your senior year of high school that's what it's going to come down to and i mean i would rather just play my senior year of high school because senior year was fun so i don't know but you know i wasn't a five-star or four-star quarterback either so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but, uh, but like i said i don't know man um Enrolling early I think is cool, like the whole the half a year early semester because at least you're done. But I don't know about a whole year. That's a little too much for me, but we'll see what happens. Uh, other than that, man, I don't know. I think that's it. I, I really um, – I like the Boise-Hawaii uh, game. I might watch that a little bit. I like what Hawaii's doing where they're trying to get to. I've always really had a respect for that program and thought that program should be a little bit better than what they have been. And then Boise – I kind of wish Boise didn't lose that game early on, but they did. Uh, they're still ranked, though, but I thought they could be – a BCS Buster or whatever college football playoff team, um, not college football playoff. Excuse uh, January first playoff team. Going forward, but they are not going to make that. They might if Houston loses and they can win out. That game with San Diego State is going to be huge. Um, everybody yep. because San Diego State
0: it's only one loss.
3: Yeah, San Diego State might get in the New Year's Six game. Um, it's really between Houston, Houston Navy, Boise State, and uh, San Diego State. Those four are the teams that can get in. I would love to see. I want. Do you, I? I wonder when North Dakota State is going to make that jump and, and play in the um, FBS. Well, first of all, it has to make
2: sense because they have a super successful program, obviously,
0: and they're not hurting at what, financially. What,
3: they're not. But well, what point do you, you know, get tired? You know, okay, winning seven, eight, I mean that. You know what I mean? Like, that's fun, but you got to uh, eventually, I guess, challenge yourself maybe a little bit more and move up. Because they're already at the top of FCS. and I mean, there's nowhere else to go but down. So, I mean, I would think they move up. seem like, Char- I know, like, Charlotte's a major city. That's why the uh, NCAA wanted them to move up. Like, they pushed, they gave them money pretty much to, to move up. Um, North Carolina State, I don't know if they'd feel the same, but football wise, on the field, it makes perfect. I don't know how they would vote against that. They'd probably vote against them moving up just because they'd probably be scared of playing <laughs> Nobody wants them in their conference. <laughs> but, I mean, if I'm the Big 12, I, I do make it's sense. It's funny you mentioned would, that
0: because Charlotte would get what? Um, if they were, they'd get 20 something points, right? And if they're, those two games are playing each other against North Dakota State, they'd be giving, they'd be getting 24, maybe 28. I mean,. <laughs> What what would what you're going say be favored by in that game at least at least uh, three touchdowns,
3: probably more, right? I I would say fourteen, fifteen. I don't Charlotte's not that bad. They they've turned it around. They've won three of the last four. They're winning right now versus Rice. That's <laughs> true, they are. But Rice
0: they would get handled off. by North Dakota State too also.
3: I mean, yeah, they started off really bad. They did, Charlotte. And then the, I thought Kevin Olson was about to get kicked out of school like after the game. You know like, I'm sure you saw the shout, shouting match on the sideline with him, with the O line, but the first game versus Louisville He's he's fiery, I like. yeah. I like their staff though. They got Joe Terzinski um yep. they got former Aaron Curry Georgia quarterback. Yeah, Aaron Curry and James Adams, who both played at what, Wake Forest together. Yeah. Um Matt Wallerstead, right. who was at uh K State. I like the they got a young, nice little staff there. Brad Lambert, who played at K State too. So we can put together a decent little team based on that staff. They all play defense, and that's where they're good at. Actually, I mean, I know. Like, I mean, I'm not sitting here talking about like I know about Charlotte, but I mean, I, they they got the two kids come in, you know, Kevin Olson, and then they got uh, J C. Adams. Kevin being a five star, J C. being a four, and then J C. hasn't played yet. Kevin, Kevin's been okay, but their defense is actually pretty good at Charlotte. You know, that's what I like. Right. And, I, you know, I wish Kevin the best. Like I said, I, I talked to Kevin um, a while ago. It's been a while, but, I mean, I, he looks like he's doing good off the field. And all, all, he, he's still Kevin Olsen. <laughs> he can't help that, but he does look better. <laughs> well, the good news is
0: that it appears he's, I mean, he's straightened his life, you know, um,
3: apparently. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the most important thing beyond the football part. <laughs> Right, that's what you said at the beginning of the season is that you know you wish him the best at Charlotte, but you want him to not fight people and do drugs, basically, is what he was yeah, saying. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want him to be a 3 a.m. phone call guy. That was my main issue. I mean, Greg Olson's wife said she thought he was going to die. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, like, she wants to be like a big sister to him, and you know, that's obviously, you know, a sister in law, but. I mean, Greg and Kevin are like, yeah, I man. They thought, they thought they were going to get the phone call and it's like, Kevin Olsen is in jail. He's going to be in jail for about 25 years or he's not alive anymore. And that's scary, man. Yep. You know what I mean? To have somebody in your family say something. And that's why, you know, when he moved with uh, Greg and his wife this year, that was a good move. And staying uh, in Charlotte with them.
1: Yep. Uh, he doesn't
3: live on campus. He still lives there. And, you know, that's not calling Eventually, you're going to have to move out and do your own thing, but... Right now what you know, you take baby steps and especially when you have an addiction, a substance issue addiction. You know what I mean? So that's what he, he did uh he paid his debts and uh he's playing good quarterback. But yeah, you know, but I'm I'm pleased. I'm pleased to mostly, see, like I
0: said, I mean, beyond the football part, I'm just pleased to see that he's like I said, apparently has has got his life on track. That's the big deal. And huge, know, it, yeah. he but, Right, that's the biggest thing. And if he gets a chance to play somewhere for somebody at the next level, that would be just a bonus, frankly. But, yeah, I'm glad uh, for his entire family and for, yeah, like I said, just the fact that this is not a life wasted beyond, a, you know, a football career. Yeah.
3: And, and Dakota State is going better than India. They, probably, they beat up on Charlotte. But, yeah, I mean, that's the team that instantly pushed to get into um, FBS, though, because, I mean, I get it. You know, Charlotte's got a big stadium, and they're in Charlotte. You know, so I mean, it's a major city in America. I get it, but yeah, George the State needs to, and it's not them. I mean, they you can't just go to the, you know <laughs> FBS when you want to. You got to get voted in and everything, and get funding. But uh, they they're not doing bad financially. They have had college game day there. I mean, they've had so much for for a lower level school, and, and I I really want to see them play um, up in FBS, and I think that. I would love to see them and uh, put them in the Big Twelve,
1: man. You know why not? Yeah,
0: you go. Why not? And the Big Twelve, supposedly, you know, we keep hearing, has been trying to look for opportunities to expand. Though I don't know if they're serious. I mean, if they were able to bring in, you know, Houston mm-hmm. right away and then a transition plan, because you have to. I think it takes a couple of years for a school to make a transition from FCS to FBS. So if not this year, then by two thousand, you know eighteen or whatever, they would be able to then be a twelve team league with Houston, access North to State
3: would be fun, right? In the right,
0: and then access to one of the largest, what the fourth largest media market, fourth or fifth
3: yeah. largest media market in the United States.
0: Houston's a city of almost three so cool. million people. I don't think mm-hmm. people realize how big Houston is.
3: Houston's huge. <laughs> Houston. Yeah, you got to have Houston in there, and Houston, uh, you know. Like you said, I mean, just a money maker for them, and that's what they care about the most. I mean. And then on the field, winning football games. Houston, even if Tom Herman leaves, I think they'll be in a good spot. Houston had a good tradition, and I think that he'll lead the program okay if he does leave. Uh, there'll probably be some coaches there left over, and he'll build the coaching branch tree just like Urban Meyer did when he left Utah. Um, with coach Witt, you know, I think it'll be similar to that. But um, right, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about North Dakota. North Dakota State is just something I threw out there. I, I mean, I don't think they're looking at them to be in the Big 12, but Houston makes perfect sense. And another the team um, I would say is probably uh, – I mean, I can't, I don't know, man. I, a BYU, but I just – I I mean, th- there's going to be some things there with BYU just because, like, they don't agree with some of the things BYU agrees with, so it's going to be kind of
2: hard. there going to be some cultural oh. challenges
3: with yeah. bringing in BYU. Yeah. I, Basically. Like, well, yes, agree. BYU easily has the money. I mean, they actually have a lot more money than people think they do. But, <laughs> um mean, they're up there with uh, every other program that's at the top. Uh, their facilities aren't A1, but, I mean, they can be, if they cared about facilities more, they just don't. Um, so, yeah. But BYU, I guess, in Houston, it looks like the two teams that are probably going to be in the Big Twelve. But we'll see, you
0: know. We'll we will. That'll know. be like I said. Either way, it'll be interesting. And I, I'm shocked they didn't at least add. I mean, Houston just seems such a no-brainer, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't no-brainer. know
1: what what they're I doing think, there.
3: <laughs> I think they're kind of scared.
1: <laughs>
3: I think they're kind of. I think they're especially this year because Oklahoma <laughs> has been consistently the best team in Big Twelve for the de- past decade. Well, I, I think right, they're scared.
0: Well, I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote uh, former Oklahoma All-American and 10-year uh, NBA veteran, I believe, Stacy King, if you're scared by a dog. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know what else to say to that. I mean, I, that just seems a little goofy. Uh, but, yes, Donovan, tell people where they can find your work and follow you, sir. I uh,
3: appreciate you coming, letting me come on the show, of course, about the get ready to watch some more football, of course. Um, follow me on Twitter at Don James. Boards, and if I'm going to work at rsnreport.com. Um, working on some NFL draft stuff. So that's why I'm glad you had me on talk a bit, bit about the NFL drafts. Um, yeah, just give me a follow on Twitter, man. I got all kinds of stuff going on. I got my top quarterbacks I just put out for high school football, top running backs, and then my top wide receivers will be done tomorrow, actually. And then I'll have, you know, my rankings, of course, me and Ryan Swartz rankings, top 25 polls around the country, and All-American list. Oh, uh, that's it, man. That's like a few things going on. And yeah, have a re- good rest of the day. It looks like you know we started off the show talking about Oregon already down twenty-one zero. So, <laughs> yep.
0: yep, can't say that I'm surprised. But uh, you know, like I said, we'll be. I'm sure we'll be even next year. We'll, we'll spend some time on them. I, I wish, wish you uh, a wonderful rest of this weekend, and once again to uh, all thank those you. who served our great nation, and continue to serve our great nation. I thank all of those past, present. Uh, my brothers and sisters-in-arms, thank you so much. Uh, obviously, a day after Veterans Day. Thank you once again. Thank you, Bill. I was going to
3: say, Certainly. thank you. My but, pleasure. You know, thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Uh, and
3: we're, we're, we're doing a
0: two-a-day, so Jim and the night crew and I will be doing a night show. So it's good having you on on the first okay. session, then I'll I'll get something to eat, and then we'll do our second show a little <laughs> bit later.
3: But, so, uh, yeah, that sounds great. I, you know, uh, night crew, I'll be watching Colin McGregor fight and some, some football games. So we'll, we'll, you know drink yeah. a couple well, beers you, in, in you enjoy that. I'll <laughs> tell tell me tell me what he wears uh to uh, to oh. the press conference. <laughs> he pulled the Joe Fraser out um the way in <laughs> with the fur and the re- the turtleneck. That that was nice. I like that. Conor McGregor I think he's the most interesting man in sports. That's all I'm gonna say. he,
2: he um, right
3: this moment I would
0: have to agree with you. He is basically <laughs> I mean, I know that Chad Kelly likes to call himself Swag, but
3: really the, the, the title belongs nah. to Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. You won't see Conor McGregor going in high school field trying to fight high school kids. <laughs>
1: because he's trying to
3: fight <laughs> real. He's trying to fight Eddie Alvarez for the belt exactly. tonight. Well, you can't fight
0: anybody um, unless there's millions and millions of dollars involved. But, uh, but once again, Donovan, thank you for your time. Thank you for your talent. Thank you for <laughs> your attention. We will do this again in one
2: week, sir. Awesome. Have a good one.